ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, all my patron peeps, it's Scoots here. And this is something not just a little bit different, patrons. This is something totally different, though it's still here to put you to sleep. Uh, this is going to be a little mini-series that's exclusive uh, to Patreon only, and, and actually just certain tiers on Patreon just because of the, the ability. Well, I'll kind of explain all that, but uh, this is going to be a little mini-series because our, our season series that I'm working on, and I'll have these come out right around when the episodes are coming out, is uh, is something a little bit different, and I thought maybe we could make a making of... Uh, or making as a series just for patrons to have a peek into the creative process, particularly when I'm doing something that's a little bit different this time. And, and I kind of explain that really briefly. Uh, but it's also a time I, I want to make sure that uh, all my freelancers are still having work or even extra work to do on the podcast. So that's a part of uh, putting it out at a $10 and up tier is uh, that I know I can pay the editors to work on this show, but also uh, it's to add value because right now Patreon is really uh, bringing the podcast to free to everybody more now than ever. And that's not any pressure on you as a patron. You don't have to stay a patron. The podcast is out there for free too, and you can feel free to cut back at any time. But I thought this would be a unique way to say thanks and then kind of see if this works and maybe going forward. This could be a way that you get an extra episode or two a month uh, that's very, very exclusive and that wouldn't work in the free feed, I, I don't think. And initially, I'm shooting for about 30 minutes. There won't be an intro in these uh, episodes. And we'll kind of see as we do a couple episodes if we like be like, oh, if we put it out twice a month at 30 minutes versus once a month at an hour, uh, which will work better. So th- that's a little bit of heads up. So this is. Uh, I don't even know what to call these. Uh, so right now, to, to give you a bookmark, like I'm recording this on a Sunday, and I've been writing for a new series, Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-G-S, uh, for about uh, a week and two days, so nine days. And ideally, I'll record the first episode on uh, Thursday or Friday of next week, uh, so in, in about uh, like five days or something. And this series is a little bit different because the whole idea was like uh, that came up on an intro one time was like, what if so there's a TV show and I I, don't worry, this is going to be sleepy, but uh, there's a TV show called uh, Stranger Things. And there was also a kid's holiday special when I was a kid called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And at one point, once upon a time in the podcast, I posited, what if... uh, that was a mashup, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and uh, Stranger Things. Uh, but then I had to think cre- very creatively of like, well, what if instead of a mashup, it was strongly influenced by those two things? Since I can't, I don't have the rights to any of the characters on any of those shows. Like, what if there was a show, uh, very much like The Simpsons does this, that was called Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R. I think that's how you spell Otter Things. And I did have the idea for this, and I said, I don't know if it'll work. I don't know. And then I finally said, yeah, let's move forward with this. I like the idea. And before I started rewatching, which will kind of go through my rewatch of the TV show, and don't worry, in a sleepy, meandering way, I did find my main character, which is kind of the important thing. And her name's Emma. 
otter, E-M-M-A otter. And so once I had the main character and I kind of said, okay, Emma Otter, I like her. Uh, and then it was kind of just playing around and saying, okay, what would I like? Uh, just, just like Blue Sky, just kind of trying to get to know Emma Otter's voice. Not so much her spoken voice, but who is she, what's she like, you know? I mean, she was going to parallel a character. Of course, she, she was going to parallel Mike uh, because Mike's kind of... Uh, well, not the central figure of uh, uh, the TV show or the streaming sh- the show. He, he Mike, uh, I don't know. Mike does represent. I don't know. Mike, Mike is kind of like a little bit of a fulcrum on the show. And then I was also thinking about, well, how would I make this work for spoken word? And then I was waiting for the production schedule to open up and be like, okay, let's start making this. And then, so I didn't have, other than daydreaming, I don't really have any pre-prep time because I was writing Get Basso Season 3. So then as soon as Get Basso Season 3 was done, literally the next day from after recording that I started watching uh, the, 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 the other non-otter things show in bits and taking notes. So I'm going to kind of run through my notes here. Like I'm not fully complete writing my first episode. So this will be part like TV recap and part looking at what I have so far. I guess it would be a spoiler for the series, but I don't think like with sleep with me, this would more give you even more insight, I guess. Uh, Cause the episodes not f- finished writing. So uh, the show opens in November 6th, uh, 1983 in Hawkins, Indiana. Uh, we see a night sky, camera pans down to a laboratory. Uh, we see the hall, halls, we see lights, we see sounds, we see a science guy going. Uh, we see something sweet or sweat, uh, pressing the elevator button, freight elevator. Uh, waiting, breathing, looks up, and then he has some toast. Like, he says, well, I'm going to have some toast right now. Uh, then we see a house, uh, and we see some kids playing a game, D&D. Uh, Mike is a DM. Uh, there's kind of anticipation. Mike is a very good DM, so he's building anticipation uh, for the demigloss. Uh, like he does this uh, double reveal. Uh, everyone has reactor reactions. There's a lot of character revelation very quickly that's established of like what Mike's like, uh, what Dustin's like, what Lucas is like, and what Will is like just by the reactions. And you can see a lot about uh, oh troglodyte. That was the other thing. But uh, like you'd see a lot. You get to know a lot about them uh, in the relationship. I told you. Uh, wait a second. Oh, this is when Mike's doing the re- reveal about like uh, something else. Uh, the demi gloss. Uh, then we get to learn about Will and the th- like. A little bit of a theme of like protection versus fireball, yelling. Well, boys are having fun. They spill the dice. And Mom says, "What's going on down there? It's uh, ten o'clock or something. It's a school night. You've been playing for ten hours." Uh, uh, and then, uh, see a pizza box, time to go. We see a o- older sister, Mike's older sister on the phone. Dustin offers her a slice of pizza. 
uh, slice left. The door closes. Uh, the Lucas, Dustin, and Will get on their bikes. I guess we learned something. I put Steve Harrington here. I don't know where that what that's from. Oh, maybe. Oh, they were talking about Steve Harrington, the boys. Uh, we see Will has honesty. He tells, so we get even more character revelation as Will's honest with Mike. Uh, the boys uh, go their separate ways. Well, uh, Dustin ra- Dustin has quite the mouth on Dustin, and uh, they're racing on bikes. Uh, then we come back to the, the lab. Uh, there's some sound effects. Uh, oh, we just cut back to the lab quick. Then Will, I thought, Will, uh, Will's light battery dies on his bike. Uh, and he parks his bike, and he says, I'm going to take a refreshing walk home. And he walks all the way home, closes his door. Uh, phone rings, but it wasn't what he was expecting one of his friends to call. Maybe it wasn't one of them. Then he says, I'm going to walk out back and get some air, maybe do some yard work. Uh, so he goes out into their little uh, back uh, storage area. And then Will says, you know what? I, I want to go. I think I want to go somewhere uh like, I think I want to visit the transverse plane, and Will does that. And then uh, they, they, we see the title, Chapter 1, The Magical, the Magic of Will Byers. Uh, then we have another very revelatory scene. We see a house, a bedroom, a radio. It's messy. There's beers. There's somebody passed out on the couch. Uh, there's smoking, cold water shower, maybe, uh, smoking more, uh, taking some medicine, has a beer, breakfast, looks in the mirror, we realize that he's an officer, also leaves the TV on, we get another kind of TV, the, the rain or a storm is coming, uh, then we're back, then we're at another house, uh, and a mom, Joyce, she can't find her keys. She's trying to get breakfast ready. Uh, she has another son there. Uh, we were learning that the other son is working. Where's Will? They sleep over at one of his friend's house. She, she calls uh, Mike's house. Uh, she can't believe her other son's working. We see Mike's house. Mike and his sister are having trouble getting along. Uh, then we go to Hawkins High Middle School, Hawkins High and Hawkins Middle School, we see. Bikes are parked. No Will. Will's not there. That's weird. Then we meet uh, some a- antagonists uh, who are not nice to the boys. Uh, uh, he gives them nicknames. We learn, I think that Dustin is uh, double-jointed, which they say it's kind of like a superpower. Then we meet Barb and we meet Nancy kind of on her own for the first time. Uh, uh, she's made out with Steve. She's got a note for Steve. Then uh, they go in the bathroom and make out. And Steve's trying to get her to hang out with him tonight. Uh, and she's kind of like saying, no, I got to study. She's a serious student. But we also see she's into him. And she wants to study. Then we go to Hawkins PD. Uh, the character we saw is uh, still smoking. They call him Mr. Charming and Hey Chief. Uh, somebody's been taking garden gnomes, uh, but he's not into it. He says, I need coffee and contemplation time. 
And uh, then we see Joyce. They say, Chief Hopper, you've been playing hooky. No, he says, Will's Joy. He goes to Joyce. Uh, he says, Will's probably playing hooky. Uh, we learn about them because she says he's not like most, not like we were. Uh, he doesn't even have good clothes. He's a sensitive kid. Her ex, we learn, is Alani. Uh, then, what does this say? Owl attached. Eleanor. Owl attached. Uh, Eleanor. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know what this says. Uh, then we meet Dr. Brenner, who shows up in a car with, like, a bunch of uh, cars and suits and stuff. Uh, they suit up. They go into a snowy, in, like, indoor room with a snow machine. There's lights. There's carbon scoring, like, from Star Trek. Uh, and there's goo. There's goo or goop. Uh, and then they say, and the girl can't have gone far. Then we see a barefoot young girl. Uh, she's in a, um, a gown. She's Her head is shaved. She sneaks into a cafe. The cafe is run by somebody that at times has listened to Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Sullivan. Uh, we see a little small town slice of life. We see this girl is hungry. She gets caught by the um, Mr. Sullivan. The run, his name's, uh, forgot his name in the show. It's a cool name. Benny, I think, maybe. And then we see the school. Uh, then I took a break and I said, things to think about. What is Hawkins equal? And then I kind of maybe a, a refuge. Uh, what is Hawkins Lab equal? Well, maybe like some sort of a visitor center or care for uh, beings. Uh, uh, do the 1990s equal? Do the 1980s equal the 1990s? What is D and D equal? Mike equals Emma Otter. And then this one is what Will Dustin Lucas Demigloss. Uh, what are the procedural elements? Uh, uh, find eleven and find a clue. Uh, what is uh, what is uh, a ham? Oh, then we go back to the play. The teacher, the boys are with a teacher. They get a ham radio. There's a Hawkins AV club. Then the Hopper Chief Hopper shows up. Uh, uh, he tells the boys to speak one at a time. And Mer- we hear about Merkwood. That's where one of the places. Uh, uh, the like the boys talking lore. The boys want to help, and he says, no, you can't help. Because uh, they say, well, if Will went to a transverse plane, like to do yard work or whatever, we want to help. Uh, uh, no nonsense. Mike is uh, a little down. He says, do I make myself clear? Then we have a flashback. Uh, Castle Byers, uh, Radagast is the password, I think. Uh, uh, we see mom. She has movie tickets. She's like a great mom. Uh, then uh, mom and Will's older brother are there. And there's wind blowing. Then we're back at the cafe. Benny is with Eleven eating. He's very nice. Uh, he learns that she goes by Eleven because she has it on her, written on her. Uh, he, 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 he asks for help. Uh, Eleven fixes a squeaky fan, so we see she has powers. 
He said, "What? what like I was trying to figure out what eleven's powers will be in the sh- in this show, or the eleven equivalent." Uh, we see Chief taking some more medicine. He finds a bike. Where Will decided to go for a walk. Then this is some dialogue I wrote. Uh, Hi, I'm Emma Otter. This is a story about me and my friends and the place we live. I'm in the eighth grade in human years. Uh, and uh, you could call where we live a refuge, but we call it home or our town. So sometimes in the middle of stuff, I'll just write down dialogue because uh, it's important to capture for me. And we learn that the lab has everybody's phones tapped. Uh, then I put, is this a human or a human and animal for my story or just animals? Uh, Joyce can't stay calm on the phone. She's trying to get Lonnie to talk to her. Uh, Hopper comes to her house. Uh, he looks around. He says, it looks like yard- Will was going to do some yard work. Uh, but he also sees goo or goop. Uh, anybody who's seen the movie Dustbusters knows that... Uh, that probably means that Slimer's around or something. Electro, uh, then they have a party. They say, let's have a walking party. We'll all walk. Uh, Mike says, we should be out there walking for Will. Uh, and uh, so there's gets to be this theme about authority figures and parents not understanding we see Nancy and Steve in love, or Nancy and Steve love versus Mike. Uh, no one cares about it. Like, this, where Will says parents just don't understand. Then we see Hopper and the teacher trying to find Will. We learn a lot about Hop, a little bit about Hopper's backstory. Scott Clark, uh, Miss Ratliff, uh, is Sarah who was a part of Hopper's backstory, loves space and science, and uh, lives in the, the city, in the, like, uh, the, yeah, with, uh, and then uh, Will calls Lucas, Lucas, do you copy, say over, we got to do, and then he says, listen, I've been thinking about this, Will cast a fireball, not protection, he did not go take the easy road, he took the protection for the group, uh, he did what was best for the party. Uh, and Lucas says, meet me in 10. Uh, then we see Nancy and St- oh, Steve comes in through the window. He's, we learn kind of that uh, he's dislikable. At first, he's not very likable, I guess you'd say. I guess at all. Then we see Levin and Benny smiling. There's a knock at the door. Uh, we get maximum modine. And, but Eleven still gets out of there. Uh, and boys on the bike go back. Uh, stay close. Just stick on channel six. Uh, the storm has come. Dustin's not big on it. Uh, Nancy and Steve. Nancy has flashcards. Uh, Steve, Nancy's very intelligent. Steve is very persuasive. Uh, music plays a part, uh, but I put question mark, question mark, equals question mark, question mark. Uh, uh, Nancy also says, uh, I'm not Lori, Mary, or Becky, oh, I'm Nancy Wheeler. Uh, and then we see uh, Will's mom and brother uh, going through pictures and having feelings, uh, a lot of feelings, and the phone buzzes, and there's like a static on their phone. 
And uh, then uh, there's words in rain. The boys are in the rain, not getting along. We're going to the same spot. Uh, they hear a sound, and there's a kid in the rain. It's 11, and she's in the rain. And I think that was it for the episode. So then I ran through again, and I didn't have any answers. Mike equals Emma Otter, 11 Will, Modine Hopper, Dustin Lucas, Nancy Steve, Joyce. Joyce's son, whose name I'll know later, don't worry. Uh, what animals? Is Steve going to be a possum? Uh, Modine's definitely a fox. Uh, is Will a porcupine? Who's a beaver? Who's a muskrat? A hopper would be a bullfrog. Uh, then I did some 1991 research. Uh, these are just some songs right now. Uh, Baby, Baby, Amy Grant, Rush, Rush, Paul Abdul, right here, right now, by uh, Jesus Jones. Uh, uh, long something, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark. Uh, uh, let's see, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss, uh, Motown Philly, movies that came out that are popular, T2, Robin Hood, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Hook. Uh, the Clary Story, JFK, Adam's Family, a movie with Nick Nolte and Robert De Niro, Hot Shots, maybe Part Do, City Slickers, Prince of Tides, Fisher King, Selma and Louise, Point Break, Adam's Family, Defending Your Life, What About Bob, uh, TV shows, Urkel, uh, that was Urkel's on Family Matters. So Blossom, Salute Your Shorts, Katie Couric started on Today, Simpsons, Eon Flux, Darkwing Duck, oh, other songs, The Globe, oh, Full House, Doogie Howser, uh, Growing Pains, but I think that had been on for a while, Murphy Brown, Designing Women, Golden Girls. Okay, then we get back again, Emmett Otter equals Mike, uh, Will's a beaver named Willow. Lucas is a porcupine named Elijah LJ. Uh, Dustin, a muskrat named Vaughn, or maybe V for short. Uh, Hawkins equals a refuge, a, sw a swamp refuge. Nancy's also an otter. Maybe her name's Dari. Uh, Steve is a, w a we weasel named Tefe, maybe. Uh, Modine, a fox, Mitchell, a hopper, bullfrog, Leon, or bull. Uh, Joyce is a beaver named Francis. That's a, a tribute. Uh, so some of these are tributes to people. Okay, then I sketched out again the kind of plot pacing of the episode. So there's the lab, and there's D&D, &D, Nancy, Bikes, Will, uh, uh, whatever, Slimer from uh, Dustbusters, The Mystery, Open, Meat Hopper, No Will, Mom and Jonathan, School, No Will, uh, be The Not Nice Kids, We Meet Barb and Steve, uh, Hopper and Joyce at the Station, No One Seems to Care, Lab, Mystery, See Modine, The Girl, Oh, then I just realized that Mike and Joyce are the ones that share the action belief uh, that that, that uh, they should uh, take action because uh, maybe Will got goo on him from Slimer. 
11 in the Woods, uh, goes to the diner, eats, uh, AV Club fun, Hopper shows up, uh, Hopper talks to the boys, uh, chaos, uh, we will help, no you won't, uh, old Fort flashback, uh, 11 has powers, storm is coming, then I went back to my notes again. So procedure that could be, what is it? Parents, uh, authorities just don't understand. Uh, could another procedure for the, for the sleep with me episode be 11 needs a snack. Where is Will? Is Will hiding? Uh, then it was like, uh, okay, what are the goals? Uh, there's also, uh, this starts to formulate this idea of like, uh, them preparing for winter in the refuge, all of the animals. Uh, could there be a similar theme like in D&D? Like what I thought was important was it will cast protection versus fireball. In our story, if there's a snack thief, uh, like uh, would it be that could be not good for a refuge because every family has to store food for the winter. Uh, reality is the snack thief is only the tip of the iceberg, much like on the show. So maybe it's, the game's called Bards and Big Bunnies. Uh, Will, uh, it kind of lacks uh, some confidence and courage and, uh, decisiveness. So in B&B, Will chooses to kind of, uh, you know, like get to protect, to lure the bunny away from taking the snacks from the refuge. I'll just uh, uh, get, get her out of there. Okay, and then the open again is like, I'm Emma Otter. Emma explains the normal world, who the players are, maybe as it unfolds and resources, setting up the mystery, but also soothing. So I'm talking to you right now about something that happened a long time ago. Explains the refuge, how it's cool and a bit boring. It's the early fall season. Okay, and then we needed some stuff that fits uh, this broader idea. So the edge of the refuge is a place that it can't go. Maybe there's a road and a tunnel under the road and maybe another swamp beyond with some buildings. That would be a noise. There could be noises from the road and other buildings. Uh, there could be rumors. Uh, the tunnel could be the place where in this story, Will went to the other swamp uh, under the road. Maybe there's gates uh, for the tunnel, like or water, you know, that what's water in and out. They could also meet 11 emerging from the tunnel, in this case, uh, to their swamp. Uh, yeah, and then the refuge ex- extends in the other three directions. It's just swamp and swamp and swamp uh, endlessly. You know, but they have borders, but the road is the one border on one side of the refuge. That's not natural. You know, someplace the kids always go and look and listen, uh, but they don't go anywhere beyond there. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe this could play with the, the kids that aren't nice somehow, like the, the quarry did. Uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me tell you about my friends. This is so, uh, is is uh, is Nancy uh, like? Uh, do we need to combine Nancy and Steve? That's another note. Uh, let's see. Emma mystery, intros mystery. It's going to be okay though. Uh, the bunnies, uh, like uh, this whole idea of uh, food, like in winter. B and B, Willow heading out. Uh, 
the lab mystery setup. Uh, we meet Hopper. We meet Francis and Nikki. That's Will's brother. Where's Willow? Do we go to school and meet the not nice kids? Steve, Barb, and Nancy. Bull and Francis don't worry. Let's see, a couple more pages. So we play a game. Uh, this is more dialogue. Pretty much every uh, moment we can. It's uh, it's fun. It's creative and so much more. Math, music, and theater of the mind. It's called Bards and Bunnies. It's a musical role-playing game. There's two key elements you should know about. One is music. I'm from a family of musicians, and music is a very important thing. You might have heard of the song of the swamp. Uh, it's a big part of how we communicate and tell stories here. And in the game, it's also how magic and power uh, and problems are solved. Uh, uh, the other element in the game is big bunnies. And you might laugh and say, big bunnies, how cute. Or big bunnies in a swamp. But in the story uh, of our swamp and in the story of the game, big bunnies are a part of the lore. Because you see, every family has to prepare for the winter. And they, they all had to store their food. And if uh, there was a really long winter, uh, everyone would have to rely on one another. But everyone relied on everybody preparing for the winter. And so the whole community was interdependent on preparing, uh, yada, yada, yada. But if someone came in, uh, particularly a big bunny, uh, and ate all of the winter storage, uh, it wouldn't be good for the entire community. So a rarity like a big bunny would be quite a threat. So in the lore of the game, the big bunny is, you know, the, like the, the, could come to your swamp and uh, take all of your resources. And oh boy, is that the truth. And that's the last line from Emma Otter have written. So it's just a little preview and kind of like a little look into the week of work I'm doing. And we'll kind of see how it goes. And this will be a little mini series. And for the time being, it'll come out every other week, uh, just like a, a bonus episode. So thank you so much for your support and uh, good night. All right. Hey, patrons, it's Scoot. This is our uh, mini-series, our test mini-series, patron-exclusive, uh, behind-the-scenes, behind-the-production of our series, Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-G-S. Uh, I guess it will have spoilers, but, uh, like, uh, you'll be spoiled in a good way because you'll say, well, that's why this is what Scoots was working on. So this is like a pre-commentary, you know, usually at the end of the season, I do one commentary, but this mini-series, it'll be a little bit shorter episodes. I'm shooting for about 30 minutes, no intro except for this, uh, and maybe I'll try to talk even slower than normal. I'll tell, I don't know, I, every time I remind myself to do that, uh, then I'm like, oh, this is my normal pace, but so... Yeah, I'm going to be talking about episode two, like to put you where we are in the process. Today is Wednesday. Uh, today is Wednesday. I believe I started recording on, I mean, I recorded the last episode on Friday, maybe last week, uh, maybe Saturday. Oh, no, I did it on Friday because I, I, I wanted to put it off till Sunday. I remember making a lens video, but I said, well, we have the Friday scheduled to record it. I just, uh, 
wanted to polish it a little bit more. And I said, well, that's probably not good for our schedule, Scoots, and probably not the best thing for you. And I sat down and recorded it, and it went well. And actually, as a part of this, uh, like, uh, pre-commentary, I listened to the episode yesterday and took notes, um, uh, and as a part of, like, and that's kind of new to do it at this stage um, in the writing process for episode two. And so I'll kind of walk you through the work I did, and then we'll delve into my notes. And this is always the the first creative thing I work on every day is our ongoing episodically modular series. So this will give you even more behind the scenes uh, and actually like a little bit of personal behind the scenes. I'll even give you since you support the show and maybe this something will resonate with you. And I've talked about this in other places. It is like a, I find that having a morning routine is a very essential part of uh, my well-being and my nighttime ability to sleep most most of the time. And so I'll tell you exactly my morning routine and my morning work routine. And it has changed uh, a little bit. I've actually just been more... My normal routine hasn't really changed, except for one part is maybe a little bit longer or two parts now uh, because I don't have the driving to school but also because I had fallen off those things. Like these are positive habits that they're easier to fall off than negative habits. So here's what happens. I wake up, right? And normally, uh, well, usually I wake up like two or three times, like towards when I want to actually wake up and I try to go back to sleep. But then I'll say to my smart speaker, I don't have any clock in my room except for my phone, which is put away. Uh, so I say to the smart speaker, what time is it? And I say, please tell me it's uh, eight and a half hours or nine hours after I've tried to fall asleep because I've learned from tracking my sleep that, yeah, I toss and turn. So if I'm in bed uh, trying to sleep for like eight and a half hours to nine hours, I can sh- almost get eight hours of sleep. So then uh, if it's like the time I say, okay, or I can't fall back asleep or it's the time I wanted to be up, I say, okay, the first thing I do is I open my blinds. Uh, Usually I close my window because I'm cold, uh, but I open the blinds and it might be foggy or the sun might be out already. And that's just a part of my morning routine is to get immediate light. It helps me wake up and it's, you know, all, all the studies say it's really good for your sleep cycles. Uh, the next thing I do is because I'm in recovery, I read some stuff about recovery uh, and uh, the process of uh, staying sober uh, is uh, the next thing I do is I do a couple reflections on that because uh, that really is one of the foundations of my day is taking things one day at a time. Uh, then I meditate after that and I do use a meditation app. Uh, I, like There's a lot of good ones out there. And right now, since uh, my daughter stays home from school and she usually sleeps later than I do, I uh, meditate for 10 minutes. I do a 10-minute daily meditation in the morning. Also do one at night. Uh, After I meditate, I will... um, Ideally, I've been, I want to journal and stuff, but then I start to get, uh, lately that has not been part of my morning routine or write down my dreams, like, or do morning pages. But I fell off of all that uh, probably before the holiday season, and then it's just been tough for me to get back on it because, you know, like uh, I haven't just haven't been able to carve out that time. Also, you know, at some point I got to, like, visit the WC and say, hey, WC, good morning. Uh, 
So after I visit the water, that's for water closet. Uh, then I normally figure out my coffee situation, uh, which in the past uh, few months I've switched to, to now I drink both cold brew and hot brewed coffee. Just because my routine was so disrupted, I, I have not been able to keep a steady supply of cold brew brewed. Again, this is just a new, you know, stuff we're getting adjusted to. And this is in, this is eight, the last day of April when I'm recording this. Then uh, I do yoga. So I have coffee. I do watch the local news while I do yoga. Probably not the best idea, but uh, what, it's reassuring to me to check in with all that. Uh, in the local news, you know, I get to see what the weather is. I get to check in on my faves. I also am two-timing my, I have two morning news teams I switch back and forth between, sorry, but I won't say anybody's names, uh, and I do 15 minutes of yoga, which is more than I used to do. I used to do between five, like during when things were, I would do between five and 10 minutes of yoga or stretching, uh, now I do most likely 15 minutes. I just do like half of a yoga 30-minute yoga routine, which, again, probably not the best idea because then the next day I started at 15 minutes. But I do a little warm-up uh, if i got to start in the middle of a video. Um, so there's that. Uh, then uh, then I go to work, uh, and I probably switch to a little bit of national news. Uh, again, again, this is like uh, just my, my thing. Uh, and then I turn it off, but I like will drink more coffee. Maybe it's hot coffee. Maybe it's cold coffee. And I'll start replying to all the emails that came in since the last time I started returning emails. I thought this was going to be about, we'll get to the notes though, but, uh, and I have a philosophy, like it's not, this is one of the more difficult parts for me, not replying to listener email, uh, but like, there's just like, uh, you never know what you're going to get in your email. And, uh, some stuff is just more like, uh, I don't usually procrastinate on listener email, but there are other emails that either that uh, like like are higher intensity or, or more work related, or someone asking for something that I want to say no to, and I haven't figured out how to word that correctly. Those are the ones I kind of procrastinate on. But I have a thing called email plus one. Uh, that's my daily goal: is to get through the entire day of email. You know, at a couple different stages throughout the day, plus one email that I was procrastinating on, ideally not from yesterday, but from weeks or months ago. And that's like an easy goal not to always achieve, but to say, okay, I'm not going to try to overwhelm that little kid part of me. Just do email plus one. And then when it's like, like my temptation is, okay, let's just reply to this email. Let's not skip it. Let's just get it off our plate. And I don't always do that, but literally every day, I, like, uh, it's a process of little failures and little victories. Uh, then after I get the emails done, uh, then I start writing. So then I shut off the TV. Usually I don't even have music playing. Uh, and then I start working on our ongoing episodically modular serialized series, which in this case is Otter Things. So Saturday was the first day I did that. So for Saturday, I watched a half of an episode of season one, episode two of the show, one of the shows that's the biggest influence of this series. And then I did the same thing on Sunday. Uh, then on Monday, I kind of started breaking out the plot of the episode that I watched and reviewing my notes and distilling down 
what were the characters and their journeys throughout the episode? What were the main plot lines? Uh, then Tuesday I was doing that and kind of saying, well, okay, let's see what our characters will be doing. If that's what the characters in the show are doing, how does that translate over with some of the characters? And what are going to be the other tougher ones, which we'll talk about. Then Wednesday I was working on that again and listening to the episode, episode one. And then today, Thursday, uh, I was breaking down what was the more, most difficult stuff that didn't directly translate uh, from the TV, the streaming show, the show to our series, just because of character differences and, and motivation differences and stuff like that. And just stuff I was like, well, I don't know if this quite fits our version, our parody or whatever tribute or mashup. So let me see. So let me go through my all my notes. Uh, uh, and I'll make him sleepy. So this is from the watch of the show. It starts with a stormy storm uh, in the outside shot of the house. Then we see Levens in a jacket. Uh, the other kids are very, being very caring, but they're asking tons and tons of questions uh, nonstop. In uh, uh, also making guesses at what what what's going on with Eleven. Levin does not like the storm. We see some kind of cultural differences, uh, like uh, with Eleven and uh, and the kids, uh, and that uh, she likes, she's a fan of nightlights. I guess I put it that way. Uh, then the guys are alone and they're like uh, uh, talking back and forth. Uh, and Will says, "Don't worry, we could." Uh, Will, no, no, not Will. Uh, Mike says to like. Uh, Oh, no, no. Then they kind of go back and forth between, well, who is she? Where did she come from? What does she want? Uh, and Lucas is very, uh, uh, the voice of the goal. Like, he's like, well, our job is to find Will, our friend. Uh, this is a parent's job. Which, again, I don't think, I don't know if it wasn't, like, I haven't rewatched, uh, I mean, I have rewatched season one a few times for pleasure, but I haven't done an intense rewatch to see is this a thematic thing. But it is in season one and, or episode one and two of like, uh, as I said last time, parents just don't understand or authority figures in Joyce's case just don't understand. Joyce is saying that, uh, seems to be saying that too. So, uh, I don't know, thematically, the, the, that's also a conflict in the, the show of like, hey, we should tell our parents and... Uh, Mike saying, no, no, no. But then in this one, he says, well, I, can, I have an idea of how to tell. Uh, I got a plan. Like, uh, we'll help Elle tonight. And then Elle will tell my, we'll go to my mom tomorrow. Uh, but also, it feels like Dustin, Lucas, I feel like Mike is over his uh, head. Then we have Mike and Eleven alone uh, talking about names. Uh, Eleven, L, that's your name. Uh, good night, good night, Mike. Uh, we see Elle's kind of uh, like a uh, face. Uh, then chapter two on Maple Street, person on Maple Street. Uh, then we kind of see the uh, where uh, Joyce, Jonathan, and Will live. It, it, like uh, some scenes of the ex out, outside, somebody working on the phone lines. And then we see Joyce. 
we see Jonathan kind of being trying to take a parental role and say, hey, mom, have something to eat. Uh, you know, here's the things that, you know, OK, OK. Uh, then Hopper comes. And again, we go through this trust, a little bit of trust. Uh, they talk about the phone. And again, Hopper is speaking. Now, I guess we kind of see through the journey that I don't know if Hopper's just speaking more from his role than from his heart about, well, Joyce, this is what I think. This is what I think. Uh, and uh, she says, well, put yourself in my shoes. Uh, again, a little bit of trust. Uh, uh, Lonnie comes up and uh, we see Hopper still kind of uh, um, uh, needing external help himself. Uh, then uh, Jonathan says, well, let me go to Lonnie's. And again, he says, authority, kid, let the authority figures handle it. Uh, then we see Ego Waffles, Mike and his family. Mike's eating fast. He kind of calls out Nancy. Uh, nothing. That's funny. Uh, we see 11 and a walkie talkie, signal week, breakfast. Uh, then Mike says, you got to go. After this, you got to go to my door and tell my mom. Uh, Pretend you just came over. And she says, no, no, no. Mike says, no. She shakes her head, no. And she says, this is, you know, capital T rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. And I'm talking about the game billiards, not a, a, a swimming pool. And she does the, swimming, the pool shot move. Uh, Mike's late for school. Then we see at the lab. Uh, uh, that they have all the phones tapped, that they didn't realize everything. Uh, they're surprised. They say, Will's out on his own hero's journey, too? What? Uh, uh, nothing, Joyce. Uh, uh, some class. Oh, that's like with the chief and everybody out looking. Uh, school. We see uh, Barb, Nancy, and Steve. Party time. No parents. Uh, we see Jonathan, who's down. Nancy's nice to him. I'm sorry. Everyone's staring. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be okay. Uh, there's a bell. There's a chemistry test, which I thought was just brilliant. Like a uh, like a tiny thing with Steve and Nancy, and I don't know. Like a, just a brilliant thing to toss in there. We hear about an assembly. Uh, we see Dustin and Lucas in class, and then uh, Mike's not there. Uh, again, Lucas uh, says, we're, "We're here. We're like my Will is my friend, not this other person." So he's very uh, adamant. We find out Mike is uh, skipping school. Him and Al hang out. He's got a 22-inch TV, family photos. Nancy, uh, Al thinks is pretty. Parents, uh, lazy boy. Uh, you know, you could definitely see the influences. Uh, you know, I think other people talked about, it, you know, other, other movies. Trust me, okay. Mike says, fun, right? Uh uh, then we see Jonathan, mu music plays a big part in this episode. He's in his car thinking, determined. Uh, then there's a, he flashes back to him and Will listening to music. And the dad kind of just being, a, uh, you know, not as present and disappointing Will and Joyce. Uh, no show, Lonnie. Lonnie's a bum. And then also Jonathan being this... Uh, 
true mentor almost uh, like like uh, i mean the greatest brother anybody could have had i mean in some sense in these episodes i mean this whole series uh not only is he teaching well about cool music he says you know what like uh you shouldn't do things uh, to make people like you or because people tell you to uh leaning something i don't know what that says church bell birds downtown uh oh lonnie I don't know. Joyce, uh, uh, Joyce goes through the bushes. She, like we see again, the, uh, storm, or maybe she's talking about it. Uh, she wants another phone, 2256. She says, are you kidding me, Donald? I've worked here so long, uh, 10 years. Uh, and uh, this kind of really felt like, uh, in a positive way, like uh, this time watching it, I mean, maybe it's just my awareness now. It's like, wow, Joyce really represents a, a hard worker and the struggle of the hard worker uh, and the dignity. And then saying, hey, you can treat me with some dignity and respect here, Donald. Uh, I've given you a lot. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I was impressed with that. Uh, two weeks pay, the phone, and, uh, you know, some candies, candy, candy uh, stuff. Uh, and we see the phone company. No, it's a lab. They all clear moding. They look around the area in the shed. Extraordinary. Mike and Eleven play some toys. Yoda, Force, Eleven likes the trophies, science fair, friends. Uh, she sees Will. She knows him. Mom pulls up. Uh, Mike says, play hide and seek. She says, no, thanks. He says, please. Uh, we see the Papa Papa. Uh, copper. Then mom says, Mike, you know, you could talk to me. Parents do understand. And, and then Mike says, I don't know, mom. Yeah. He goes back to 11. She says, I didn't like the, you know, I had, a, you know, thought about Papa and copper. And Mike says, don't worry. And she kind of says promise. I think, uh, uh, Joyce and phone. We see kind of how Joyce things aren't easy. Even connecting the phone isn't easy. Again, a little sp- this moment that I said the plugging into the phone that that just didn't like I'm like wow what writing and directing and planning to even have a little struggle in that scene that kind of shows Joyce's character I mean I'm really learning a lot uh and we see them looking at the place where kids go the swimming hole uh, Benny's Burgers. We learned the chief was once a big city cop. Benny was his friend. Uh, then we go out to like uh, whatever River City or Big City. Jonathan, dirty kind of dirty house, but not like a super dirty. Uh, gum chewing MTV watcher opens the door. Jonathan scans the house. Lonnie rolls up on him. Uh, gotcha. Uh, we see, oh no, oh, he says, you're stronger now, kid, come here. And Jonathan does not want any closeness with Lonnie. Uh, then we see Lucas and Dustin and Mike, like, what are you thinking, man? Uh, and he says, like, she knows about Will. Uh, and Lucas, uh, out of many times, again, Lucas is, is a very important character uh representing this friendship viewpoint and a, a strong version of it and uh so he kind of represents that against what about you know what do you do up to uh and then again maybe this isn't like uh i don't know without lucas and i mean dustin offers a lot too but like uh 
Lucas counters Mike in a way that then leads them to solutions, I think, without, I don't know, very nuanced. And no wonder show's so successful. Uh, no, no, no. Plan A, tell your, tell your mom. Then we see Eleven's powers. Uh, and she says no. So then again, you have a third viewpoint. Uh, and almost Dustin could be like our viewpoint or, you know, another kind of compromise, you know, trying to compromise. Uh, and we see Lonnie and Jonathan, no trust. Again, trust comes up. Uh, Lonnie, not a joke. Like, like he thinks everything's a joke. Uh, he's, he says something about Hopper, tells Jonathan to move to the city. And that says not nice stuff about Joyce and Jonathan rolls out. You know, Hopper's looking at these other mysteries that have cropped up with Benny and a kid and food, a different kid or not, uh, could be. And even the the person in interview says, could be Lonnie's kid, uh, could be. Uh, Nancy and Barb on the phone, quiet, uh, Dustin and Lucas, uh, special assembly. Oh, yeah, the, oh, everybody's at dinner. Uh, Levin's walking around. Uh, uh, then there's kind of more of figuring out Will. Uh, they find the, a gown, uh, e- eating meatloaf. Uh, again, we see more of Eleven's superpowers. Uh, we want to find our friend. What is a friend? Lucas kind of talks about spit swears and uh, never breaking your bond. Uh, Tell each other things. Barb and Nancy. Uh, Barb says, no, don't let's not party. Nancy says, we got a party. But you could be my party guardian. Uh, then they show up and Steve says, hello, ladies. Uh, and then Hopper wakes up. He's thinking and uh, saying, she's I got bad luck, I think. Uh, that's what it is. So we see that what he was saying to Joyce isn't naturally what's in his heart. Uh, or it's already changed over the episode. And the episode has changed his feelings. Uh, Elle sits at a table like uh, the Dungeons & Dragons board. Uh, she flips it over. Did you see him on Mirkwood? Uh, yeah, she puts his thing in the the thing, which again this will develop more. And then she puts a big bunny on there. And we see Jonathan in his car. He does some looking. He starts taking pictures. Where are you? Then he hears par- pool party, and he, he sees Steve's having a pool party that he wasn't invited to. We see Nancy and Steve kind of like their flirtiness, uh, you know, going up. Uh, we see Barb is in a really tough spot, and we've all been there in this kind of tough spot where it's like, I don't want to be here, but I like want to be a friend, and I like also I'd like to let my like let myself go and join in, but I don't want to join in. So I thought that was really good, and I think probably maybe that's part of why everybody had such strong feelings. Like, where's Barb? Uh, Jonathan's taking pictures of the pool party. Then we see this great scene with Joyce. Uh, and another phone call, and Joyce being aware that her instincts, like, uh, it's beyond what her instincts are, but there's also this really important scene because, uh, you know, Will's trying to communicate with her through electricity and stuff, or, like, uh, everything's trying to communicate with her. And at first, Joyce, like, goes out of the house, uh, but then she sits in her car and she realizes the stakes, uh, 
And she finds this internal strength and courage, and she goes back into the house. Again, these little things that you say, whoa, wow, storytelling-wise. I mean, this was uh, these guys' first series. Like, uh, Anyway, then they would go back. So it's so just like a really important, even though Joyce's like kind of story was like, uh, I don't know, like this is a really big, and again, like Winona Ryder's an amazing actress, so it's like a combination of all that. I don't know. When I'm picking it apart, I'm like, holy cow, like, uh, it's quite an arc. Uh, then the pool party towering off, uh, where are you going? You know, Barb's kind of, again, trying to be this voice of, uh, for Nancy. And I mean, a lot of Barb's advice ends up like being correct. Uh, then Jonathan, more pictures and Steve and Nancy do some smoochy smooching. Jonathan's taking more pictures. Barb is, uh, kind of contemplating things. And she says, well, I'll go, you know, I'm going to like uh, take a big trip. Uh, uh, and so she says, I'm packing my bags and taking a big trip. Uh, Jonathan leaves cause his uh, camera ran out of film. And, uh, we see Steve and Nancy and, uh, we realize, okay, Barb went on her own trip. She went back, you know, she went on her own journey. Okay, so then I kind of ran through, like, uh, again, okay, we got uh, boys in 11, what's the plan, who is she, what's wrong with her, this is breaking up the, we have Joyce under stress, Hopper, trust with Lonnie, trust with Jonathan, 11 and Mike, don't tell uh, your mom, let's find out about Will, searching, party tonight, trust me, Barb, uh, Jonathan, Joyce, Lonnie, and Will, music uh joyce gets uh gets now phone and money i don't know i really like that scene too for joyce's assertiveness uh lab lab question mark uh no trust lonnie jonathan uh i don't know what that says looking oh looking around uh lucas and dustin verse 11 powers revealed 11 and friends, question mark, uh, Barb and Nancy, Hopper down, uh, Will and the bunny, 11 shows this, uh, Joyce with the phone and, and the light communication. I mean, initially, she has, it's a beginning of a mystery. Steve and Nancy, Jonathan, uh, Barb and bunny. So after that, I said, okay, 11 powers, tension, where's, versus where's Will. Nancy, uh, like, tension, Barb, versus Steve and the cool kids. Nancy pushes her own limits. Uh, Jonathan and Will, love, uh, Lonnie's bum. Uh, Jonathan, trust me, or Joyce, trust me, adults, uh, you know, I'm going to figure this out. Uh, show me some respect. This is not easy. I'm going to figure, like, I'm going to find, like, a, you know, I'm figuring this out. Uh, uh, Hopper, huh, something's not right here. Uh, lab what? Oh, wow. Uh, then, then these are notes from mammals versus non-mammals, question mark. Uh, what is she really, question mark? Uh, then I kind of, the hardest thing was like, because I don't have a Jonathan and, uh, the Steve character is actually, uh, Mike's brother in this, st our story and Will's sister, Willow's sister, 
is the Nancy character. She also kind of has to play the Jonathan character. And trying to figure that out is is uh, it, it's easier from a storytelling perspective for a sleep podcast. And then it adds to new creative decisions. So it's kind of interesting. So it's like Willow versus Tefe. Who wants to party? This is serious. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like Otter needs to swim, baby, kind of Tefe. Is there something with Tefe and Uncle Emmett? Uh, is Uncle Emmett playing some sort of father figure? Uh, then again, like the idea of the Jonathan and Joyce arc in this episode and the Lonnie arc. I was, at first I thought I was going to get rid of Lonnie, but then I discovered that Lonnie's probably a necessary st- step on uh, Dari's journey. So it was like Dari and Francis, how does Steve and Hopper fit on, into all of this? Uh, and then I was just trying to connect all the dots. You got Tefe. Uh, you got Emma, Barb, Dari is kind of at the middle of all this. So we got Willow, you have Francis. Uh, is it um, Uncle Emmett? Is that a thing? It didn't end up solidifying for me, Uncle Emmett. Uh, then I went to the, like a little bit easier to track, at least from the episode. It's like, okay, found Platty Billy. What do we do? This would be if it was were like like scene for scene. Uh, Billy is different. Uh, Emma cares, has a plan. Good night. Time for plan. No, not a good idea. Okay. New friends, no plan. Fun. What do we do about the flashbacks? Mom's here. Uh, Emma, uh, friends are not okay with this. Willow, no versus no, like no of Lucas in the story versus uh, 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 Levin's no. Powers. we are still not okay with you, kind of from Lucas's standpoint. Uh, I know Willow, uh, Bunny, Goo- Bunny Goose. Uh, so that was that one. Then Francis and Dari, and this one, cha- well, we'll get to it. Uh, so so stressed, Mom, let me help. Uh, a little bit of trust. Uh, goose chase, I'm not sure it's even a goose chase. Uh, like them saying, well, it's not that big a deal. Uh, Joyce, uh, uh, Francis King, I will wait by this phone. I need a phone, money, a little bit of trust. Uh, in the center of kind of all this is that the fact that Francis is a good parent or Joyce, uh, uh, wait, something is in, you know, I'm trusting my gut here. Another phone out. Uh, this is something beyond normal, uh, and not easy, uh, I need some extra courage, but I will face this, uh, you know, because I know what what, uh, what I want, uh, or I'll try to understand it if I can't face it. Uh, then this is like yesterday and today's writing is like, okay, Tefe, Dar- Dari, Barb, uh, field party. Is it Tefe's friend? Uh, Tefe wants to hang out. Dari obviously is more thinking about Willow, but is also curious if she likes Tefe. Her friend is not so sure. Another question was like, do we need Barb or do we, what should we do about Barb yesterday and this morning? And I was like, no, not a party. What about a road trip? Uh, and it was like a fun fundraiser party. That was another idea. And I was like, oh, well, Tefe could borrow the family car and then, they could try to go to at least uh, at first it was like, Oh, the dad's beaver's lodge. You see Lon, Lonnie character. 
then maybe Barb's like, this isn't a good idea. Uh, does the Guardian, uh, does Francis, do, and then I was like, oh, wait a second. What if it's Barb and Steve or Barb and um, Tefe in this case? Uh, and then at the same time, Dari's facing her father. And then what are Dari's limits that she's pushing or discover, rediscovering? Uh, is it, how does music play into all this uh, with pop songs and radio? Is there some, is Dari's magic, or I mean, this is, goes to another subject, but is, um, does magic play out as music in this, uh, our sh- series? Uh, so is yesterday's notes, then it's like, Tefe party, no, f- this is, so this is Tefe and Dari. What about a fundraising party? No. What about, well, what about a road trip? Well, this is Dari proposing it. Well, I could get a car, because she really says, well, I want to go see me and check in with my father. Uh, Barb is maybe more of, uh, like, uh, Tefe, like, like Tefe too. And then I realized, oh, wait a second, this is a double play. So Nancy Dari is playing Steve Tefe to get use him to drive her, uh, to the thing. And at the same time, like, at least to initially create some stuff, uh, Steve Tefe actually, like Dari thinks Steve likes her, but really he likes Barb, the Barb character. Also, I think it'd be good for this one if, like, uh, there's some echoes between um, whatever the dad's name is, Lonnie and Tefe. Lon- it won't be Lonnie in our show, but uh, who's on the road trip? Is it two cool kids and Tefe, Dari, and Barb? So, yeah, does Dari play Tefe, convince him to drive? And that's kind of led into today. So it's like, okay, this is maybe Dari. Sister, she's thinking about Willow. Her mom's under stress. Uh, she also has a crush on uh, Tefe a little bit. Her dad's a bum. Uh, does does she go? Do, but she really is wondering, like from the first episode, like Leon said, or Bull, like, what if, uh, like, Willow just did start her career and went out on the road? Would she go to her father, who's a busker? Uh, do you want to party? Barb is going to come too. No, I don't know. Okay. Talk me into it. Uh, uh, don't go. How would you, how would we get there anyway to, to go to your dad's, uh, uh, no party, no fundraise, but you have a car. We could go on a road trip, right? Uh, road trip, uh, the deal with dad, leave Tefe alone with uh, Barb. Then there's this double, like, uh, Barb and, this is a spoiler, I guess, but Barb, I mean, it's not the set because I've recorded in, like, another 10 days, but, uh, or a week. Uh, but, yeah, maybe there's, like, uh, so Barb and Tefe get together. Dari's not, she, she's unhappy with her dad and Tefe at this point. Uh, but again, we have to get to like, uh, something more. So it's like, okay, I'm going to drive cause I'm not happy. You two just sit in the back. Uh, I don't know what happened to the other two kids. Uh, but I'm, I'm here like, so she's almost like taking on a Lucas style thing of like, well, Willow's what's important. Uh, not Tefe and not Lonnie. And then Parks, uh, Tefe maybe is, also feels like no say, hey, I need to owe the, her apology. Then that's when Barb goes out on the road. And then the last thing I came to this morning was just questions about Francis uh, Joyce of like, okay, where does Francis work? Uh, 
what are the powers that Francis is observing? And they said, oh, okay, music, wind chimes versus the lights and the power at the in the regular episode. Is it a phone that's the issue? What does she do to comfort herself? Uh, what music is she into? Is she into like hip hop or punk or what is like what is it, uh, Francis really like? Um, and that's where I left off with my writing. Oh, whoops, I have two, like, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, that's it. I mean, I have a tiny bit of uh, notes from the first episode. Episode one radio show, 1991, Duffer Refuge, Hanson Town, River Bottom, Emma, parents, baby brother, Tefe, uh, who's Emma's best friend, uh, uh, Willow, Dari, Francis, uh, Big Bunnies and Bards, uh, Music, Stronghold of Nuts, uh, Sound Funnel, uh, Chief Resource Team, Chief Bull, uh, 3761, into that episode I wanted to cut out some stuff about technology, uh, because it's like, okay, wait a second, I'm kind of just exploring some of the, like, oh, where is this, uh, uh, Willow head out on her own, goose chase, uh, out on the road as a bard, uh, otter thing. All right, hey patrons, it's Scooter. If you're just listening to this, this is, uh, this won't have an intro and it's not a story only episode. So just, in, uh, just in case you're listening all night, I wanted it to flow right in uh, to the, where, where I'm talking. Uh, but this is an exclusive uh, patron-only uh, uh, series, or, or uh, what did I say? It was a mini-series. It's a series on series. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what it is, series on series. So this is a, a behind-the-scenes making of our series, Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-G-S. And it's kind of a parody uh, satire of... Uh, uh, a famous TV show and a famous uh, holiday special, uh, if if uh, like a tribute to both those things. So yeah, I'm going to be talking about uh, week uh, or episode three. It's Friday when I'm recording this. I'm one week into the writing process, which is usually a two week process, or it kind of was. It used to be a ten day process. So, so I could talk about that first, and then we'll talk about the details. So yeah, right now it's a two week process, uh, which in the end will. Uh, We'll mean probably in between this series and the next series, I'll have to take a week or two off uh, and run Tuesday-style episodes or something to make up uh, for the time, the extra writing time, four days per episode. So I guess technically I'll lose 40 writing days over the series, but maybe not. We'll see. But, but yeah, because usually I do it every 10 days, but it just is a, this is a behind-the-scenes show, so I might as well tell you behind-the-scenes. You know, my, like everybody, I'm recording this in May of 2020, and uh, how I do things has definitely changed, and even how I do things around the podcast has changed in in, in a lot of ways. But this specific way is uh, because of different responsibilities and, and, and homeschool and stuff like that. Uh, now my recording schedule has made been changed. It used to be a little bit more flexible, so I would try to record every day of the week, Monday through Friday, which would not necessarily always happen. And, wow, this will actually be, maybe I talked about this already, but this is really behind the scenes. Uh, 
And then I would also record, like, out of seven uh, seven days a week, uh, like, I would ideally record either five or six days. And this has been the tradition throughout the whole history of the podcast. And it used to be my goal to record uh, two and a half episodes every single week. Uh, uh, because, you know, then I could take time off or if I like something came up during the week and I was running short, uh, like I, I would have extra episodes. What really ends up happening is some weeks I would record two episodes and some weeks I would record three episodes. And some weeks I would even record three and a half. Like, and then some weeks I would record one and a half. I don't think it, like maybe one or two weeks I would record one episode or zero episodes if something came up or I was traveling. Like when I go to these podcast, when I go, what, used to go to these podcast events or other stuff, uh, but then I would just wouldn't record uh, because I, I stopped recording on the road just because it's really hard uh, to keep everything flowing, like uh, audio wise. So, um, okay, so normally that would be my week. It would be kind of like, uh, and usually I'd kind of start out like I just kind of like, oh, so also I record. An episode takes me two recording sessions normally to make. And what that means is like one recording session, I would record the thank yous and the intro. And another recording session, I would record the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the episode portion. And then either day, I would also record like, I call them pickups, like a sponsor stuff or messages or uh, anything else that has to be recorded, like, could be recorded before, like, any of those days. And then, yeah, in a perfect world, I would, like, record. Now, this is never what happens, but on, like, a Monday, on a Monday, I'd record a thank you and an intro and some pickups. Uh, then on Tuesday, I'd record a, some pickups and an episode. Uh, then on Wednesday, I would record uh, some pickups and a thank yous and an intro. And then on Thursday, I would record an episode and some maybe not even have to do any pickups. And on Friday, I would record another thank yous and an intro. Or if I didn't do that one of those days, I would do it on Saturday or Sunday. And then the next week, I would do, oh, I have, to, I have an intro and a thank you. So I'll do an episode. And then I'll do a thank you. So just kind of going like that, I mean, realistically, all the time. I mean, as a podcast is uh, always using up content, like laying track for a moving train. But things are different, right? And so what this meant is a couple of decisions. And a couple of decisions I made were... Well, a couple of adjustments and decisions. So the decision I made was uh, as things like, uh, as it looked like, okay, it looks like we're going to have less sponsors for a little while. This is for the free feed. It hasn't impacted the patron feed at all. And as we're uh, like just budgeting stuff, I said, okay, well, in the summer in uh, May, July, and September, we already put out all intro episodes on the three-day weekends, the three three-day weekend holidays in the U.S. And I made a decision for April, uh, June, and August. Well, I haven't I haven't done this in June or August, but I'm assuming I will to record like one episode out of the eight that come out every month. There are eight to ten episodes in those months would be from the archives, uh, but archives that patrons already have access to. So it'd be like just a fan favorite episode. And what that does is it reduces my production uh, for the summer by one-eighth. And it ended up being a good decision. I made it at the beginning because I was looking at the numbers. And I said, okay, financially, 
that'll make a di- big difference. It's a one-eighth uh, savings uh, the, the right there just by doing that. I mean, not technically one-eighth because uh, we already had those all intros, but, if we're, you know, just, just from a basic standpoint. And, again, something I could change. You know, I said, oh, okay, well, we don't need to do that in, in August or something. That hasn't changed. And, then, and it's something that could be extended because already in November, December, we have all intros. So it's like, oh, we could also do that in October if we need to. So that was one part of the decision. But what I didn't realize is not only would the budget be impacted, but like, like, a, like a, there'd be other things that changed. Um, and another thing was like a, more time at home and school from home. And that meant I had to change and just to change, honestly, a shift in priorities to say, hey, like I need to like, like uh, have a better work life balance a little bit. And we also like also be more intentional about my work life balance. So, so what that meant is I changed how I record things because I, I co-parent uh, my, my daughter and I and her mom. We co-parent, and so what that means for me is like I have her at my home during the work day, um, two or three days a week, and so that's changed how I record stuff. So the days she's not with me. I'll record full episodes, uh, and then the days she's with me, I'll record intros, because intros take, like, an intro and a thank you, so it'll take about 30 or 40 minutes. We're recording an episode, will take, like, 60 to an hour and a half, and that means I'm more available. It means that it's less disruptive for her, because she doesn't have to, like, because uh, things have to be very quiet to record a podcast episode. I don't live in a big house or anything. So, uh, so all those things led, uh, to, to how I, to change in how I make the show. I don't know what my point was in there. Oh, and so then also in made, okay, well, for the written episodes, like with that new schedule, it means on Fridays and normally my daughter's not here. So I said, okay, well, I'll just record every other Friday. We'll record the episode. Uh, for odder things, and if we something happens, we'll either try to record it on Thursday or Saturday or Sunday. And also, that cutback allowed me to say, you know what, I'm not going to record on the weekends anymore unless it's a like a big need to. And also, I'm not going to try to record two and a half episodes a week anymore. I'm only going to record two episodes a week, um, whatever fragments of episodes I need to record. But that's what I'm going to do. And uh, the uh, the cutback has allowed me to say, okay, there's less pressure on me because we have more of a margin because we cut back on our public releases. And also another thing I was curious about is this episode of recording now. I said, oh, if we cut back on the public, uh, if I record less for the free feed, that would also give me like one day every other week uh, recording session to record a, a patron-only episode. At least as a test, because this isn't like built into the budget yet. Uh, but I said, okay. And then we could see if we build it into the time budget, then we could build it into the, 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 uh, the bottom line budget too. And that's something I talk about a lot on the podcast. You know, the podcast has two budgets, the time budget and the financial budget, and they impact one another. Uh, but like when I'm just doing something, like this, it still has to be edited and everything, but I also have to plan it as part of a time budget to say, okay, do I have the time? Like, no matter, like, I mean, especially with hosting, uh, there's no amount of money I could do to, you know, I can't pay someone to be scoots. 
So there's an impact on the financial budget, but it's also like you can't you can't buy more time, correct? And so all that's made it possible in a good way and good news. So that's uh, oh, so that, that's why I'm recording this today and then next Friday. Originally, I thought I would record these episodes on a Wednesday, but this week it just uh, wasn't possible. So I'm recording it on a Friday. So that, I think that's it for that. So like, uh, what I'm going to do with this episode now is like go through my watching of the third episode of the first season and then go through the writing and the notes I have so far. And also like, I've only listened, I've re-listened to the full episode once that I recorded episode two, uh, of odder things, but I still need to listen to it again. The second half of the first episode, like in a more deliberate manner. Uh, so it was like last Saturday that I started rewatching this episode opens with our friend Barb. Uh, she's swimming like in a heated pool during a snowstorm or snow flurries. And her splashing wakes up Nancy. Nancy and Steve are hanging. Then uh, we see Barb at the pool again. We see Nancy's distracted. Uh, then Barb says, you know what? I got to get out of this pool and dry off uh, and stay warm because of the snow flurries. And we see Barb and we see her getting out of the pool. And then she says, you know what? Someone says, hey, there's a portal to a warm world. Uh, just take this portal and you'll be warm. And Barb says, oh, okay. And then we see some more snow flurries. We see Barb go to the portal where she could dry off. And this is Holly Jolly, Chapter 3. Or Chapter 3. Then we see Nancy waking up, Steve asleep. Is, some, is it the morning, I asked? Uh, Steve, hey, Steve, Nancy says. He doesn't wake up. See you tomorrow. Uh, still night. Uh, Steve's asleep. Uh, Nancy walks by the pool. She goes home. She pauses before she leaves. Then she tries to sneak in her house. Her mom busts her. She's not happy. Who's sweatshirt? Who's Steve? Uh, you could talk to me. Mom knows something. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. A long mom look times two. Big eyes closed. Uh, then speaking of creaky dulcet tones, there's a creaky dulcet porch swing. Uh, Jonathan's asleep. Here's his mom talking. She's in a room with a bunch of lamps. Will's trying to talk to me through the lights. Uh, uh, Will said, or uh, Jonathan says, no, it's the electrics. And no, no, mom, don't worry. Uh, get some sleep. I'll make breakfast. Uh, she stays in the room. He walks off. Uh, then we're in the basement. Eleven's playing uh, with the radio. Uh, uh, the guys, uh, Dustin, Lucas, and, uh, uh, Mike are talking about Merc, Operation Merkwood. Uh, do you think that, uh, they call her W-E-R-E-D-O, knows where Will is? Trust me on this. A lot of trust me on this in this series. Uh, wrist, rocket, not real, made up. Uh, they get supplies and snacks, energies for travel. Uh, Dustin comedy with she has powers make this fly use your powers she's not a dog uh, uh, buy time for school or something uh, caring Mike is caring meet us after school power lines uh, 
Power lines after school, 315, 315. Uh, gives her his watch, 315, 315, 315. Nancy's at school, trapper, keeper, everyone knows. Uh, Steve rolls up. Uh, I just feel like, uh, what about Tommy and Carol? It's cute. Uh, I had a good time. Kiss. Uh, butterfly stickers. Steve touches one. Glass. No barbware. Lab. Uh, we see the, the crew roll up uh, to the um, Hawkins. Uh, there's like Cold War talk. Uh, in the guard. Uh, uh, plays the, he plays it soft. Uh, uh, do me a favor. Chum, was that say chum, please? Oh, charm, please. Eleven snacks. Uh, let's see. Oh, she makes the the um the toy fly. She's bored. Radio looks around upstairs. Uh, more snacks. Uh, maybe lazy boy phone. Long listen. Uh, TV. Uh, He-Man, Soda Ad, Flashback, Coke is it, uh, Coke on the Table, uh, Modine and others, uh, Readouts, uh, Can, Nose, uh, Happy. Uh, then we're back, she's a little under uh, S-T-R-E-S-S, Joyce, Xmas Decorations, putting them up, uh, not long enough. At work, buys all the lights, cordless phone. Lab can tell this is the guy's not, he's full BS. Uh, camera tapes, what do you have? Who's in charge? Uh, space lasers, that's it. He knows his stuff. No rain on that tape. Uh, no truth. Uh, vent goes down, deep down. Snow suits, a slimer, man hand on his hips, equipment, power lines, Will's house. Uh, 11 upstairs, Nancy's room, music box, no, yes, uh, she stares, breathes in, uh, Mandala, Nancy's pictures, her and Barb, 11 cents of something, lunch, Nancy, Stephen crew, Barb who? Don't be an A-double-S, uh, all of that sounds, Stephen, Nancy. I'm sure she's fine. Jonathan stares, uh, getting rocks at lunch, talking powers uh, versus W-I-R-D-O-E-S's. Uh, uh, do you love her so much? Uh, bullies, uh, frog face, uh, good rocks. Uh, photos develop of Nancy and Steve. Uh, Jonathan busted red light uh, to red Xmas lights, the whole house. Karen at the door with casserole, come in. Pulls up to the library. Hey, Marissa, old flame, I'm sorry. Uh, newspapers, looking for Hawkins uh, National Labs. Uh, you start with the Times, we'll start with the Post. No, heck no. Chief finds some backstory, MK, uh, other stuff. Um, uh, kitchen, Will loved Christmas. It's okay. Lights lead the daughter down a path uh, all around her. Uh, very magical. They go dark. Uh, where's Holly? I wouldn't even realize Holly. 
she's at the wall, uh, wall, move, you know, something. Did you see anything, Holly? Karen, thank you for your casserole. I need you to leave. Uh, Nancy calls for Barb. Is she, is she, what? I thought she was with you. No. Have you seen her? Nancy does not tell the truth. Uh, Jonathan busted by Stephen Carew. Steve is a bit of a not nice person. They roll out. Nancy torn. Nancy takes pictures with Barb in it. Uh, pictures of it with her. Uh, power lines and trees, 11. 3.15, her hands and wrists are moving. Uh, 3.15, 3.15, uh, looking at watch pacing, cat, gulp, uh, uh, gown, flashback, uh, uh, Modine, now happy, 11, not happy, pulls off her headpiece, uh, Modine, not happy, papa, 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 copper room, uh, stops everybody, uh, power, tired, uh, Modine got what he wanted, uh, he takes her in his hands, incredible, picks her up like a baby. Uh, other kids show up. Are you okay? Uh, hop on, ride off. Uh, school kids not nice. Uh, Nancy heads out. Uh, Steve, what what's going on? Dating Miss Perfect. Eleven says, hey, Mike, did you deal with any uh, um, people calling you frog face? Uh, Mike tells her the truth. Mouth breathers, knuckleheads, Troy, wasteoid. I understand. Okay, cool, cool. Moment shared. Uh, Nancy at Barb's car, a little bit of S-T-R-E-S-S, pool. Nancy looks, uh, uh, Barb, noise, uh, woods, Barb. Uh, Nancy jogs through the woods. Uh, we hear a dog. We see a swing. Mom, uh, this is Joyce, uh, cigarettes, the lights lead her. Uh, sounds more lights. Lights in lap. Uh, Will, are you here? Lights. Uh, once yes, choice no. Hey, Will. Yes. Uh, hey, how you doing? No. After a pause, where are you? I'm going to find you, buddy, bud. Will, Will. Uh, paint, music, walls, letters. Mom and Nancy. Hey, Mom, I got to find Barb. Uh, Library, uh, uh, Terry, DSL, backwards, uh, Martin Brenner runs the lab, AIC research, uh, some gowns, uh, work with me. Uh, maybe, like, uh, we'll figure this out. Wrong time, wrong place. Uh, uh, call for you, action music, woods, bikes, uh, night, uh, Will's house, 11 leads them there. Uh, hiding, she says Will's playing hide and seek here. Uh, this is when the big, one of the big disagreements between the boys goes. Why don't you, uh, like, uh, we should have talked to adults. Then, uh, and his crew drive by and they all head off, uh, uh, Joyce gets it to the, the, um, thing. Okay. Talk to me. Uh, where are you? All right. G H T H E R E. Uh, what should I do? Go for a jog. Walls, lights, uh, sounds, uh, 
sounds, bikes, engines, uh, a little bit frowny music, frowny faces, uh, denial. No, no, not really. This is not. Uh, Mike gets upset and uh, blames Eleven. Uh, runs off, uh, frowny, frowny. Joyce uh, ru- runs from her house go to go for a jog. Uh, Jonathan uh, finds her while she's jogging. Uh, Peter Gabriel starts singing. There's lots of hugs, multiple hugs. Uh, Jonathan and Joyce, uh, uh, Mike and his mom. And then the and them come. So that was my watch. And I said, okay, well, how, okay. So there's some questions which I already kind of handled in a different way, but it's like, okay, so how do we handle some of this? uh, Like the end, then how do we handle flashbacks? Also, these are questions that I have for myself. What's going on at the lab? Uh, What is a portal? Uh, Is this, how does this, and some of these, I know answers to, but I would write it out like humans, animals. Uh, What is with the powers at the labs? Uh, and then, yes, it, like it's humans, like uh, there were both worlds on, like existing at the same time. Now, you can't share this anywhere if you're listening, but like this is existing in the same world as another one of our non recent stories, uh, uh, like uh, just the same universe. Uh, so humans are mostly, so this is a backstory for you that no one will get on the series. I don't think humans are mostly gone. Uh, some are around though. This is from the otter animal perspective. They could come back, uh, and we have to make sure, you know, we're, we're protecting animal resources and lab was built with that in mind. There's also a mysterious portal they discovered there. Uh, and, uh, so they have the lab, there's portals and there's kids with powers. Uh, and, uh, also this will probably only we could cover this season. There's also another portal that is just another layer of backstory. Okay. So open. Okay. So we're supposed to see where Barb is. What, what's going on? It's Barb and our story, or, or, you know, this is still flushing stuff out really initially. So this is just following individual story tracks. Okay, Nancy and Steve, Nancy and Mom, Nancy and Steve, everyone knows. Where's Barb? Lunch Barb, who? Steve's friends suck. Uh, Nancy does not tell the truth. Uh, uh, Jonathan in the pictures, Barb, Nancy, these kids do S-U-C-K. Uh, Nancy gets into Nancy Drew mode and investigates carpool, woods, sounds, mom and Nancy, uh, love, uh, then Joyce and Jonathan lights are talking. Mom, can you stop, uh, more and more lights and phone, uh, lights all set up. Carol shows with casserole lights lead, uh, Holly, she knows, uh, please leave. Lights can say yes or no. I need more. Uh, she gets creative. And again, I love the Joyce uh, problem-solving scenes. I don't know. On this watch, I'm big on, big on Joyce and Lucas. Uh, I mean, not to, to, to take away from any other characters, uh, but like uh, lights uh, tell her, uh, let's go for a jog, goes for a jog. Jonathan, mom, lights are real. Oh, just hold me. Uh, then uh, let's see. 
Oh, this is kind of playing this out. Uh, Babs, uh, Dari and Tefe, Dari Mom. Dari still mad at Stephen Babs? Question mark. Everyone knows uh, she was fooled by Tefe and uh, Babs. Uh, Tefe kind of plays Cavalier, still flirts with Dari. Uh, Dory more and more wants to tell off Babs. Uh, Babs not home, doesn't tell the truth. Uh, goes to throw their best friends forever stuff and pictures away. What gives her second thought? Question mark. Uh, Nancy looks for Babs. Uh, clue back to mom. So this is like the beginning of the structure, but not quite. Uh, let's see. This is another run. Uh, mom and Dari. Oh, this is not. Oh, wait, huh, not Dari, yeah, oh, yeah, you're getting mixed up. So this is uh, Francis and Dari. Something's happening, wind chimes, wall and more, where were you? Uh, buys a new phone, all, all the wind chimes, uh, hangs up all the wind chimes. Willow's mom shows up. Uh, are those store-bought wind chimes? Uh, Francis is... Uh, it does not seem okay. The kid sees something. We already know there's something. Uh, Willow can talk. She's there. Francis goes to work, uh, finds a more detailed way, communicates with Willow, uh, go for a jog, but bumps into Dari. So, again, some of the basic stuff. Then this is a run-through of, uh, okay, so the kid's in 11, Operation Merkwood, uh, find Will, find her. Uh, supplies and powers meet up at power lines. Watch uh, 315, 11 alone, snack, look around, TV flashback, one uh, cocaine, Max happy, her stressed. Upstairs, oh wait, upstairs, Nancy's room, sees Barb and knows. A sad note, maybe she can hear them singing. Uh, lunch, weird, W-E-R-D-O, the B-U-L-L-I, yes is good. True friendship, fun rocks, uh, 3.15. Power lines, uh, flashback to Cat Max, N-O, uh, all planned out. Who's tricking to uh, lash out, love? Uh, other kids come, bullies, mouth breathers, I understand. Will's house, what's the double H-E hockey sticks? Uh, we should tell adults. Uh, then we hear the the sounds of the is sad and kind of a breakup. And then we have the lab, it gets in with charm at the lab. What is this place? Clues and deduction from the, in the lab. Uh, foreshadowing into the library, old flame, dig deep, information, other things, uh, something going on, right, wrong place, wrong time, call, oh dear, uh, is past and present kind of come together. And so that's basically what I've worked on. And then this is what the last round of work on, again, to go back to important questions that need to be answered before I could write the story. Okay, so questions, flash, these are things that need to be addressed uh, that I did actually today. Flashbacks, to ki- like uh, the quarry, Barb, uh, like how does Joyce communicate with Willow? And so then I started working on notes or songs. Oh, songs. Okay, in the lab, what is the lab again? Okay, so it's a portal, bottom of the swamp, maybe quicksand. Years ago, there was a question, are humans real? Are we descended from humans or did we evolve from humans? Uh, humans, W-A-R, what's it good for? 
And how would we deal with humans if we cross them again? Okay, this is listening. Last left off basement. I speak words. Bottom of the river. Uh, nightlight radio. Z eighty nine. Good night. Uh, Dari and mom. All will be well. Dari's dad. Lenny. Rolling Stone. Bull. Uh, lived in River Bottom. and Flyers. Dino Puffs. Okay, then songs for Francis from Willow. Rush, Rush, uh, Hold You Tight by Tara Kemp. Uh, I've been thinking about you. Uh, Here I am, baby. Uh, come and take me. That's uh, UB40. Okay, then flashbacks. So this was a little year before. So uh, Dino Puffs, this is the first flashback. Okay, she puffs up Dino Puffs. So we could use Pump Up the Jam. Or puff up the jam, so they puff up the dino puffs, so they float away. And then on the second flashback, we could use a Belbiff DeVoe against like a fern tree or a plant. Uh, and then we could go into a Blaze of Glory from the movie uh, Young uh, Squirt, Squirt Shooters. Uh, maybe Fall Down in a Haze of Glory, Young Sons. Okay, then what's going on with the quarry? And then it said, oh, okay, I already knew this. I forgot it already. But, uh, oh, a fake album made by Willow that trashes the entire town. Uh, also, Drew, you forgot the name of the town. So they find this album. Okay, well, how does this turn make the boys turn against Billy or the crew turn against Billy? Is there some other uh, F-E-A-R that we need to play up at the start of the episode? Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, and we could play it up with the B-U-L-O-I-S. It's like, Billy, you, uh, uh, like, find out Willow went out on her own. Uh, the bullies, oh, no, this is the bullies. Uh, they say, yeah, like, she left you because you guys are L-O-S-E-R-S's. Uh, maybe she thought they were dragging them down. Then Billy gives them hope that Willow did not do that, and then they find out or what they think is not true. And that's all we have so far, so it'll be interesting a week from now to see where we're at uh, when the episode's recorded or whenever you hear it. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, something to sleep on, and uh, thanks for the support. And uh, if you're listening all night, here's something else to listen to. Here you go. All right, hey, everybody, it's Scoots here, and this is our... Uh, like, uh, this will probably be combined with another episode of our Otter Things uh, coverage behind the scenes. Behind the Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-G-S. And this is where, like, about a week before I record, I record an episode for all of you patrons uh, that help keep the show going. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying it. I guess I, I, I think I saw it today when I recorded. I said, yeah, we'll probably, maybe we'll combine some of these episodes, like, uh two episodes into one so i'm not sure what when you're hearing this it's interesting to me in the future uh but this episode was uh episode four and it's called the album uh based on what happened last time at the end of last episode they had found willow's a, a, a pile of albums that willow had made in our story in uh, the tv show version there was some other stuff but as uh, Emma says, all will be well, so no reason to worry at all. So the episode uh, that I watched, my episode notes, it started with the screen, then the camera panned down, 
Uh, we saw tires, I think, lights, uh, some Twin Peaks music, flashlights, uh, looking at the wall. Uh, total something telling Joyce. Uh, uh, Joyce is kind of in, a, in another place. Uh, Joyce, uh, do you understand? No, no, no. Uh, she says, uh, uh, talks half hour ago. Uh, yeah, the wall. She kind of goes back to like, yeah, no, I talked to Will a half hour ago. Uh, one, yes, two, no. Yeah, like he was talking to me through the lights, uh, with these, uh, she says. He's H-I-D-I-N-G, hide-and-seeking. Uh, and then she talks about, uh, the big bunny she saw. And then, uh, tries to, uh, he says, hey, listen, uh, like, uh, Joyce, come, you know, here's where, here's my, been my experience. And he talks about his mind and packing it away. And she says, you're talking about one thing. I'm talking about something different. You're talking about something intangible. And I'm talking about actual tangible things. I realize you don't believe me, but uh, I need you to. And then they say, well, tomorrow we'll go and see. But tonight, get some sleep. Uh, uh, She sits and she stands. uh, Hopper leaves, then uh, parks a truck. He breathes, uh, looks at a sign or something. Uh, Jonathan's in his room uh, listening to music. Joyce is outside his door. Then she goes out to the shed and she says, I'm going to sit here on the couch and wait for my son to call again by the, you know, through the lights. Uh, then we see a TV report. Mike's parents go talk to Mike. Give him time. Uh, yeah, said, and they're a little down. Mike's looking at old drawings of like him and Will and his friends. Eleven's playing with the radio. Mike's not happy with her. He makes that very clear in words. Lucas was right. Big down eyes. Mike looks at pictures. Eleven finds a singing Will on the radio. Will, are you there? Was that? Was it Will? Uh. Then it opens, uh, chapter four of the album. Uh, Then we see a swing. Joyce is sleeping. Hey, Mom, uh, she thinks it's Will. Mom, no, it's me, Jonathan. We got to go. Then we're at Mike's house. His mom says, uh, he says, I'm not going to school. She says, come with me, and then we'll get a movie later. And he says, I just want to stay home. She goes, you sure? Yeah, and as she goes, he jumps out of bed, calls Lucas, uh, who's also in bed. I know you're there. Go away. No, we're meeting Mike over and out. No, I'm not messing around. Get over here and bring Dustin. Uh, State uh, state took over, sent Gary home, they tell him. Joyce and Jonathan. Joyce says, uh, let me see the birthmark, uh, Jonathan and the talk about the lights and the walls and his mom, you know, I'm concerned it's going to be okay. She's tough. Yes, she is. Uh, then Joyce is the first truth teller. She storms out telling the truth. Uh, then we see Steve and Nancy talking about Barb and Nancy talks about what she thinks and her feelings, uh, uh, he's more concerned with getting in trouble. Nancy says, are you serious, Barb? I can't believe you. Nancy, wait. Uh, then we see Joyce walking. Jonathan tells her to get in the car. She says, go home. 
He says, don't do this uh, right now. And uh, he says, let me get this straight uh, about Will and lights and stuff. And she goes, I know, it's, but Will, is, we we got to go wait for Will. And he says, no, Mom. And she says, I don't care if you believe me. You know, Will's around. Then uh, I like to I always like this when Jonathan interacts with the townspeople. Show's over. 11 and the radio, they keep losing the signal. It's a baby monitor. He spoke words uh, like Professor X. Uh, did you not see what I saw? That like, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's go get, like, uh, we got to track Will down then. Uh, we need a stronger signal, a ham radio set. No way we could go to school. I mean, we got to dress her up. Uh, uh, and then so they try makeup, dresses, wigs. Wow, pretty good. Uh, she looks in the mirror, uh, stiff, pretty, pretty good. Uh, then the lab, elevators, flashlights, suits, uh, under snow, tough look. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, corded, uh, thumbs up, good luck in there, son. Uh, goo noise, uh, rope, uh, goes out. He goes in, goo closed. Uh, then in class, they're reading some Joseph Conrad, I think, and Nancy Blank look called out of class interview about Barb. I don't know what it was, uh, Barb, no sign of anything or Barb's car, Steve Harrington, uh, jealous, uh, mom is there, awkward. Uh, station with Gary all over the top, uh, old TV, TV stuff. Uh, it's awful. Uh, then we see our squad on the bikes. Eleven, wind in her hair, enjoys uh, enjoys the uh, ride. Uh, the te- their favorite teacher assembly uh, down. Uh, we need some alone time. Okay, after you go to that, uh, you could use the Heath kid. Uh, this is my cousin. Eleanor, second cousin from Sweden. Assembly entry awkward. Mom not happy with Nancy because uh, she, she knows what happened. Uh, this has nothing to do with Barb. But Nancy tells her mom, this is a separate issue. Leave me alone. Nancy's down. Then she sees a picture. Wait, what? Puzzles it together. Uh, then we go back to the lab. Try him again. Come in. Uh, what? Where are you? Uh, what do you see? It's all here. Uh, plus more. And then he says, reel the fishing line in. Uh, else uh, out. Oh, oh boy. Uh, Modine frowns. Door closes. Uh, schools. Uh, speeches about Will. Uh, and uh, People to talk to. Uh, the mouth breather, breathers uh, are making fun. Al stares. Yeah, then there's the bell. Mike stands up to them. You think this is funny? Uh, and then Troy uh, has an accident. Uh, Al wipes her nose. Uh, Jonathan, soft wood crepe. Uh, what's your budget? Nancy shows up. Hey, hey, can we talk? And they talk about the pictures. It's weird. Uh, Nancy's on the case. I'm sorry. 
wait, what did he, wait, what are you saying? Wait a second, that's what my mom said. Uh, then we're downtown, hideaway, buying drinks, spelling bee, win, uh, toothache, uh, word, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah? Uh, I recognize you, dumb luck, state run, nope, uh, that's why, why, what's your plan, what's your deal, uh. It uh, goes, you know, style. Then we see a car drive away. Who do you work for? Uh, Joyce plays some music. Talk to me. Then L uses the ham radio. Uh, she go goes back to the past. Uh, curled up. Uh, uh, water pitcher for this man. Listen to him. Listen, listen, and repeat like the nursery rhymes. She can, uh, is it some kind of code? Lights out, goes over the PA system. Wow. Uh, ham radio lights out. Heavy footsteps. Uh, Joyce hears them. Music off. Uh, can't, you, you can hear, we can hear Will uh, saying, hello, mom. Uh, how you doing? Uh, uh, Joyce sees some kind of portal. Big bunnies hopping around, Mom, by the way. Uh, it's going to come visit me and tickle me with its ears. Uh, maybe you better go. Power surge uh, at school. Uh, Joyce opens, takes off the wallpaper. L has a double nose, a runny nose. Uh, then we see there's uh, even more than the hole, hole in the wallpaper at Joyce's. Uh, uh, we go to the, the school with uh, Heath Kits no longer working. Photo lab. Nancy has a lot of questions, uh, but it's a bit awkward. I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather observe people than talk to them. It's weird. Uh, my picture, I'm sorry. That's what I saw. My mom. Wait a second. That's what my mom says she saw. If that's it, oh boy. Uh, then we have the tape addy, uh, forgot my hat, uh, Stady, one, two, then uh, the sense is something. Then he says, wait a second, this is a stuffed bear. Uh, oh, dear. Then we see Joyce, uh, we see headlights, we see Lonnie, Joyce hugs him. It's at the lab, a big music, he's going into the lab through the fence, and the episode closes. So that was what the episode was like. And then I had a little bit of a slow week. So I was like, uh, started kind of thinking about the different plot points. So we have uh, Joyce uh, and Jonathan, Jonathan and Nancy, uh, Elle and the crew, uh, Lab, and one other one I can't read. I don't know what that one is. Maybe that was all of them, though. So then I try to lay those out, like, so we have Joyce and the kind of parallel a little bit. So they're at Joyce's house, this wall, oh, okay. N you know, Will, ha Will has that album, no, she doesn't, yeah, no, I got to find her and help her out. Uh, and then it goes, well, well this is what I, I dealt with something like this in the past. Uh, and then Joyce says, no, I'm going to stay here and wait. Uh, and if we plot out Joyce... Uh, she says, yeah, no, I'm going to wait here, uh, go, no, that's, uh, w Willow's out there somewhere. Please talk to me, Willow. Then she hears more from Willow, sees Willow through the portal, and then sees the bunny coming. 
Meanwhile, uh, he says he, he starts sensing something's off after a little while, but is like, is it Joyce? Is she okay? Is this about, about Willow? Then the digs, he also has strong feelings. Uh, then he starts to uncover a mystery that runs deep. Uh, maybe that has something to do with no music I put in here. Like, oh, still, uh, Something, I don't know, I have to look in a different... Uh, and he says, oh, wait a second, none of this is real to the lab. Then I looked at, okay, so Mike's not happy, then Eleven finds Will, then the squad the call goes out, uh, but they're not sure about Willow still, or uh, Eleven. They say, but yeah, we can have Willow's out there, Will's out there, to school, at school mouth breathers ham flashback and then ham to willow or will then jonathan and nancy this is kind of confusing because we have tefe and nancy and so we're missing one character in our story so we kind of combine these three characters uh mom we have to deal with this uh this is jonathan and joyce uh mom in a days uh dealing trying to go find out more about willow mom i need your help uh, don't do this uh then barb then dealing with tefe or steve whatever then dealing with uh, the authority figures and missing barb uh, mom versus no mom then the pictures then on the case with jonathan and then jonathan's like oh wait this was my mom was being honest uh and then the gravity of what they see in the photo. Uh, then there's a lab, uh, this suit underground, you know, into the heart of Conrad, as they say. Lab, is he round? No. Uh, oh, boy. So there's just a small lab plots. Okay, then I try to break out the plots a little bit more. Willow is not gone. There is a big bunny, a big bunny. I know it sounds like it's not real, but I'm right. Uh, Mom, we need to go down and pay the fine at the transfer station. Uh, Can't we have the music back from the transfer station? No, it's dumped. So you have to pay us at the transfer station to throw it away. Uh, My mom says it's not real. Play the music. Like, so maybe they play the music. Is that auto-tune? That's not Willow singing. Mom, yeah, it sounds like her. Well, it doesn't even like that genre of music. And then there's something with uh, Dari and the mom. No one believes her. I will wait, uh, and I'll deal with the big bunny with carrot and a stick. Uh, maybe she buys jumbo carrots. Uh, talk to me. Nothing. Okay, what gives Francis or Joyce more hope towards the end? And then sees a real sees sees a big bunny and hears from Willow. Which kind of circles back to the beginning. Willow is not gone. Okay, then this one is with the uh, Willow's gone. I don't know if you're seeing things clearly, Francis uh, Joyce, but I want to help. Uh, you know, I've been through this, uh, and then that brings up a question: What is the, the through? I mean, in the movie, it's one or the TV show, it's one thing. Okay, then they find the first clue. Wait a second. Uh, and then he's also wondering, is Francis going to be okay? Yeah, she's really strong. And then a second clue, probably. Uh, wait, there's a mystery here. I found two clues, clearly. Uh, then they realizes that albums are fake, goes to the lab. 
Okay, then uh, Mike and Billy, you know, Mike's mad at Billy. There's no big bunny. Listen, this is Willow. Get the squad together. No way. Uh, Billy's a fake. Uh, but we got to find Willow. Uh, well, how would we find her? Oh, the big ear at school. Okay, then we have to deal with the bullies at the assembly. Then a flashback. Uh, then we hear Willow. And then uh, we have Willow's Gone, uh, music, uh, I Have to Be an Adult. This is Dari and Jonathan and Nancy. See, Willow's Gone. Uh, you know, I'm down, but I, 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 can't, I can't be because I have to deal with it as an adult, Mom. Wait a second. Then there's clues with Tefe and Bab somehow. This is too much. I need some help with this. Uh, then a clue, something that leads to some kind of change here. Uh, Willow is not gone. My mom is not, uh, is, is seeing things clearly, and the big bunny is real. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. The next things I got to do tomorrow is uh, find out what happened with, what's it from the past that they've been through? What are the clues that it's going to find? What are the clues Daria is going to find? And what are the songs for Billy and Willow? So that's like the next things I got to uncover. I mean, those are the most important things for me to uncover. Like, so today's uh, Thursday. I was hoping to record it was so in seven days on Wednesday. I don't know if I'll be able to pull that off or not, though. But I'll have to record on Thursday or Friday of next week. Uh, like, ideally, I keep moving up a day. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. And so those are the questions I'll answer next over the next, uh, hopefully Friday. And then by Saturday, Sunday, I'll say, okay, how does this fit in? Maybe I'll still be uncovering some of those. And then I'll see what problems we have. And then ideally by like uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I say, oh, okay, well, this is how the story looks like it's playing out and it's plotted out. And then I'll record it. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this little segment uh, of behind the scenes, behind the odder things. Uh, good night. All right. Hey, patrons, it's Scoots here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, friends beyond the binary, and my patron peeps. Uh, it's time. And this will probably be the second half. One, two, three, four. Oh, no, this will be the first one. Uh, so if you're up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, well, welcome. This is a Sleep With Me patron exclusive episode of uh, Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And it's probably the first half because I just put out the first episode of this bonus, uh, like to everybody. And I ended up having, I listened to it a few times. I said, yeah, I think originally I was going to try to put these out as half hour, like one hour. And then I said, well, let's put them both together. But because I can only be in the present right now, I don't know. In the future, this will be either two episodes back to back or one episode. But this is an interesting thing. We've never done it before, except for the episodes I already did, uh, where we take a look at the creation of episodes before they're made in kind of a pre-commentary in a behind the scenes, but still so sleepy. Oh, so sleepy. So it's a peek into the process. Uh, but, you know, the kind of peek into the process, you say, well, my pillows can be over my head, Scoots. Uh, so, I, and I say, that's great. That's the exact kind of peek into my process I need is uh, 
you know, one where you're snoozing. Uh, you could peek at the process from behind behind your eyelids uh, in a gentle, dreamy sleep. So I'm going to kind of run through where I'm at and where we might be going. And this is it has been interesting for me making these episodes because it's been I've been in a different place uh, emotionally and creatively each time. So tonight, or tonight when you're listening to this, but today when I'm recording this, uh, I'm in a pretty, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot where last recording, might not have come through in the recording, but I said, wow, we got a lot more heavy lifting to do uh, to get to where we want to be. Where now I say, I feel like, okay, we're right on track. And just to give you an idea of where we are in the process, so like it's a Thursday when I'm recording this, about two or three in the afternoon. And for the Friday before Thursday, today's a Thursday. So the Friday before, about a week ago, is when I recorded the episode four. So then on Saturday, I started working on episode five. And uh, I've been working Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday working on episode five. Originally, yeah, so so that's, and I say, okay, well, it's going good. And so I think what happened was on Saturday and Sunday, I watched uh, the TV show this series is influenced by. And I watched half of the episode, which will do that run through, and then we'll run through my writing notes as I tried to break up that story and then started to, like, see what questions it raises in our story. Sometimes I do a re-listen of the podcast, but I haven't done that yet just because I, 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 I don't know. I didn't like it. There was so, so much forward momentum. I wanted to respect how things were going. So this is episode five. One question while well, I was going to start talking and then I said, well, so there's eight episodes in the series of the, the streaming show that's influencing this. I don't know if there'll be eight episodes. I said, well, is there going to be eight, only eight episodes of uh, Otter Things or is there going to be more? And, or is there going to be eight plus a recap? And I said, I don't know, Scoots. I would like, I would prefer there to be ten or nine, but I don't know. So I guess we'll see, huh? I guess we will see, right. So this episode, episode five, starts off with the sky. There's a red blinking light. Uh, and then we see the uh, Hawkins uh, National uh, Headquarters of Science, we'll say. And it's in nighttime. People are leaving work. And while they're leaving work, uh, Hopper sneaks in. And he says, I want to see what they have in their vending machine and things. So he's kind of uh, like uh, going slowly and quietly, uh, circling lights. So then he sees uh, circling lights that says, hey, I don't know if you want to come in here without a aquatic suit. Uh, then there's an, o- so he says, oh, dear. Then he unzips, there's like a zip door. But behind the zip door is a locked door. Then he gets uh, in trouble. And they say, uh, do you have the proper, uh, what are those things called? Do you have psychic paper? Uh, And he he says, no, I don't. Uh, Also, this door is locked. I'm supposed to be here talking to uh, Matt Modine about... uh, Like, uh, uh, just uh, some general questions. And they say, really? And then he says, oh, your shoes are untied. 
And then he goes and borrows her key, unlocks the door, locks it behind him, tries to permanently lock it behind him. There was a lot that happened in these first few minutes, uh, so that was part of it. Then Lonnie and Joyce are uh, together on the couch. Uh, Lonnie tells Joyce to have a drink. And Joyce is really going through this initial change in this episode about her feelings about things and saying, maybe I was wrong. Like, have I been wrong the whole time? Uh, so I said, SAD and confused. And she says, I can't feel uh, this presence anymore. And then she says, don't look like, uh, really, Lonnie is like, uh, out of all the characters in the history of the show, one of the low-ball low characters, I would say. Uh, maybe, like, and I said, is this the same actor who's in those, uh, like, uh, those, like, in a lot of commercials? But I'm not sure. I think I looked it up two years ago, three years ago. But she says, Alani, don't look at me like I'm not, like this is in my imagination. And uh, he says, consider this as maybe in your head uh, as a coping mechanism. Because the wall? Come on, Joyce. Uh, uh, like, uh, that's not a, and he, she says, well, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then he says, why don't you, after you get some help, uh, Get some acceptance, get some help, uh, but first have a drink. Uh, then we go back to Hopper, who's saying, Will, Will, hello, Will. We see a camera. Uh, then we see a kid's, like a dorm room, but it's got, like, it's a kid was there. We see a picture of Papa and the cat. Uh, uh, and we see, is that Elle's room? Uh, then, uh, a little bit, it seems, uh, like a little bit, uh, not happy Hulk, like I would say, uh, then we see Mike and L, uh, uh, empty, cold, uh, what was Will saying? Uh, like, uh, so they're saying, what is Will saying? Uh. Like how Hawkins is like the upside down. Uh, what what if he was there on the other side? So the, so the Lucas and Dustin are there too, and they say like like the veil of uh, shadows. Uh, then we go back to Hopper saying, "Will Will he gets in an elevator as uh, the Hawkins laboratory staff is running after him." Then we kind of, both these are, like, then we get, like, uh, some of the the, the crew kind of putting things together and also them voiceovering uh, Hopper's journey because they look up, okay, Veil of Shadows, it's a reflection or echo of our world, a non-positive one. We see uh, Hopper open a door as Dustin talks, uh, you know, things you'd find on the forest floor uh, that are slowly contributing to the biome uh, uh, through their own way. And also, you know, things you think about, you know, the other stuff uh, uh, right next to you, but you don't see it. An alternate dimension. Uh, and this, oh, I guess I should, like, I'm doing a read-through, but I have notes in here. Like I said, like the real place beyond the swamp. And I said, upside down. What if it's one size down? Uh, so those were some brainstorms that came to me. Uh, then there's in some snow. 
well, how do you get there? The Like the boys are saying, uh, and they say, well, the sh- you have to cast Shadow Walk. Uh, well, how do we do that? We don't know. Well, maybe she could cast it. Uh, then they say, do you know how to get there? Uh, then there's, a, there's an OMG moment. Uh, like he coughs. He says, what in the heck? Uh, and then he, we see that he sees the portal. And uh, he says, what in the heck is this thing? Uh, then he senses something else uh, moving. And then I had to watch it a couple times, but it's uh, someone that works there says, oh, take a little nappy poo. And then we have chapter five, uh, the flea and the acrobat. Really good. That's like a sleep with me level title. And we see lights, a door, Jonathan, he goes in, Lonnie and uh, Joyce are on the couch together. He says, what's going on here? And he says, says, dad, you know, he says, dad's here. Well, if you need me, that's what Lonnie says to Jonathan. uh, What happened to Will? Then he's more like uh, Jonathan wants to talk to his mom. Did they come back? What's going on at the wall? Oh, what happened to the wall? And then he says, Solani, you need to leave. And then he says, you need to take care of your mother and not upset her. He says, I was talking to her. Uh, and they go back and forth, uh, you know. Uh, and he says, you're going to be the one. They, I think he talks to him alone. Don't push, you know, don't push. Your mom's in, in a soft spot right now. Uh, and they even have a little eye-to-eye stare down. And he says, I'm here to help uh, behave for your mother. Then he even says, take down that poster off your wall. Uh, then we have this uh, kind of like a montage. Dad and Mike, uh, uh, Nancy and Mom. Nancy says, Mom tries to break through Nancy. Nancy says, I'm fine, Mom. Uh, uh, then we have the dog going into the fort, uh, and the dog's a little down. Jonathan tries to tie his tie unsuccessfully. Uh, Joyce stares. They say, time to go. Uh, then the, pa- the pastor's talking, the Bible, talking about challenging. But the squad is there, and they're not upset because uh, they say they laughed. Dustin laughs. Jennifer's crying. Uh, then there's condolences, but Joyce, arms, arms are crossed. Uh, she's shut down. Her back's turned. Uh, then we have a flashback for Will the Wise and casting the ball and saying, sometimes you outsmart, uh, or she says, how come you don't outsmart? And he goes, sometimes uh, your opposition in this game is smart, Mom. And then she says, well, I got to get you some new crayons because it looks like you're casting cabbage and not uh, uh, like other things. Uh then Hopper wakes up very sweaty. It looks like he passed out from too much uh, fun, but he does a WTF uh, because he knows. He checks everywhere to look for listening stuff, eventually finds it uh, very upset. Uh, then we see Modine listening. Uh, he's listening to Will uh, and uh, Joyce uh, talking. Uh, then we have Nancy and Jonathan with a map all within a mile, not traveling far. You want to go out there? 
Yeah, okay, but if we're, we're like, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to take care of it. Uh, he takes something from his dad's car. Are you serious? Like, uh, we don't have any good ideas. Well, this is the best idea we have. Uh, no one will believe us. Uh, what about your mom? I'll tell her when everything's done. Uh, then we have the ABV club, and there's a repair person there, but clearly they're from the, the Hawkins uh, National Science Center, uh, and they're on the case. Uh, then we have a little community luncheon, and the boys say, Mr. Clark, can you talk? Uh, we have some questions about uh, other dimensions uh, beyond uh, parallel universes, infinite dimensions, non-positive dimensions. Well, how would one travel there? And then uh, Mr. Clark gives the acrobat uh, on a tight acrobat and the flea on a tightrope uh, metaphor, which you should see just for yourself. Uh, that has there's rules, but a flea can travel anywhere. Uh, and they said, well, what about the acrobat? Could the acrobat travel anywhere? I said, well, if you had enough energy to create a gate. Uh, and then Mike says, well, what if the gate already existed? And he said, well, that wouldn't be good if there was already a gate. Uh, uh, then Hopper's uh, co-workers come to see him, and they say, hey, there's like, we can't find these two uh, uh, hiker, hikers uh, hiking. Uh, we got to catch up with them. He says, in Mer- Merkwood, I'll take care of it. Uh, and they say, okay, but also we found, the Stadies found Barbara's car at the bus station. They keep doing our job for us. Uh, and then she says, okay, hit the road. Uh, but they also in the car, they say, she's, she's not looking so good. Uh, then uh, Lonnie's fixing the wall. Uh, and then Joyce says, leave the lights alone. And we see that he's, like, worried more about who owns the quarry. Uh, then Will is talking to Al. Do you know where the gate is? Uh, how do you know about the upside down? Uh, then Dustin says, what about your compasses? Uh, that's not true north. Our compasses are broken. No, no, no. Compasses are natural. Mag- it's just a magnet that's more powerful somehow. So much power. If we follow the compasses, they'll lead us to the gate. Um, uh, then we see jo- Lonnie in the shower. Joyce finds out that Lonnie's only in it for himself. Uh, we see Nancy in her garage warming up. Uh, Steve shows up, uh, says, That's, you warming up for me to get rid of me? She, he says, I'm sorry, I was in your J-E-R-K. Uh, uh, and she goes, well, did you get busted by your parents? He goes, oh, yeah. Any news on Barb? Let's catch a movie. I don't think I can. I'm busy. You know, my brother, blah, blah. Then there's a little tension. And she says, don't call me. I'll call you. Gives him a kiss on the cheek, and uh, not on the cheese. Uh, but he's the cheese anyway. And then, uh, so, of course. And then she goes back to practice. Then we see Lonnie. Joyce is like, get out. Like, you don't care. I can't believe I fell for your nonsense. Uh, he see, then he, like, takes it down a notch. He says, you need me. Look around. Look at this place. Uh, and she says, I'll keep the lights up for Will. You hit the road. 
Uh, then we have Jonathan and Nancy kind of talking and practicing of like uh, spitballs. And Jonathan talks about his dad kind of forcing him like to be, oh, you need to be a tough guy like Lonnie. And he said that made him cry for a week. Uh, and then they talk about like, this is kind of like your suburban angst moment. Like I say, oh, well, you know, she, and Nancy says, I don't think my parents like each other. You know, just a good nuclear family. They say, forget that. Yeah. At the end of a cul-de-sac, no way. Uh, then we see a news report, a phone, a dialing phone. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Hopper. And then a woman's voice says, Jim, sigh. I told you not to call me. And he says, Jesus, I was so glad of our seven years. And she says, you know what? I got a other life now, so I got to go. Uh, uh, then he goes to do something. Then this phone rings again. He just uh, gets rid of it. Uh, then we have our squad on the train tracks. It looks a little cold. They're walking two by two with their compasses. How will we know? She is L acting weirder than normal. Elle's clearly stressed. Then she has a flashback. And she's in bed. Uh, how much further, further than we've ever gone before is what Modine says to her in the bath. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, in the swimming pool. Oh, yep, yeah, you got to go in the swimming pool. Get your swimming suit. Uh, and then we see her getting uh, prepped. Uh, little Elle, like, uh, she looks really small. She uh, lowers into the pool. Moding waves, uh, then a hand on the glass, uh, and then the door closes. Uh, they go, Mike. She says, Mike, let's turn back. I'm really tired. Uh, he says, just a little longer. Then Nancy and Jonathan talk about her picture. Like, who do you see? A girl trying to be someone else, uh, seemed alone. Uh, but when that, that moment they could be themselves and then Nancy says, you know, Steve's a good guy. I don't know. A bit protective. Uh, Jonathan says, well, I don't get along with most people, so don't take it personal. And then they kind of start to, and he says, oh, you seem like a girl is rebelling until, uh, she realizes she's doing the same thing as then there's a sigh. So they can't seem to agree. Then Joyce hears a hard knocks on her door. She opens the door, hoppers there with a sign, be quiet, don't say anything. He sees the lights. He says, oh, boy. Uh, then the squad gets a junkyard. They say, oh, no. Uh, we looped right back around. We're, we're heading home now. Something else is uh, scrambling the compasses. And again, this tension with Lucas being like, what are you really up to for L? He says, you're scrambled to compasses. You did it. It admitted uh, using your powers. Uh, and they go back and forth till L admits that, yeah, it's not a good idea. Uh, then we go back to Joyce's house. Uh, all the lights are out of the bulbs, out of breath. Hopper's out of breath. Uh, they were listening at my place. Uh, who? I want, uh, it wasn't, and then he says, by the way, that wasn't Willow's album. You know, that was a fake, uh, you were right this whole time. And Joyce goes from, like, it has a sad and happy face. Uh, and then Lucas and Mike have a disagreement about Al using us. Uh, 
you're like, like, uh, and then Mike is just trying to please L. Mike's not happy about that. And wake up, he says, maybe she's the one that, uh, you know, looks as well. We don't know her. We know each other. Uh, uh, they disagree. Elle uses her powers to put Lucas to sleep. Uh, then Mike's like, what are you doing intervening? Uh, uh, did you scramble him? So he's upset. Uh, then we get our first big flashback uh, where Elle's like in a like a like a dream world uh, listening in. But then she hears another voice. Also, Mike said, what was wrong with you twice, which wasn't nice. So she's like in this like uh, realm listening to this person speak in Russian, I think. She's broadcasting over the PA system, walking around him really intrigued. But then even Modi notices, oh, there's some other sound. Uh, what was that? No idea. Okay, and then like uh, L's gone. Well, then they go back. Uh, like, yeah, L hears a clicking uh, and then starts to say, well, I got to get out of this pool. I'm getting pruned. Uh, then Lucas wakes up and is mad. Then L's gone. L, 11, L, L. Uh, uh, then we have Nancy and Jonathan. At this point, they're using flashlights. So Jonathan and Nancy, there's some tension. But then they they say, wait a second. Look, we're, like, uh, there's some, what, what? and then they find uh, some forest friends. Uh, then they follow the forest friend. Then somehow they get split up. There's like a hole. Nancy discovers a, a goopy hole in a tree, and that like and even has a breathing. Uh, and Nancy leans in, gets close. She's like, Jonathan, where are you? Somehow he like walked off. She leaves her backpack, leans in, then goes in. Very courageous. And then she's in the upside down. Uh, and her light's going on and off. It's snowing. There's, like, water sounds. And then she sees a non, like, another world friend. Uh, uh, it's still the forest. Uh, then we see Jonathan. He's looking for Nancy. Uh, there's sound effects. Nancy, where are you? And then Nancy's like, I got to get out of here, too. Then she trips. Uh Jonathan goes the wrong way, and the episode came to a close. So that was the episode. Then I took like a day to, or maybe even two days to like separate all the plots. So I was like, okay, what is Hopper's thing? Uh, Into lab, challenge one, deeper kids' room, into the world of uh, shadows, uh, seize portal. Oh goodness. Uh, Passed out WTF, uh, uh, co-workers come, you okay, uh, Barb in the Stadies, calls his ex, goes to Joyce, be quiet, I know. Uh, then Joyce was kind of like, Lonnie's here to help, you've kind of like, uh, you need to cope, uh, uh, the moment, like, uh, uh, community event, uh, then, uh, looking back with Will the Wise, outsmart, outmaneuver, but what if, uh, they're also smart? Uh, then Lonnie working on the wall, wall, but the stuff about the quarry, you get out. Uh, then, uh, Hopper comes, hey, what you were right about, Will, uh, and, uh, there's something else going on. Uh, then we have our group of kids, uh, what was Will saying? Upside down, the veil. 
Do you know how to get there? Also remember labs on the case. Uh, Mr. Clark, Infinite Dimensions, Tear in Time and Space, L, First Gate, Compasses, uh, Train Tracks, Questions and Worries, uh, Flashback, uh, One, Go Back, Mike, uh, L Controls, Compasses, Junkyard, Showdown, WTF, uh, Lucas, Mike, uh, also, flashback number two, things are real, then L's gone. Then we have Nancy and Jonathan, Lonnie's BS, uh, the community event, uh, find, what about your mom? Uh, we'll tell her after, Nancy and Steve, okay, bye. Nancy and Jonathan, practice, talking dads, bunnies, suburb values, uh, and then off, uh, they get close, and then they disagree about Stephen values. Then into, you know, they go looking around, they see a forest friend, somehow they split up, Nancy goes into the veil, and then run, try, goes to run back, Jonathan's looking for her. So then it was kind of like trying to figure out uh, some of the stuff from the story. Uh, but there was questions like, okay, Lenny, what was it like Lenny doing? Okay, maybe it's a record company owes us uh, part of uh, future earnings. Uh, and then I was like, oh, what if uh, Lenny, when Will Willow, when he lived there, he made Willow, even when she was a little kid, sign something in crayon saying that Lenny could be her agent uh, for all future earnings when she became famous. Maybe then, maybe Joyce... Uh, Francis is like, there's tears on that, Lenny. Even back then, can't believe you made her write out a contract uh, and you were kind of partly serious. Okay, then uh, more questions. Uh, what is a community event? Uh, uh, what does Leon find? What is uh, the listening? Where does Leon live? Uh, what is Francis's flashback with Willow? Uh, what is the portal? What are what are Billy's flashbacks and songs? Um, uh, what is what is Bill? What song does Billy use against uh, LJ? What what happened? What was what was up with Barb or Babs? Uh, then, uh, oh, what is this stuff like? Uh, oh, instead of the thing. Oh, oh, community. So instead of the community event, what's the community event? Community resource day, a symbolic day, mostly where everyone drops a uh, uh, acorn in what looks like an old tree, but it's really a storage vault or something. Every person must pause and look at all the members of the community. Uh, maybe they have to sing. Like, is there one song? Members of the community think about. Uh, uh, what they've consumed over the past year, say thank you to everyone. Think about what they have done and have not done to support the community resources. Do they say it? Do they sing it? Do they say I'm sorry or do they just say I'm sorry uh, that they'll do better? They promise to help. Uh, since it was all sung, it could be a very powerful and dramatic ceremony. Some people love it. Some people dislike it. But maybe most of the time it's a very fun, like, festival. But not this time because of the stuff with Willow hanging over everyone, of uh, insulting the town and embarrassment for the friends and uh, 
Francis and people are a little bit mad. Maybe they blame Francis. Maybe they blame Lenny. Okay, then Leon, like uh, this idea of like community resources versus a larger swamp wide organization that's versus humans. Uh, okay, and then what's it like? What's listening to him? Everything that's a can, anything that's saucer shaped is listening. Uh, first, does he drop some saucers? Then, does he go to his roof, radio, relay? Uh, what else uh, does he find out at the lab? What's a portal? Then I did a little map of levels because we talked about it in one episode. It's like, okay, there's a regular visitor center. Then there's like the office level. Then there's another more modern level. Then there's elevators down. Then I was sketching out. I'm like, oh, maybe that could be boring too. Like there's an office, boring office level. Then there's a dorm level with cafeteria. Then there's a boring electronics level. Then there's like a fake storage uh, area. Then there's like a, something secure. Then there's like the recording studio. Then maybe anti-human classrooms and training. Then like even lower, then lower again to the portal, the place portal beyond the swamp. Okay, then Leon, where does Leon live? In a treehouse. He's not a tree frog, but he figured he likes the view up there, and plus there's plenty of food delivery. Uh, Francis could have her flashback with Willow. It could be like writing parody D&D songs, like uh, Double Clicks or Judy Tenuta heroines. Uh, uh, But then there's also like this... uh, that Will is trying to say, hey, there's an edge to this song of the bad bards, the non-good magic users. And that was kind of like where I left off. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what comes up uh, when you, when yeah. So get comfortable. And there you go. Uh, good night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary and my patron peeps. Uh, hey, patrons, it's Scoots. Welcome to an exclusive uh, patron-only uh, behind-the-scenes look at creating, pre-creating, before the creation uh, of Otter Things. This will be Otter Things episode, oh boy, 6, I think, or 5B. Or 5B6A probably would be more accurate. So, I mean, I guess. So this is really where you could sleep. Uh, but if you listen to this uh, other times, uh, oh, and this will be the second half probably of an episode. Even more interesting. One, two, three, four, five, six. Or oh, wait, am I going to work on six next week? I don't know. But in- anyway... Not super important, but so this is where I take a look at uh, before I record an episode. Usually it's a week ahead of time. Now it is a day or two. This is Wednesday that I'm recording this, uh, Wednesday in June. And then tomorrow or tomorrow will be Thursday or Friday, I will record the episode of Otter Things. But this is the kind of exclusive look you don't get as a regular listener, only as a patron, because the show, like I say it, but the show would not exist without you. Or it, wouldn't, it would come out, you know, every other week or something instead of twice a week. But so anyway, so here's what happened. So last week uh, on Friday, I recorded Otter Things episode five which you probably just heard me talking about it because usually i decided to put these episodes in pairs but uh 
What was interesting, there's a couple of interesting things. Probably a theme you've heard about is always the theme of the deadlines and getting the episodes done and the moving train of making episodes and releasing episodes on an ongoing basis. And with the written stories, like I've decided to put them out every two, like write, really make them, record them every two weeks, which uh, the episodes come out more often than every two weeks. So that means like I'm losing ground. But in 20, we've also have our all intro episodes, which give us some space. And then the recap episode, which gives us a week or buys us one episode cycle. But still, like I say, oh boy, like I like to have at least four episodes done. So like when episode five comes out, like or episode one comes out, that means episode five just got recorded. And we've fallen off of that because just because, again, I'm stretching out the writing time to just about two weeks. If it goes faster than two weeks, great. Uh, in the past, I sucked to 10 days, but because of the changes in... Uh, my life routine because of uh, the changes in the world. Uh, I'm only able to record episodes on uh, like full episodes. I take, cause it takes like an hour and a half on Monday or Thursday or Friday. I don't have time on Tuesday or Wednesday uh, to do that. So uh, like, so that was one thing I said, Oh boy, we're losing ground here. Do I need to worry? And I said, no, 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 we don't need to worry. We'll figure it out. And we got time. And, uh, you know, otherwise we could just take a break in between when we get done with other things and we'll just run some Tuesday episodes while we record the next series, which would probably be our holiday series, I'm guessing. So I said, okay. But then I said, well, the other thing is that I think there's only eight or nine episodes of Otter Things, uh, maybe even seven. I'm not actually sure. I think it's eight or nine. And I said, okay, so we're going to have an eight-episode season or nine with, and then a recap or a nine-episode season and then a recap. I'd like to have 10 or 11, but those things aren't always under my control. But do, and, and you can't force these things, I guess is what I've learned. But what, what happens is organically sometimes the stuff, the positive stuff happens. Put that on a cross-stitch or a T-shirt. But uh, so... Last week I was recording the episode, episode five, corresponding to the episode five of uh, the TV show, the the streaming show. And I'm always also concerned with time of the episodes because the episodes have to be over an hour. And even when I'm writing and I'm telling the story, I'm saying, okay, where are we on the clock? Uh, Are we going to have enough material that when the episode's edited, that the episode, the, the episode portion is whatever, 45 minutes to 50 minutes long. But we also don't want to go over, edited down, not record it. Recorded and edited are different, like a lot of stuff gets taken out. But uh, we don't want to have too much time because then it's like, well, um, anything over like 60, you say, well, wait a second, was that, is that not good time management since these series were losing ground? But for the most part, it's always making sure we have plenty of stuff to fill the time that we have, so there's plenty of meanders and stuff. So I sat down to record last week's episode, and I had what I considered 50 to 60 minutes of material, which would have taken me about an hour and a half to record or something. And of course, I was also worried. I said, well, is this going to be enough? But I thought it was like just going to fit right. And I said, well, maybe it'll be not exactly sure where the tangents are going to be. 
and now looking back at it, I, I realize I did have more material and going back over it, but I didn't have two episodes of material for sure. So it wasn't like a clear, oh, they said, well, maybe this is like 65 minutes. Uh, but then as I started recording last week's episode, uh, I don't know, there was just a lot of natural tangents and some of the storytelling took longer than I thought and there was more details to explore. And so when we hit the midpoint, when we, well, as we were leading up to the midpoint of the episode and the midpoint of our episode had a lot more details in a bigger because it wasn't the same as the midpoint of the the, uh, the regular episode, I said, "Well, it's different because that was where everybody said bye bye, Will," uh, and but most of the people knew Will was still around, except Joyce didn't, and uh, Hopper was out and uh, he was asleep. Uh, so when we got to the midpoint, I didn't think like, uh, and I mean midpoint, I guess in the story sense, uh, but also usually tends to be in towards the middle of the episode. But that was like a moment, like a, a clear midpoint moment where it's like, okay, this is where we say goodbye to Will. And then the story, so it's like a pause. It was also a pause in the story. And, and so our story had a bigger event because it was a community-based event, much more sleepy, celebration of Community Resource Day, kind of part of the important lore of the swamp and our swamp community. And so leading up to it, I said, wait a second. And also we had like a little bit more with uh, Bull Leon exploring the place beneath the swamp. Uh, so as the episode unfolded, I was watching the time. I said, oh, boy, like uh, we got, we're at 45 minutes and we haven't got to the resources or something. That's recording time. And uh, he said, wait a second, maybe this would be, a, is this going to be, because they said, well, we can't break after the, they said, where would we break it if we're going to break it up? Uh, so anyway, it ended up, I broke it at the end of the community resource event. And then I said to myself, okay, now we'll record in, in a week instead of two weeks. We'll record the second half of this episode, but maybe we'll need another 15 minutes of material from the show. So then I watched like the first to third of the, of the the show. And then I went back to work. And actually, because today's Wednesday, I was really working, plotting, plotting, plotting. Uh, and then reading through the notes and looking at everything. So I pretty much have a pretty finalized thing. But what's also interesting is a lot more that's got developed uh, since I recorded your episode. So I'm going to read through what I have. So this, some of this will be. Uh, uh, from uh, the episode five, and some of it will be from episode six. So, so this is like where, and I'll actually point out some other things, and then it'll make a sense in a minute. You also have this spread across two notebooks in this case, because I was getting close to the end of one notebook, but also because uh, I said, well, I'm not exactly sure if this is going to be episode six and seven, or, or how it's all going to come come out when I record it. Okay, so as I open, uh, so the episode open was opened with Joyce and Lenny going to sleep, uh, uh, Leon going into the lab, uh, past the first few rounds. Uh, I think we talked about that, like the map I made, until he thinks he uh, hears singing. This is like a short version uh, where he's about to give up. Uh, our squad brainstorms ideas. What did Willow say? Tower. After we got got. Uh, 
after we got it working again. As they wonder, how do we find it? Leon goes lower till he gets it to glowing lower spiral staircase. Lullaby to sleep. Uh, uh, Dari v. Lenny. Lenny v. Francis. Uh, then Community Resource Day. Prep uh, first. Uh, Francis. Uh, uh, then uh, uh, Dari and Lenny. Uh, embarrassment at the resource day. Uh, our squad thinking Willow's missing out. A teacher talking. What are questions? Uh, what is a metaphor? You, you, you would need years of water, nutrients, sunlight, and more. Uh, but to also communicate? Uh, well, that would work. Uh, it would take something magical, like a jump in uh, evolution, like a myth of the humans. Uh, were we separate or in parallel with them? Well, we live in a more balanced and community-based way. They did not, uh, so that's why we're flourishing. So anyway, if there was a tower and that went up and down, how would we find it? Well, that would be an adventure, wouldn't it? Uh, you, you would have to find, uh, the tower, uh, normally from something like this, uh, would be hard to find, uh, like the towers in the story. Okay. Then Francis's house, a flashback, uh, to D and D songs. Okay. Now we're separated. That's where that story kind of ended was, uh, with those two story points out of order. So this is not necessarily, my notes are layered. So I have a big F with a circle. That's uh, for Francis's first story point of this this episode we're going to record this week. Uh, finds Lenny's jacket and a napkin uh, where Lenny becomes uh, Willow's agent. Uh, she d- disagrees with Lenny and sends him out. Uh, Leon wakes up at home. This is story point L1. Uh, WTF, uh, other off, uh, other workers show up, uh, missing music. The music store owner moved to, to the big city, took a job with that record company. Also, Bab's mom found a contract with the record, the record company, another record company further away, uh, with, uh, with, with uh, a letter saying goodbye and that, uh, she would send walnuts. So then again, I don't know, I, like this would probably change in the recording because I'm feeling like, eh, some of this I'm not sure about. Okay, then we're at a story point S1. Uh, like, uh, like, okay, squad's talking to Billy, uh, asking about the tower. Then Vaughn brings up tuning forks, uh, maybe with a mic, uh, electromagnetic, uh, like uh, all of them making uh, sound. From some powerful sympathetic vibration reverberates. Uh, oh, how did we make it? Didn't we make an electromagnetic tuning fork? Okay, this is going to be matched up with story point L1. So this is more of L1, uh, which I decided after, like as I'm going through the notes and kind of seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh, uh, okay, job. Who is performing? Oh, he's calling. He calls. This is his phone call. Oh, who's co- Leon the Legend? Is that you on the phone? Oh, who's performing tonight? Uh, then he looks over every saucer shape in his place, listening to him. Maybe his grandmother's own uh, 
a fancy tea set uh, in one of the top cupboards. Oh, dear. Okay, then this will be separated it for later. L2, oh, snap, uh, drives over to jo- uh, uh, Francis's house. Uh, be quiet, searches, searches the wind chimes. Uh, uh, we could just, uh, talk next to, to this fan. Like, oh, like when you're at the therapist, uh, okay, Francis, uh, you were right. The whole thing is fake. Willow, Willow's album, all of it. Uh, then how do we find her? Okay. Meanwhile, okay. This is best back to S2. Maybe I didn't see this even. Uh, so I got to write that down. So this is good. We're going through this. Okay, so LJ, follow, LJ and Vaughn follow uh, the tuning fork. Uh, follow the tuning fork. Follow, follow. Oh, follow. Maybe they're singing that as a song. Uh, quiet. Uh, are we supposed to hear the turning tuning fork if you're singing? What about with you talking? Uh, we can hear it between the words. Uh, don't you think that, oh, then they're talking, oh, that was just so stupid. Don't you think that Duck Beaver's acting odd? I suppose. But then Willow's saying, geez, I think we should go back. Uh, maybe I need a snack. Then uh, we have Billy One, uh, a story point where first uh, flashback, uh, which is the song Signs uh, from Tesla. Can you see, sing and see uh, in another room? Uh, uh, keep walking, uh, then, okay, then we go to S, this skips stuff, uh, we're at S2 and B2, so Squad 2 and Billy 2, uh, back edge, because, I don't know, this one, it seems like it's better off breaking up every story into two parts, where the show would break it up even into more parts, that's not as cohesive for bedtime story. Okay, so we're at the back edge of the transfer station, we're almost back in town, well, that was pointless, uh, well, you're tuning for it, so listen, this can't be right. Wait, unless, uh, wait a second, I can hear Billy throat singing. You did this, uh, are you even listening? Okay, then we go into flashback to the song Impulsive Runaway. Uh, then we have T2, so that's uh, <laughs> the movie, Tefe and Dari, DT2, oh yeah, DT2, uh, Okay, so they're uh, the backyard, back and forth. This is when they're exploring rebellion, mixtapes. So actually, maybe this is DT1, uh, some of this. Uh, misanthropy, wanting something more, a whole system. Uh, wondering if this something of ru- rumors is true, or else believe all of it. Goose droppings, uh, so this one, I, this is when I ran out of writing time to record. Goose droppings can't like so. It just goes into uh, like uh, we're running around a treehouse made of tree into the silent realm, and so that was the last thing I had for that episode, episode five, which is good because it kind of didn't. I didn't have enough writing time to actually reach the conclusion. So then I broke out the plot of the first fifteen minutes of that episode, and then broke it into. Uh, I'm just going to go over the, the separate story parts I have. So we have uh, uh, J and N uh, left off where we were last episode. Uh, uh, so break equals comeback. J and N, Jonathan and Nancy. Uh, I don't know what those mean. Like last episode. Nancy plays hide and seek. Uh, Jonathan makes uh, some... Uh, 
loud talking, come to my voice. She hides. Then she's saying, here I am. Uh, then she listens. Then Jonathan uh, finds a tree hole, but he doesn't go into it. Uh, then she comes out. He pulls her out. Uh, then we have Steve and the cool crew. Uh, they go to her house. He sees Jonathan and Nancy. He does a what? Then we have Nancy in the shower thinking back about the events, but they seem to have like a definite attachment to her. Uh, she obviously doesn't want to, uh, neither one of them wants to be alone. Jonathan sleeps on the floor. Then they say, no, no, no. Let's And then uh, the next morning, we got to figure this out. We got to bait. We got to use a bait move to catch this. Uh, then we have uh, Hopper and Joyce. They have the first uh, third of the episode. They are back. They open up going over everything like they did last episode. But the Hopper's going over the details in the lab. Kids room drawings a clue. Uh, but it was not Will because of the quality of it. Uh, shaved head kid. What about that shaved head kid? Am I chasing after some other kid the whole time? And then we see that they're headed to try to track down Terry Ives. Uh, then we have a little aside from the lab. The teacher, uh, from like somebody from the lab undercover for a AD, AV Club newsletter shows up. But who do you suggest? Uh, then we have Dustin and Mike going over things. Apologize or else uh, you're out of the party. And then we have uh, Eleven uh, with a flashback. Uh, okay, w- w- today's the day we make contact, or like after her other flashbacks. What I don't have in the notes here that I don't see is like a pretty extensive Eleven. It must be in an earlier set of, uh, like, a, like obviously it's still, it's still Wednesday. So I still have two days of writing before I record this. Uh, but there is supposed to be a, a pretty extensive look at uh, the second flashback for uh, of, of Billy, which takes place in uh, like first like looking at street signs and then looking at tourist signs, and then realizing one of the tourist signs is actually like a, like a, like a, it's leading to an attraction that is a tower, uh, like. Uh, so uh, the, that part isn't in here. Uh, I mean, it's in the earlier notes that I got to mark up uh, so I can refer back to them. Also did a recap of the last episode. I don't think that's super important. But re- I mean, it a size down. Don't forget that, Drew. Something odd. Leon albums fit together too well. This, so this is just episode five. Bird call analysis. Uh, Snuck in big bog walk levels, uh, stretching room. Oh, don't forget that either. Uh, shoe tie trick, uh, cubicle level offices, hidden door, cafeteria dorm. Here's step by step, new frogs on the block. Uh, squad sense, no sound, no sound, size down. Oh, up and down. Silent tower goes up and down. Silent realm. Telepathy, that's odd. Well, how do we get there? Portal to Silent Realm? Is Tower not grown? Double question mark. Uh, room closet. Uh, also some language that I wasn't comfortable. I said, oh, wait a second. I don't like, uh, like I keep getting Leon, Bull, and Hopper and trying to separate uh, like like all that out. A broom closet, storage, down, frog. Uh, lullaby to sleep, Francis, uh, Lenny, here to help. 
Resource Day here to help your mom help. Uh, Community Resource Day event. Uh, take down the poster of jug drinking. Seasonal Resource Day. Upbeat fun. Willow's album blowback. Uh, prepare community to be, be to big fair. A day off. A tree strange. Uh, oh, song of uh, thanks and gratitude. Deep uh, drop acorn. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'll do better. Lots of looks. Francis flashback. Uh, Dari glances glares. Uh, music bad bad bards. Oh, that's the flashback. Uh, moose cider gonuts. Uh, is telepathy real? Senses magic, evolution tower, organic, up and down like a tree. How would you find it? The vibration, divining. Then they all fall asleep conveniently. Okay, plots to do. Uh, Francis uh, finds note, kicks out Lenny, rest of squad stuff. Uh, Leon wakes up, other uh, workers, calls X, uh, uh, all the things listening in. Joyce's house, go over uh, stuff in the lab. Uh, uh, kids, uh, what about other kids? Other news, a kid, the mystery, uh, last left off, uh, remembering wrongly. Oh, this is just notes. Uh, remembering wrongly, what, uh, so this is like the opening. So this is more plotting. So last left off, uh, Willow remembering wrongly what the moose told them. We've decided uh, to leave the fair and not have fun. Uh, Then go to F1 AM, Francis V. Lenny. Then go to L1 notes, uh, Leon wakes up. Uh, Then go to S1 notes, which is squad tuning fork, light bulb. Uh, Then flashback number one, B1. Don't forget Billy is worried, Willow. Uh, signs in other rooms, uh, street signs, local, then uh, a state. Uh, okay, then them walking on the tracks. Then we have DT1, Dari, and Tefe uh, trying to figure, plan out uh, this. What are they going to do? Humane uh, bunny, giant bunny. Uh, then we have L2. To Francis's house, uh, fill her in on everything. Uh, then S2 and B2. Wait a second. Uh, this is we're back where we started. This has happened before. Disagreement. Uh, long B2 flashback. Uh, but make sure you have time for DT2, which uh, is uh, where they are playing hide and seek and lost and found uh, in the forest. Uh, and then time check again. Do we go to the DT? Like three, where they're coming up with their new plan, and uh, S3, which would be uh, the apology, uh, or not. Uh, And that's everything we have right now uh, for episode six of Otter Things. Uh, Thanks for the support, patrons, and I'll talk to you soon. Good night. All right, hey, patrons, it's Scoots here. This is, I believe, our seventh episode uh, of, so it'll be one, two, three, maybe our fourth, the start of our fourth episode, like our seventh uh, 30-minute episode or so, but I'm compiling them into two, each episode, each episode into one episode, so it'll be more of a segment within an episode. Uh, but each segment's about an episode, so that's kind of confused. I mean, it's confusing in a good sleepy way. But if you just tune tuned this in for the first time and you're like, Scoots, can I listen to these out of order? I'd say, yes, you can. 
Where's the intro? What's going on? Well, this is just an exclusive patron. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peeps. It's time for a patron-only exclusive episode of Behind Otter Things uh, that only 10 to $20 patrons get access to. So you really, uh, this is really sleepy stuff. It's a bedtime story about a bedtime story about making it or something like that. So I'll be telling you in the most chill way possible about the making of episode seven, maybe seven and eight. Like, this is interesting. This is a really interesting one because uh, uh, things have, like, uh, and I may have talked about this last episode, too. It looks like uh, my goal was to record one of these every other week. But it looks like 30 days past September, April, June, and November. So it's six. Nine plus six is 15. So it's been about two weeks since I recorded this. Uh, um, and what that means is I guess I'm right on schedule, but I guess I feel like I'm off schedule because of the record. Like, uh, And I've talked about this a lot, so I'll try not to re-talk about the schedule recording stuff and especially these uh, written series trying to get ahead. And again, that goes into my own relationship with my own process and not being a perfect person and having a lot of brain bots to say, hey, Scoots, you got to stay, you got to keep up with things. And sometimes, but so... My goal with the Otter Things was to record an episode every two weeks with hopefully an opportunity uh, to maybe uh, catch up one of those weeks, which we did, which I thought we did recently. Uh, So let me look back. So about two weeks ago, I recorded this. I don't know. I'm guessing I recorded this. And then after the next day, I recorded a full episode of Otter Things. But it may not be that. That may not be the case. But so, like, I'm I'm planning on recording episode of Otter Things tomorrow, which would be episode seven. But I think it's corresponding with mostly episode five and six of the TV show Stranger Things, because what happened was like, uh, like we we really there's uh, we've deviated from the show not so much like because there's just more sleepy stuff. Like this morning, I listened to episode six of Otter Things, uh, the rough, the not even a rough cut, just a recording of it uh, as a part of my getting ready to record process and just double checking stuff for episode seven. So let's go back. So Otter Things episode one corresponded with Stranger. Th- I don't know if you hear that, patrons. Normally I would cut that out, but that was Koa coming down the stairs to check on me. This is rare. Hey, Co. Hi. Yeah, Co's head is in the studio. This is only patrons get access to this kind of stuff because I'd have to cut it out. And I was like, originally I thought she was going to sit here for the first time and I'm petting her right now as I'm talking to you. Isn't this nice, patrons? We get to spend this time together. Hi, Co. You want to lie down and listen to me record? Wow. So this could throw some people's sleep off, but I think this is like the kind of insight that, uh, so co- normally. You going to lie down? Okay. Lie down. Okay. Hey, you lonely? Yeah, you could lie here. Go ahead. Lie down. I'll be upstairs in about 30 minutes, okay? So we'll see if she, she go and never, uh, yeah, she's going to go back upstairs, I think. Let's listen. Maybe not. Maybe she's going to lie down. Hold hold on, patrons. 
Co. is lying right outside the studio. So this is breaking news. So what happened was I came downstairs to record. Oh, now she's going upstairs. So what happened was, um, so I guess we didn't, so like usually, Co. was an interesting character. She, uh, so I came down, it was about 11 a.m. I came down to record this, uh, and then Koa came downstairs after me. Sometimes, usually during the day, Koa doesn't like to come downstairs, which is the basement, like, uh, but it's where the bedrooms are. Kind of like different, like, uh, but, but so she came down and, uh, she found, like, she didn't follow me down. She came downstairs a few, like, usually if she's going to come downstairs, she's just like following me around the house to stay in the same room with me. But today she came down to kind of check on me and say, like, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm going to record an episode. And then I put a yoga man in front of the studio. I said, do you want to lie here and listen? Seems like you're, like, uh, wanting to be around me more than normal. And she lied down for a second. But then by the time I got everything set up and started to record, she had already gone back upstairs. But then she came back down again, like, again, to check. And normally I would say, well, that might mean uh, the old B-L-A-D-D-D-E-R is F-U-L-L. But we, before I recorded, I went for W-A-L-K. So that is not the case because we literally just got back from a W-A-L-K. Also, I have to get, like dog walk somebody else's dog in a little while. So that's what I got going on. Um, so, okay, so that was an interesting opportunity for behind the behind the scenes for patrons only oh boy okay so going back to where we were so episode one of stranger things and episode one of hotter things corresponds uh, episode two and episode two correspond and then episode three and episode three correspond pretty well and then somewhere in four and five uh and six of the episodes maybe four and four correspond to two now, they're not identical. There's obviously a lot of differences. But uh, somewhere around episode five, uh, when I was record, when I was, re- yeah, I guess when I was recording episode five of, yeah, this is it. So four and four correspond. But then episode five, which I think is a shorter episode. And I said, huh, how am I going to make this work? Uh, as I started writing it, I said, okay, this will be one episode. But then as I recorded it, it ended up going long, like where I was like, okay, this is going to be two episodes, a two-parter for episode five of Stranger Things. Otter Things will be episode five and six. So I said, okay, that's good for our schedule because that means I already wrote it. So I just have to like re- do some more writing to make sure it's long enough uh, so I said, okay, well, I could record it in a week. So let's just say like a month ago or three or four weeks ago, I recorded episode five on a, a Friday, we'll say. And then I said, okay, next Friday, I'll record episode five, six. Uh, but I ended up as I started writing and on Friday, that Friday, I just said, no, I got to write some more till Monday. So then on maybe Monday, because the days I record full episodes currently, summer of 2020, is Mondays, uh, Thursdays, and Fridays, uh, depending. This is a Thursday, and I had to, I, like, uh, like it's, but, and then I record intros and the other stuff on the other days. 
But so it, then I pushed that to Monday. I may have even pushed it again to Thursday and ended up on two weeks. But I had written so much again, which is always a situation you want to be in with sleep podcasts is I have too much material. But normally I don't have like, uh, I don't know, I guess it's different because I'm basing it on a TV show and fictionalizing uh, like uh, making, doing a story, whatever. So then I sat down to record episode six and I watched some of episode six of Stranger Things just to get a better idea of, um, because I hadn't really got it, like I had to do more about Hop and uh, Joyce and, who are those characters? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, but, but uh, Jonathan, but so w- then I sat down to record that episode, which would have been the second hep- hep- half of episode five of stranger things as episode six of odder things. And lo and behold, that episode went long. I mean, it went into some of episode six, but I never got to Francis and Tefe. And I didn't finish out uh, uh, Bull and, or France, Francis and Bull and Tefe and Dari's uh, stories. Uh, because I think one of the benefits was that I was able to like go a little bit deeper, like I, like some of the flashbacks for Billy are longer than Eleven's flashbacks, because one is a descriptive, the dialogue is takes longer than watching it on a screen, but also it's like oh well we can explore a little bit more here. So now what's interesting is that we're no longer. Like the time has like the the time in the two stories is progressing at the same rates or similar rates, but uh, so next tomorrow I'm going to record stuff that's from episodes five and six of uh, Stranger Things for episode seven of Odder Things, but I don't even know. So, so I don't know. Like it'll be interesting. It, it just is like uh, the story's kind of taking its own d- direction, which is good. So I think like, so episode five left off, uh, episode five of Otter Things ended at the community resource fair, right? And then episode six picked up at the community resource fair. Oh, I have my notes here for episode six is like, uh, with the squad talking to professor, then Lenny and Francis and Francis kind of realizing, uh, that Lenny was up to no good and had a contract to be, uh, uh, Willow's agents. Uh, then Leon wakes up at uh, his, his house after getting into the visitor center in episode five. Uh, then we had like in the Stranger Things with uh, the compasses, which was corresponding in uh, Otter Things with uh, tuning forks and uh, figuring out, okay, sympathetic vibrations. Uh, then we had the sequence in Stranger Things with. Uh, uh, trying to find out who's listening and, and saying, okay, well, how does that correspond to our world and how can it be a little more fun and sleepy? And then I guess like I made these decisions in the last few episodes, like uh, to do less switching, but like, so it's like we spend a little bit more time with one set of characters where we might do like three or four sequences like a six, I guess maybe right now we're doing like six sequences. So we do two sequences with three sets of characters or uh, three sequences with two sets of characters or two groups of characters with sleep with me, odder things. Uh, 
where episode of Stranger Things might do somewhere between 12 and 16 sequences with three sets of characters or four sets of characters, or there's micro sequences at the lab and stuff like that. So I just find it more conducive for sleeping. It's like these longer sequences, uh, a little more languid. Okay, so let's see. Tuning forks, uh, sympathetic vibrations. Oh, then uh, Leanne goes to Francis's house, and they talk in front of the fans. Uh, faking Lenny, I liked that. Playing along. Made me think, okay, more of this uh, play acting is important. Maybe we could visit that later in future episodes. Okay, place below the swamp, whole thing is fake, uh, defending the community theme, uh, music has powers, looking in the wrong place, let's go to the library. And that's important because that's a difference from the TV show, but again, it's like, okay, that's where this next episode is going to pick up with uh, Francis and Bull is at the library because I tried to figure out like the exposition and the, the episodes five and six of stranger things and jumping back to earlier exposition about the lab and all that. And, and what the discoveries and mysteries that, uh, Joyce and Hopper are unlocking and the house that going to fit in with our story is a little bit different. It has to kind of, it's getting teased out in a different way. And so I feel like there's less of an opportunity for exposition going to, uh, like they go to, uh, I forgot the name of the character whose house they visit, but, uh, where there's like a lot of exposition in episode six of that, I said, well, maybe we need to to play out the exposition. I feel like Joyce and Hopper, like, uh, or Francis and Bull, I want them to do a little more research discovery. Instead of, uh, um, I don't know, it's just a little bit different way of them uncovering the information. Also, you know, glorifying, what are glamorizing, you know, my chances to Hollywood up uh, libraries and glamorize them. You know, I take any chance they can get. Okay, then we have the squad. They're looking two by, they're two by two looking. Something's odd about that duck-billed beaver. Then we have uh, Billy has goes to flashback one with the song signs and street signs. And then LJ's not happy, impulsive. Then uh, Willow's not happy with Billy. Billy runs off. And then the ends, the episode ends with the flashback number two. So you see in this episode, we never got any uh, Tefe and Dari. Uh, just because there wasn't space for it, but I had already written all that. So then I wrote more. So it's like, oh, I could write Chari, Dari and Tefe, everything that happens to them in episode five uh, and six, kind of write all that out. Uh, um, so we'll see in this episode coming up, I think it's going to be a balance of, because uh, then I say, well, also a lot happens with with the kids, with uh, uh, L and uh lucas and lucas says uh, lucas goes on a separate thing uh than l and mike and dustin so so it's like okay like will that come up in this next episode probably not maybe or maybe we'll touch on it because i don't know it's like it's always hard for me 
especially with this type of writing, be like, okay, how much time is it good? Like, how much time is going to go? Uh, and now it's almost like I have even more material. So it's like, okay, let's try to get this material with um, Dari and Francis, or Francis and Tefe. Because basically in the show, the lot, I'll give you what their arcs have been that we haven't covered in other things. So they realize separately that uh, they know that uh, Will there's something with Will and Barb and something they want to look into it. Uh, Nancy, obviously, is like, we got to investigate. And Jonathan says, okay, you're right. Uh, and then he says, wait a second, my mom is right too. And she, they say, well, let's, instead of telling your mom, let's solve this for your mom or leave your mom out of it. So that's like, uh, then they start to do some training. They also have these uh, broader, there's all these undercurrents of like suburban, you know, teen angst, suburban lifestyle. What do you want? What, like your kind of idealism as a teen, and uh, that you know Jonathan is kind of like a, like an outsider, and Nancy's like was part of like was slowly becoming part of like the in crowd. So there's that tension, and this is the end of sort. This is how episode five plays out, and then they go looking, and then they have a disagreement as they're looking together. Uh, for Barb, you know, you know, the, the, um, the bunny in, in stranger things when they're looking for the big bunny and stranger things. And they kind of have this like disagreement, a very strong disagreement, uh, interpersonal about, uh, well, how can you be angsty teen if you're on in the, in the in crowd or, well, aren't you just angsty cause you're in the out crowd is it being, you know, which one is a trope, uh, and they go back and forth. Then they make a series of discoveries. They discover uh, carrots. Uh, then they discover the carrots are being moved. Uh, then Nancy discovers a portal type thing in a tree. And then she finds herself in another world. And then Jonathan can't find her. Then in the episode six. And again, this works for us because it was kind of seamless. Even though there's some cliffhangers. It's like in episode six. uh Nancy's playing hide and seek with the bunny. Jonathan's trying to find Nancy. And again, this one in Stranger Things was tough to tell, tell if like Jonathan finds the portal, but he doesn't go into it as it like, uh, it was always tough to tell because he's a courageous, he's a tough character to read. I'm not sure if it was just a, like a plot point or if he was like actually afraid to like go into the portal, but it probably was the best idea that he didn't. So maybe it was just a necessary point, because if he went in there, then him and Nancy would have had trouble finding their way out. Nancy plays hide-and-seek. Eventually, she gets out of the portal. Her and Jonathan are like, holy macaroni. Then they go home, and they say, let's spend some time together, because that was, like, very overwhelming, to like uh, especially for Nancy, because she was in another world, uh, like or another universe, like parallel universe, basically. Uh, but then Nancy thinks about everything in the shower, and then she says, listen, like, uh, well, at first she says, well, I can't sleep. Uh, and then they say, okay, well, cuddle time or whatever. And that's it, just cuddling. Then the next day comes, and they say, okay, this is more like, and Nancy says, you know what, while I was sleeping, I decided we have to take further action. 
And she does this series of research, which she presents to Jonathan and says, okay, I think we could, I think we could take this thing, this bunny and feed it carrots and, and everything will be gravy. Meanwhile, at some point, Steve looks in on them. I don't know if that was the night before or today, today, but, uh, so that's another like plot point. And then Steve's with the cool crew. I think it's in the morning, because maybe not, though, but whatever. They're driving, and Steve says, I want to see what's up with Nancy. And they say, oh, kissy, 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 poo. Yeah, but then Steve discovers that Nancy, and also Steve and Nancy had had another interaction where she just kind of says, I got stuff to do, so I'll talk to you later. So Steve's persistent at showing up, like, uh, uh, and so then... So then, okay, so we, like, what, this is one of my favorite sequences, just a brief one, is that uh, they say, Nancy says, here's what I think, here's what we should do. Jonathan says, let's do it. Uh, then later, they're at a store, and uh, which is cool, and they say, what are you doing? They say, bunny, looking for, bun, you know, carrot bunny luring, and the dude's like, okay, interesting. I don't know, I thought that was just a cool sequence. Uh after they get out of the store, they find out that Steve's up to no good and besmirching or whatever you call it, uh, talking, trying to be cool and embarrassing Nancy. Then uh, Nancy tells him off or whatever, but he can't just let it, like, he's just, uh, I don't know, Steve's character is really interesting. Uh, and I wonder if this was all pre planned or they just discovered it, like, uh, at this point, he's not a redeemable character, in my opinion. But somehow he, like a uh, spoiler, like uh, gets there. Because at this point, then he, like him and Jonathan, disagree. And you see, what's up with this Steve guy? Like, what a jerk, man. Uh, like, uh, then, uh, like, uh, Nancy and Jonathan have to deal with authority figures because Jonathan's and Steve's raise their voices so much. Uh, and while they're dealing with the authority figures, one of the authority figures says, Nancy, don't you know that this is like a sign someone has a crush on you? Like when they raise their voice at another male suitor. And she says, what? Uh, and then she says, well, this is already awkward. Uh, but she's also kind of like, again, like these different uh, tiny threads of theme. It's like, uh, well, am I the in, where am I, where, where, you know, what do I, what does Nancy really want? I mean, obviously she's good at like, uh, like she enjoys like do, do, doing this looking into stuff type stuff, which does pay off later, but, uh, in future seasons. But so. I think that's it. Is that where it ends? Yeah, I think that's where the episode ends. It's like them waiting for their parents to show up because they're going to be, they say, well, raising your voice in public is not a good thing. So that was that one. Then uh, Joyce and Hopper, like I think we covered that kind of, like at the end of that, Hopper wakes up after going to the lab. That was in this last episode of Sleep With Me Too. And then... uh, realizes listening, then goes to Joyce's house. So then what still remains from episode six is them taking action. So what I have to record tomorrow is uh, corresponding with that. So in that episode, they just 
used like Hopper uses some of his contacts to find uh, this person that participated in stuff with Modine uh, research, and they go to visit her, and her sister's there. They say, "You got any idea about uh, kids with magic powers?" And they say, "Well, she like uh, she's she's taking a long nap, so we can't wake her up. She gets grouchy." And they say, nap, uh, like, uh, and the sister says, well, let me give you some exposition and backstory. So she does a lot of the, like, like joy, I don't know, it becomes more of like, uh, like there's some visuals of the mom taking a nap and then the sister explaining stuff. And then like, it's like, it was still a mystery that they're untangling. And I mean, I think that's really it in, in the episode, but for sleep with me, it's like, okay, we can also start to untangle a little bit more of the mystery of the swamp because one of the issues with sleep with me versus, uh, stranger things, stranger things is more based on reality. So you say, okay, well, this is what they're up to all this ESV type stuff. And I don't know. It's like, I say, okay, the swamp is a different place. So we have to like tease out a little bit more. So I have to have, I, I mean, ideally we'll have them do some more research, not very much and you'll be asleep for it. But about, okay, what's going on? When did it happen? Why? All that kind of stuff. So that's basically, oh, and then, so the, 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 but then there's a whole arc with uh, everybody else through episode five and six or episode six. So in episode six, the squad is split up. So we have Dustin and Lucas or Dustin and uh, Mike, Lucas, and then Al all separated. Dustin and Mike are together. Dustin says to Mike, you got to apologize to Lucas. Mike goes to Lucas's house to apologize, doesn't want to. And again, Lucas is kind of like a truth teller. I guess Dustin is a little bit too, but Lucas's truth is Will. It says, we're Will's friends. Will is what's important. Uh, L is less, is not our friend. Like, Will's our original friend, a member of our party. We got to go help Will. And Mike still says, well, I don't know. I also find this, like, Al's part of our party now. So Lucas says, forget it. I'll go look on my own. So there's a whole thing with Lucas through the episode going, prepping, going, searching, searching more, discovering. And what Lucas discovers is that the van that he saw by his house is like, he discovers everybody leaving the base. And traveling by the electric vans, uh, Dustin and Lucas, they go, uh, and they start looking for L, uh, and uh, while they're looking for L, they run into the B-U-L-L-I-E-S's and they, uh, are not nice to them. Meanwhile, L has run off, slept by herself, wakes up, she hears them. But she's also, she goes and gets some egos. Maybe she goes and gets the egos and hears them. Yeah, she does that. But she also has more, there's a more sequence with her going and Modi and saying, time for contact. And uh, so I guess I'm stretching this out a little bit. But but yeah, like, uh, because some of this will be episode eight of Sleep With Me, I think. But um, and and then there's like everyone in the lab. And he says, don't worry about it. Totally, all will be well. You just focus in your mind. All will be well. 
And that's flashback one while she's at the grocery store dealing with the authorities. And she kind of becomes super tough. And she says, you know what? I'm taking these egos. Uh, Please don't raise your voice at me. Then Dustin and Lucas discover that. And they say, oh, boy, hell's gone this way. Let's keep looking. Then they deal with the B-U-L-L-I-E-S's. L saves the day and gets overwhelmed because she uses her powers and the bullies run away. And then at some point she also has this other flashback uh, to like when this is like a big reveal, like uh, that she, when she made contact, uh, she was like first curious and felt like uh, a thing, but then she was not comfortable, but her powers actually open up the portal. So then at the end she says, look at, look at, it's my fault that Will is gone because I was the one that opened up the portal. And Mike says, no, I don't know what Mike says. He just says, we're friends. We'll figure this out together. I don't think he says no. He just says, yeah, we'll figure this out together. We're friends. And then they go back to their Mike's house, but they've been seen by the lab who then calls in. And that's when Lucas sees everybody heading out. Uh, and uh, so that's like where we'll pick up. That's where episode seven of Stranger Things will pick up. Uh, so that'll be interesting. So that's where we are. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're comfortable. All will be well. And I'll probably talk to you right now after this about episode eight. Uh, good night. Hey, patrons, it's Scoots here. I think this is uh, the eighth episode, maybe, of our uh, Behind the Otter things. I'm not I, I'm not really sure. Actually, while well, you have me here, I could look it up. Sometimes I joke and I say, well, but I don't have any idea. But uh, we might as well look it up. This is a teaching moment. So I'm going to look up our uh, our tape log, whereas like uh, every time I turn on the recorder, it creates a file name, which follows a sequence. And uh, so then after I'm done recording, because usually I record multiple, this will just be one take. I, I, I mean, not one take, but one uh, file. And then it'll be merged or edited together with another file. But uh, so this file has a number and uh, so I'll log it in a spreadsheet. But I say, okay, so yeah, it looks like last week, Patreon Otter 7, we recorded on, I don't see episode 7 here. Oh boy, this tape log is not up to date. Might be because it's on my phone. I don't use it like I'm just accessing it through my phone, the spreadsheet, but uh yeah, in seven nine we recorded Patreon Otter seven, and hopefully on Monday of this week I recorded <laughs> episode seven. If not, I'm like, uh, I'd be say, wait a second, did, didn't I? Or Friday did I record it? I hope so. I think Friday last week I did. Hope I I I, I remember recording it. I just it doesn't see it in the log. So this is our eighth episode, and we've so I've recorded seven. Patron Behind the Otter Things episodes. Oh, I got to start this out for anybody who's listening to this for the first time. Holy moly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, my patrons, you're the only ones hearing this. Uh, This is Behind Otter Things, a Patreon exclusive for $10 and $20 patrons made just for you. Holy moly. Just like... uh, so let's see, there's 5,500 5, patrons. So only not many people will be hearing this other than you. But uh, so where, oh, so this episode, so these episodes, I've been putting two of them together. 
They're about 30 minutes each, so that way it's around an hour. And where I look at the making of our series, Otter Things, in between recordings. So that's what it is. It'll be like insight into the show, but also you can fall asleep to it, just like most sleep with me things. Uh, But it's exclusive just because it gives you a real insight into the podcast, and it's a little bit different tech. I mean, it's not that different, but I don't know. It's just something fun for patrons to see if it works. If it does work, we'll try something even different with uh, Great British Bake Off. Uh, So I have to check the numbers to see if these are getting listened to, and then if it's worth it to patrons or we think anybody else would become a $10 patron, I would do behind... Well, I do like the facts of the Great British Bake Off. So we'll see if that's possible. Uh, but uh, where were we here? Um, I mean, it's more like about, hey, so, so like if you're in a position to stick around being a patron, and uh, I said, well, let's add these things in. I don't know. I like surprises. Oh, so, oh, so, okay. So we're going to talk about, well, here's what's interesting. There's a couple of things we're going to talk about tonight. Mo, Emmett Otter and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, mostly, and then a little process stuff. Because when you listen to the last episode, so the Stranger Things, which is, so is one part of making this season and watching Stranger Things and then breaking those episodes down and then figuring out how to make a bedtime story that's kind of parallel or a tribute or a parody or a satire or, you know, vaguely influenced uh, is how we've been making this. And so... Right now, for the first seven episodes or six episodes of Stranger Things, we'll end up with eight episodes of Sleep With Me, it looks like. I'm not positive because I haven't recorded episode eight yet. And that was not intentional. So last week, before I made it, we were going to cover the goal last week's episode when we were recording it and we wrote it for episode seven of Otter Things was to cover Darian Taffey's journey which was going to um, kind of parallel Jonathan and Nancy's journey from both episodes six and seven of Stranger Things because they had an overlapping uh, journey between those two episodes. Um, or it was like one continuous story. I mean, I guess the whole season is. But really, they did have full arc there where they went out and then they returned. And... Uh, so we, we, we had to cover that and then we had to recover kind of the uh, second half of Francis and Bull's journey, which is a mini arc of uh, that, uh, Joyce and Hopper went on that started with both episodes with Hopper or, uh, Bull returning, going to, uh, Joyce uh, Francis says and saying, Hey, you were right all along. And this is much bigger than we can even understand or grasp. Uh, and then saying, okay, well, let's learn more and find will willow. And so, uh, uh, so then after that, th- that was at the end of an episode, I think. And then in the second half, or then part of, uh, that was towards the end of episode six, and then through episode seven, they went out and they gathered. It was a little bit expository uh, and and very necessary. So 
I thought last episode we'd be able to cover both those things, but we were not successful at doing both those things. And I think, I guess I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I think we covered, we got caught up with, uh, we got everything with Nancy or uh, Tefe and Francis, Nancy and Jonathan. So we got them, I think, yet yeah, to the point where they will reconnect with uh, Joyce and uh, Hop or Francis and uh, Bull. But we just, now we have to get Francis and Bull to gather this exposition. And then get back and and meet up with uh, Dari and Tefe, and um, and let's see. So, um, hmm, uh, where? Oh, so I guess yeah. Like a lot of that is written, so that still has to get recorded because it didn't make it into last week's episode, and because it, it was like a. The exposition's a little bit different because a lot of the history... I think I talked about this on the last episode that you maybe heard last time. It's like uh, they go to a library. You know, the, the, the stories are separating a little bit between the show and, and our story. You know, just because I have to find, like, uh, metaphysical ways of keeping stuff sleepy. But still interesting and, and, and fitting with the story. So that'll happen. Then we also still have to finish off the season episode seven of what I call the squad. Or right now the squad is split up, uh, or the squad's split up three ways currently. So at some point in the show, Lucas uh, said no. Once again, Lucas was like one of the truth tellers, saying no. Our job is to find Will, and I'm dedicated to that. And then. Uh, uh, Dustin and Mike were having strong feelings about that. Then Al had her own strong feelings. So those groups all separated. And that happened over the course of episode seven, which we haven't covered. We left off, last we left off was when they all separated. Maybe Al had one uh, or, or uh, Billy had one look back, flashback, uh, as that episode came to a close. So ideally, tomorrow I have to record something else, a crossover with We Fix Space Junk, um, is what I have on the schedule for recording tomorrow. That's a full episode. So hopefully my episode record, so hopefully on Monday would be when I would plan on recording episode eight. So again, we're getting some time, like because I'm writing I don't know, because the writing has been kind of denser, like and w- when it's denser, I'm able to stretch it out more, too. This is really, one, putting us in a good place uh, timeline-wise for, like, keeping it keeping on schedule. But it's also like, okay, now we have two episodes of Stranger Things left. Uh, will those end up being two episodes of Sleep With Me or three episodes of Sleep With Me? We get into a luxury position. Because our time crunch has been lessened just because things have been pretty efficient the last, like, two or three, 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 four weeks. In the last four weeks, we've probably recorded three episodes of Odder Things, which is a lot. I mean, a, a, a tremendous amount. Uh, like, we're one full episode extra. And then, like, if we record on Monday, that'll be, like, a five-week span or a six-week span, we'll have recorded three, yeah, five-week span, maybe we'll have recorded three or four episodes uh, of Otter Things in addition to everything else we record. 
So, yeah, ideally on Monday I'll record something interspersed, and I really do have to be a little bit more firm with myself, and we got to get this. We do have to get all this in one episode. Otherwise, then it's really, we're really falling out of sync too far, I think. Uh, but we do have a lot because there is a lot. There's like, okay, the exp- exposition and backstory that Joyce and, or that Francis and uh, uh, Bull discover about, okay, what is going on? Uh, like uh, at this place beyond the swamp and some philosophical stuff. So I could cut that down. Then we also have to cover the squad stuff, which is like uh, Willow and Vaughn looking for Billy and then uh, eventually running into some kids that aren't super nice and then bringing, reconnecting with Billy and bringing Billy back home. Also originally visiting with uh, LJ and LJ saying, no, we're here to, our job is to find our friend. That's my mission. Then LJ has a separate arc uh, where LJ or or, or, uh, Lucas in the series goes out uh, on their own in search and discovery, but in a discovery way that pays off in the next episode of the show. And then Billy has a pretty big, pretty like powerful, it's almost something you could miss because it's powerfully powerful and subtle. And I guess this is like my third, fourth, fifth time watching this series. So for me, it was really pungent uh, the way that episode uh, six of Stranger Things ends because we have like Billy is separated. So there's like she really has a strong emotional arc, Al, in that episode uh, where she starts off looking in the water and not happy. Then she has these series of flashbacks uh, where she's kind of Modine's manipulating her and pressuring her. And then she goes to the grocery store and she kind of has this more sort of confidence or self-awareness or just like a steamy uh, kind of upset, you know, strong anger, I guess. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, Like I was going to say steaming out her ears or whatever, but then... Uh, in another flashback, and then she goes and deals with the not nice kids. And Mike, she reconnects with uh, Mike and uh, Dustin. And then she has one last flashback, and then she says, Mike, it's my fault. Like, I'm the one that opened the portal. So, we got to cover all of that. And most of it's written, actually. I got to do, let's see. So, today I wrote Elijah's Journey. I uh, finished up, I drew a, a diagram with Elle's thing, or Billy's thing, because it is pretty different than the show. And I think I maybe touched on one other thing that we have. So we just got to kind of figure out a couple other logistical things and then do some replotting. So I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday writing. Should be enough. I don't know if I'll, like... Uh, it could be, you know, Monday, it could be a little bit worried or something and not try to procrastinate, but we'll see. So that's everything that's going on with the writing side. Then last night, and I've been meaning to do this, I watched uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And I watched it with my daughter. It was actually the first time she's ever seen it. And I guess it's free on Amazon Prime is where I watched it. And... 
I was like, oh, that's interesting because it isn't like, I don't know who owns it. Well, I think the C- CBC owns it. Uh, like, I mean, when I was researching the series, I do know that. And I guess this is like, I highly recommend watching it not as a holiday special. But uh, like if you're like into story and stuff, because it was really interesting watching it without with a detail. I mean, we were kind of like, oh, we're celebrating holidays in July, me and my daughter. But for me, I don't know. I wasn't watching with any nostalgia at the time because she was watching with fresh eyes. And then I was kind of looking at the lens through this series. And I don't know. I just felt like maybe I was just in a vulnerable place. But holy moly, like... uh, a few things I noticed. Uh, I mean, the music is one thing, uh, so I'll leave that aside because, uh, the, you know, that you can just discover on your own. Uh, it is a very, I think it's only an hour long, maybe. I don't know. I actually have no idea because I wasn't paying attention. And it does start off very slow, a very slow build to where I almost lost my daughter. But, uh, like, uh, but then they have a beat with the 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 the, 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 the not super fun time band, so they usually use that. I didn't realize how many appearances they had, but they really do add some momentum. But if you want to talk about a mo- like a, mo- a special about something that is like intimate and emotional, and really like holy moly, like. Uh, and I don't know if it's just where I'm at. Like the theme came through to me and these emotional journeys and these emotional connections and the sadness and the dignity. I, I like, like I, my mind was blown really. And I mean, Henson and Jim Henson and the Henson, everybody that is on the Henson team, particularly at that time or the Muppet team or whatever. I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, they had a history of being able to do this uh, through puppetry and story and music and dialogue. But, man, what a story. Like, a very simple story based on, you know, a lot of, like, a couple different famous stories of their own. But, I mean, like, just think about it. Like, they were very, very poor, uh, Emin and his mom. And they were on their own. And just barely, like, getting by the dignity of this, like, they had to work, uh, uh, and uh, I don't know. And then the loss they had experienced, and they they even touch on that in direct ways. I mean, my daughter was a little bit confused because they, they first they talk around it, but then they talk about it, uh, and Emmett kind of jokes about it, uh, but yeah, like the father, the like loss of the father is kind of always there. Along with he wasn't really like a, a super provider anyway. Like Ma was always kind of the, the foundation of the family. And because the father was actually a, 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 um, a slippery oil salesman. And I don't know. And then the, the, like the desire, the wanting, I mean, not just the emotional wanting, but like the, uh, consumer wanting like i mean wanted this guitar he wanted a piano i mean they symbolized something but then the the the, i don't know like i mean i guess watching with your kid and then seeing like 
oh, I don't know. It's just so like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I might sound like I'm overdoing it, but I don't, I, holy cow. It was just like raw for me in a good way. Uh, or I felt raw. I said, man, like, uh, I don't know, it brings you back to what really is important. And it wasn't about, oh, I mean, a story really isn't about like, even about gift giving or sacrifice to give a gift for another person. It's about, uh, like, uh, how hard it is and how, how, how like powerful love is, uh, or how love feels or what love is like, uh, inside of struggle and, uh, like showing that struggle I mean, in a puppet way, in a very, I mean, some people say, oh, come on. Like, but it, I mean, in, a, in like, this is a more of an emotional story than a doc, documentation of anything. So I don't know. That stuck with me because I said, oh, it's just about like, oh, I wanted to give you a gift. So I'm going to try to do this and then it's going to backfire. And then I've given up the thing that, uh, but they're like giving up one another's prized possessions uh, to try to give them something more. Uh, so I don't know. That that is like very interesting to me too. So I don't know. Like it really stuck with me. And then of course the ending, and there's this unexpected ending. I kind of forgot about the other kid, two kids, uh, and some of the comedy with the the, the uh, talent show. And then yeah, the 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 the, the Dreamtime band, their multiple appearances, and then some of the effects in the puppetry. So I said, wow, like uh, holy moly. And then also that they don't live in a swamp. So I said, okay, well, like, I don't know. It gave me some stuff to be like, okay, let's focus uh, not on the, on the on the stuff that lies below the surface, which is, like, more important for a sleep podcast and a story. Anyway, it's like, oh, when I go back to outer things now, remember what's important is what, like, you feel and what lies below the surface. uh and what, like uh, how you can evo- evoke that, and, and then in a sleep podcast, it's like in a very indirect way, where for this time watching him out, or evoked it for me in a visceral way, but not a super visceral way, because because again, there's all these lighthearted moments uh, and the softness, and then even these mini things like they go to fix the fence. It's like, oh, this isn't fixing the fence; this is mending the fence. Uh, uh, or then going there and the mom kind of shows up and she's shy. And then at the talent show, the guys lose their song. So I don't know. It really like, uh, I don't know. Amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, I mean, now you say, okay, that's why the, this is timeless. It's not because of the pub. I mean, it's everything coming together, but it's really what lies below the surface. And it's like, wow, like uh, that's, oh, oh, the other thing is this is not really, they, they don't live in a swamp. They live near a swamp. I mean, so, so I said, oh, okay, I guess in my mind, I thought it was a swamp, but I guess I did know that it was winter time and that it was, they were experiencing winter. I guess it maybe takes place. Huh? Well, here's what's interesting. I mean, continuity is not important on sleep with me either, but they're, they're rowing on the river at the beginning of the episode. And I think the episode just takes place over a few days, but then the river or another river's iced over. Maybe it was a pond. 
by the end, but that could happen. I guess that happens in some places where it just gets really cold. They even have the rich, like, mayor lady, uh, the fox, uh, and then the, 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 the frog who runs the restaurant, River's Roost, I think. Uh, so in all in all, it's just a really, really cool, and I, I don't know, really cool to rewatch. I highly recommend rewatching it when it's not the holidays. It'll be fun. And it, yeah, I think it's given me something to think about. Uh, underneath the surface, like I said, of, of uh, odder things. And, and yeah, I'm glad that when I thought of this, I think it came out of an intro and thinking about odd and odder and then saying, oh, wait, odder things. And then with the idea of like, oh, what if the world of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas uh, could cro- cross with uh, Stranger Things? And I think it's better set in a swamp um but again, it's like very similar. Like, okay, we have towns where uh, we're human, or whatever you call it, anthropomorphized. I don't know what the word is. Uh, but we're walking around. We're sentient, conscious beings. I mean, that has much more of a linkage in our story uh, underneath. I don't think it'll be re- even revealed in season one. But uh, so that's different, but like, of like, uh, okay, we are, we, we're a community. And I think probably where, uh, Otter Things is said is this probably a town about the same size and not the same town, obviously. Uh, I mean, Emmett had a big career after in between those two things and then generationally. Uh, I don't think it all lines up perfectly. And yeah, and then there's a river bottom and, and other things. So I don't know. It really remind me how much I enjoy making this, and then the opportunity to explore all this stuff in order to make bedtime stories is such a wonderful. I'm so thankful for it. Uh, and then that you support the show at a level that uh, then I can even look more in depth at it, and then try to make that in a sleepy or present in a sleepy voice. So, so I really appreciate it. You know, we really appreciate your support. And I think I think this is like one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, five, six, seven, eight. So this would be the second half, I guess, of an episode. So uh, good night, thanks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, friends in the swamp, and uh, all my patron peeps. It's Scoots. What's up? And actually, this may be, you may be hearing this, uh, this may be the second half of an episode. I'm not sure. Or no, maybe this is episode nine. Oh, yeah, I think this should be episode nine. Or it could be eight or ten of Behind Outer Things. This is our look back at the creation, episode by episode creation of Outer Things. And last episode, we did a lot of talking about uh, Emmett Otter and uh timing and stuff now this episode we just happen to be in a great position of being on time with an episode of stranger things even though technically we've made two more episodes which is definitely a good thing like our episode nine should correspond with uh stranger things episode seven at least initially i'm still writing it it's a monday when i'm recording this and I'm scheduled to record the episode on Friday. So I still have uh, five, four days of writing ahead, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four days of writing ahead of me. 
so I'm feeling good about that. And I think publicly episode four is out. I don't know. Episode three came out and then on four patrons have heard episode four. Maybe that's what it is. Um, which means we're still kind of on time, but we haven't made up any time. That's weird. If we didn't make up the time we made up, we'd be behind. It's like a song. But we'll record episode nine. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll still be in a position where we have four episodes in the can. And it looks like, yeah, we should record at least 10 episodes plus of the seasonal re- look back. Maybe we'll record 12 episodes, including the season. We, don't, we just don't know. That's a good thing. We're in really good, curious position. And this was a really good episode of the show. So let's run through the show episode first, and then we'll kind of run through what uh, notes I have. So both Outer Things and Stranger Things last left off with... Uh, over the last episode left off with our four groups or five groups uh, converging, right? Yeah, so let's see. So Joyce and Hopper and Nancy and Jonathan are about to remerge or reconnect, and Mike and Dustin and Elle reconnected. Lucas is uh, about to rejourney back. So I guess right now we're down to three separate, well, we'll see. So this episode was episode seven. It's called The Bathtub. And Mike starts off, Mike cleans off Elle's face. That's better. Looks in the mirror, touches head, no wig. Don't need it. Still pretty. Yeah, really pretty. Elle, I'm happy you're here. Me too. Almost kiss. Dustin Lucas is saying something. What's he saying? Uh, Lucas is riding his bike fast. Uh, uh, something here. Stay here. Bad something. Bad. bad. And then we have mom looking for Nancy. Call, making calls. More vans show up at their house. Uh, Dustin closed the blinds. Uh, we need to leave right now, Mike. Uh, out back. Actually, I watched this episode twice. Uh, big music, riding with bikes, uh, stare down with Modine and L. Go, go, go. There's chase scene. Do you copy? Uh, backyards. They meet Lucas, lose them. No. L uh, has a, uh, makes a van dance in the air. Whoa. Uh, they get away, then they go to the junkyard. Holy moly, did you see what uh, Lucas is impressed, apologizes, I was wrong, I'm sorry, friends, uh, I'm sorry too, me too, Mike says, and the episode opens. And I think this was my second watch through of the episode, like in the last, because I think I probably watched it two weeks ago to prepare. Okay, they open. Joyce and Hopper are at the station. Hey, uh, take them off. Uh, Take them off. In my office. uh, You wouldn't believe me. Give me a try. Uh, Mom. uh, This is Mike's mom. Basement. uh, Finds uh, the fort. uh, Doorbell. Badges. 
checking the house in tents, hiding a girl. Hair, double question mark. No, our son with a girl? Is she Russian? Uh, Mike or Modian sits down with the parents all calm. This is serious business. You have to trust me. Where do you think your son would be? Lucas makes a map of Hawkins Lab, Department of Energy, military, soldiers, a fortress. Uh, we're fugitives. A copter, hide, hide the bikes, which is smart, hide in the bus. Uh, Jonathan and Nancy Hopper and Joyce, they talk about their theories about, uh, you know, how they're going to catch it, like that movie with a giant fish. Uh, then Mom and Jonathan are alone. I'm sorry. I wanted to have you get Will. You are not alone. Could have been caught. Big hugs. Uh, then the bullies there telling on L. Uh, that gets the chief's attention. She can do things like make kids fly or go pee-pee. Hangs with those losers. Uh, then we have Steve and Carol and the other dude, the cool crew, making fun. Shut your mouth. Uh, you are not nice people. Steve takes a stand. Run away, Stevie boy. Lab takes uh, stuff from the house, and Nancy and the chief will go over there. They spy Nancy's house. You can't let them know. Get in the car. We got to find them. Where are they? Where, to, where are they? Well, I could ask him. Joyce's house. They find the walkie-talkie. Uh, Nancy calls Mike, your sister. It's uh, like uh, it's a hopper. Uh, takes over. We know about the girl. We can help you. Any other ideas? Uh, oh, they don't answer. Yes, I copy. We're here. Steve makes amends at the theater, cleans up. Mom and dad trust them. Nancy and Mike, no way. Uh, hiding in bus. Uh, Dustin is pacing, been too long, like Lando in Empire. The uh, lab shows up, they find the bikes, but then the hopper takes over, let's go. And then he says it again, stronger, let's go. Then we have this cool panning uh, at Joyce's house of the couch. It goes uh, Joyce, Jonathan, Nancy, all waiting, and then they show up. Mike, holy goodness, is worried. Is that my dress? Uh, they talk about the acrobat metaphor through ripping time and space at Hawkins Lab. Compasses. Uh, water tank. Oh, yeah. Gate power of magnets. Oh, that was in my notes. Uh, underground, yes. A water tank, yes. Uh, how do you know? He's seen it. Uh, that's how he knows. Uh, uh, Hop and L share a silent moment. Look, uh, Joyce to L. Can you reach Will and talk to him? Uh, and can you find him? What about Barb? Can you find her in the upside down? They do like this seance-like thing. They're all staring at L. She uses a radio, lights. We watch L's face. I can't find them. I'm sorry. I'm S-A-D.
Elle goes in the bathroom, washes her face, and is a little bit down. She breathes, and then she sees the tub. Meanwhile, Mike and the crew are like, uh, Elle has limits. She's uh, out, and then she comes out. She goes, I can find them in the bath. Then they have their teacher who's on a date, uh, watching a movie. Dustin calls, Mr. Clark, I have a science question. It's 10 p.m. Well, he told us to be curious. Uh, how do you build a sensory deprivation tank? Uh, uh, we're supposed to sit, I don't know if this is, can we talk about it on Monday? No, curious, curiosity. He tells him, just like I said, listen to the podcast, he goes, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye. Uh, get your kiddie pool. A lot of salt. How much? Uh, 1,500 pounds, according to my math. Uh, then there's a sequence. They find the salt. Then uh, Hopper and Jonathan talk about uh, things. I'm going to find him. Don't worry about it, kid. Uh, then we're in the gym. Dustin and Lucas open the pool. Mike and Nancy go and get some hoses. They talk about Egos and L. No more secrets. Steve. Uh, not like, what about Jonathan? Do you like Steve? Do you like Jonathan? Do you like L? No, no, no. Uh, Joyce and L, you are very brave. Uh, thank you. Uh, hold hands. I'll be with you. You let me know if it is uh, not, you know, Joe Joyce is trying to tr tell Elle to trust her. But, you know, we saw how that went with Elle and uh, Modine. Yes, really. Take a breath. Uh, ready. Then they do a filling the tub sequence. Salt, eggs weighing. Get it, get it right. Uh, then Elle goes into the tub with a mask as she floats. Uh, the lights, uh, she spreads out. Uh, floating. Eyes open and she's in the other, other realm. In her dress, walking barefoot. Her hands are tense. Uh, posture slumped. Uh, uh, she moves her face, maybe, Barb, uh, uh, you know, then she finds, like, uh, different things in the attic. Uh, Barb is gone, go gone to the visitor fr friends uh, somewhere in another town. Gone, 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 gone. Uh, then Joyce says, it's okay, it's okay, I got you, I got you, I'm here. I'm with you. It's okay. It's okay. You're safe. It's okay. Uh, then she's at Castle Byers. Castle Byers. Will. Will's asleep. Uh, looking. Uh, your mom. She's coming for you. Uh, hurry, hurry. Tell him to stay where he is. Uh, wait a little longer. Will, Will, then Will kind of disappears. Okay, 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 I got you, I got you. Uh, then, the, like, uh, Al wakes up, uh, and then uh, uh, says, okay, his, where's Castle Byers? Oh, in her backyard, it's like a tree fort, but on the ground. And they go, and then Joyce says, well, I'm going with you. Hopper says, authority figures only. Joyce says, no, I'm coming. 
Jonathan, stay here. Joyce uh, and uh, Hopper drive off. Jonathan stays, finds Nancy. Uh, they're below something, USA something. We have to get the stuff. They are the BAIT. We have to help finish what we started. Nancy really is like a, like the, the, the brave one. Uh, we got to deal with this. And uh, Joyce and Hopper Park, uh, this is your plan. Nancy and Jonathan, they sneak and grab the stuff. Uh, also, uh, um, Nancy grabs some extra stuff. And then Joyce and Hopper sneak in to the lab and the lights go on. They're sort of like, they say, you're in trouble now. And then for the first time we get like a in a while we get a solo shot of Will, like uh, and Will's like so cold in Castle Byers. Uh, the bunny comes, the walls blow off, and the episode ends. So this offered some interesting notes. So it's like okay, Mike. There's like all these tracks that go towards each other. Mike and L clean up Dustin, then Lucas, uh, then the chase, then the escape, and then the apologies, then the hideout, uh, then the wondering, and then Hopper comes. Then we have JJ, N, and H. Uh, uh, they talk about it. Uh, we're going to get help well together. Then they talk about the girl with the powers, call them on the walkie. And then the lab kind of has one. Uh, uh, they're at the parents' house. Uh, oh, no. Oh, these are other things. Steve versus the cool crew. Steve fixes the sign. Uh, then once uh, everybody's together, except for Steve and the lab, uh, they say, okay, it's a time and space thing. We'll find Will and Barb. Talk to them. Can't find them. It's a failure, kind of. Then she sees the tub. Then there's the pool prep sequence. They find Barb and Will. Let the adults handle this. Nancy and Jonathan, we have to help. Uh, the adults uh, get in uh, trouble, so is Will. Uh, so this is like my writing this week. I think I did. So where are we? We still need uh, Joyce and Hop talking and research. Or maybe this is it. Uh, I know this is from last week's squad reuniting with L. L going back. So this is stuff I didn't have before the last episode. Lucas, so I was behind after that. Uh, I don't know if I read these notes. Lucas finds the lab. Uh, and so all of uh, LF, uh, which is Leon and Francis, 11 flashback, one, Mike upset, uh, apologize, 11 in the woods, Lucas, uh, L at the store, L's flashback to you will be safe. L leaves the store looking for L. Then flashback three, opening the gate, stopping the bullies, talking to, uh, telling everything to um, uh, Mike or Emma. And then like a Lucas prep sequence, Lucas search, Lucas finds, and then uh, the lab sees him go home. Uh, that's what led to this episode. So a lot of this is from the last episode, this set of notes. And I have another notebook. Oh, yeah, this is like, oh, so I watched it again, but made notes for our episode on my second watch, which is rare, but it was just like because I hadn't watched it in a couple of weeks. Uh, 
So amability cleanup, still pretty happy or home. V trouble, LJ calling, get out. So what are we going to do about the vans? Uh, Mom and Willow, we need to leave. Uh, Check in on Max and Billy. Uh, Backyards, go, go, go. Uh, What song are we going to use to flip things? Uh, Max and Pressed. Uh, the the junkyard scene apologies all around I was wrong Francis Dari uh, Leon and Tefe in my office won't believe me lab at Willow's house a search uh, hiding talking about humans uh, mammals cool Max uh, we're here to help. Uh, where is she? LJ mapping out at the lab. The squad kind of talk. Oh, that's at the when they're hiding out. Uh, squad talks about uh, everything. Then the copter comes back at the office uh, talking about stuff. Uh, Will, can you do this? Uh, bullies. Mom gives another clue. Duck, build, beaver, fly our truck uh, with these losers and scissors. Uh, Tefe and bullies and, and the men's gets uh, run away. Lab getting clues. Can't go home. Leon, we got to find them first. Where would they go? Get the walkie talking. House of Wind Chimes, hiding out, uh, Nancy calls, uh, can we do it? Uh, we know about the platypus, uh, I'm here, we're here, waiting for rescue, V's worried, lab shows, Leon rescues, let's go, let's go, all one team, hugs, uh, my dress, Explain to them the size down. Powerful songs. Uh, underground sound tank. Uh, can you reach Will and Babs? Uh, kind of say on scene. I'm sorry, can't find them. Bathroom, sad. Top idea. Emma and squad. She's uh, adults don't get it. The bass, I can find them. Then the prep called the teacher, what do we need instead of salt or pool? Jonathan and Hopper talking, let the adults tr- handle this. Okay, Dustin Lucy, Lucas would be at the pool. Nancy and Mike, what is she like? Uh, what, why were you asking? No more secrets. Who do you like? Uh, no, no. Joyce and Al, brave, thank you. I'll be here with you. Let me know if you're worried, ready. This is just more recap. Fill the pool, hot and cold, salt egg floats, uh, more fall, uh, floats uh, in the pool, power surge into the other world, dress dry, slow walking pool, pile of stuff, no barb, uh, power, Nancy worried, L yelling gone. Saying on Joyce, it's okay, it's okay, I got you. Don't be afraid, I'm right here. Uh, closes her eyes, it comes her. Castle buyers find Will, tell them, tell them I'm coming. 
Stay where he is. We're coming a little longer. Will vanishes. Will, will, will. L has feelings. Uh, where's the fort? Oh, uh, Joyce is coming. Kids stay. We're adults. Uh, John and Nancy, we have to help. Uh, we can't stay here. We have to finish. We started it. Uh, Action, Joyce and Hop, uh, Jonathan and Nancy. Will trying to sing and self-soothe, stay calm. So then again, I get ran through kind of like a plot point type thing of like, okay, good. This kind of same thing of like, uh, okay, we had cleaning up common Billy. Uh, adults and teens busted. We also believe, what do you know? That's uh, like their journey. Where are they? Find Will and Babs. Uh, then with uh, Dust, uh, Willow, V, and Billy run. Then they get with LJ. They get away. They hide. They have some doubt. And then they're rescued. Then they join the Find Bill and Will and Babs. Make the bath. And then make contact. Last action. So then the questions came up. Okay, so what is, how does the lab chase play out? Uh, where do they hide? What do adults and teens talk about? What is the clue about Billy at the station? What is the version of the bath? What are, where are Willow and Babs? Uh, what do they, why, what do they need to collect for the bath? Okay, so then I said, okay, well, originally we had, the, in our episode, it's an anti-comic force, comic book force, so, in Dungeons and Dragons, so they could change into hovercrafts instead of vans, and they say, okay, let's lose them in the swamp, that's when they turn into hovercrafts, uh, so they say, oh dear, they're hovercrafts, not just vans, uh, so Billy could sing a song again to, you know, make the air con- con- cushions fail or feathers fill their fans. Maybe winds of change, wholehearted, can't stop this thing we started, cream. Uh, maybe all the songs. Uh, uh, where are they going to hide? Uh, oh, maybe at the... Uh, the Place of Honor, sorting the Sorting Tree... Or the holiday, like uh, from the resource, the ho- like uh, the fair. Okay, so instead of a bus, uh, they had long tubes, the rides. Oh, yeah, they could hide in the ri- one of the rides stored for the community fair. Maybe they should hide in the acorn tree, though. Uh, or the fun house. No, that, maybe that's too good for another future episode or something. Inside the acorns, uh, what is the lab using in the sky? Maybe a Zeppelin-esque, like airship, uh, okay, convo at the station, what are the supplies, uh, why so many carrots, uh, are these swaddling clothes? So sometimes I write random dialogue to see if that might work. Uh, okay, Francis and Dari have to have a heart-to-heart, uh, Mom, man, oh, and the, 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 one of the weasel kids comes in, talks about making kids fly, and that song, Duck Build Beaver, my goodness, that song, uh, and they go back and forth about the song, when I think about you, I, you know, that's the song that, uh, okay, homemade bath, soundproof room, 
Like where you record your radio plays in the blanket fort? Okay, maybe. And then at the end of the episode, I'd like to have Will singing or doing something with bad, 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 bad bards. Uh, called Professor Moose, who's in the middle of recording a radio drama. Uh, maybe fan fiction of a popular 91 sitcom. Not sure, haven't decided on which one. Will you need shag rugs? Leon has those. Moving blankets. Tent or geodesic dome or canvas. Uh, uh, don't forget the floor. Okay, so tent sequence uh, at everybody's houses. Uh, Tefe and Leon, they get the shag carpet. Dari and Emma go together, V and LJ, Francis and Billy. Where Are we going to hold it at the high school or somewhere else? Uh, Tefe and Leon get shag rugs. Dari and Emma get moving blankets. Francis and Billy get wind chimes and talk. Uh, v and LJ have to assemble the geodesic dome. But then maybe more it's like a, a dome of sticks as I was playing with it more. Uh, they could test it on the inside with, like, tongue depressors, like a hearing test and wind chimes on the outside. Uh, then they, I would think they would also need, a win- like, a fishing line going to a wind chime outside the dome so that Billy can communicate with them when she's done. Uh, oh, maybe, like, a string in a can, too. Hopefully I'll remember that because I can't find my pen in here. Uh, then I drew a picture of it. Uh, with I said, okay, maybe there's mud, moving blankets, the tent, shag carpeting. That would be pretty sound dampening, I would think. Uh, what does Billy find? Babs has become a doll in our world, but she's also in the other world, in a crib, in another dimension. Uh, Willow. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, then Willow's like uh, starting to do that at the end. Uh, I feel like I'm cha- maybe this is what Willow says I feel like I'm changing into a doll, uh, and the real me's in a crib in another world. Every time the bunny sings, this is what happens. It gets a little bit more like that, uh, and then that's when, like at the end, Willow does like something called the Bad, 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 Bad Bards Show to kind of entertain Willow's self and self-soothe. And so that'll be how it ends. So still some writing to go, but we're pretty good shape. Uh, more plotting too. But yeah, uh, that's it. So this will be either a good night or be another episode after this. Uh, thanks so much, patrons. All right, hey patrons. Co just went up the stairs. I don't know what episode that was that uh, she was doing that before, but uh, also don't know what episode this is. I think this. Is so interestingly, um, I'm still trying to figure out the rhythm of recording these. So I think the last one I recorded was for episode nine before episode nine, maybe. But it's been a few weeks since I recorded one of these, um, and I recorded episode 10. So I'm recording this. I'm talking to you on a Monday. I recorded episode 10, Otter Things episode 10 on a Thursday or Friday. I think on Friday of last week. No, no, Thursday, because remember, I think Friday I recorded... Yeah, Friday recorded Great British Bake Off. Uh, not bread, not bread week. Uh, bis- not biscuit week either. Cake week. Uh, that's what I recorded. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Yeah, I think so. 
So it's so episode ten is recorded. So I had episode, so it just uh, was a scheduling stuff. So I'm here, kind of in between. The nice thing was I recorded uh, episode ten. Now I've been just working. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I guess then I'm behind. Maybe I did record it on Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday I worked on it. But I'm I'm not sure to be honest, patrons. No, I did. I guess I worked on it because Friday and Saturday I watched the last episode. And then Sunday and Monday I re-summarized re the watch. So then I'll start writing tomorrow. And I foresee the last episode of Stranger Things becoming episodes 11 and 12 of Odder Things, but I'm not sure. So for the next, until a week from Thursday... Uh, I'll be, so for the next 10 days or so, I'll be proceeding like I was writing one episode just in case, uh, you know, just so I have enough material for like, then, uh, then if I go into it and I run short, then I say, okay, we'll have one full episode. So it actually only ended up being one episode. I don't want to go into it, forcing it into two episodes. Better off uh, going into it, trying to make one really good episode. But if it runs long, I know where I could cut it, uh, like the the plot points in the episode uh, generally. But when I'm writing it, I'll have a better idea. So I have my notebooks here. So let's see. So I don't want to get into it because maybe I'll make one for episode 11 next week. Or maybe I won't. I don't know. But uh Let's see. So it was interesting that episode. So let's see. I don't even know. Now, now I forgot where I was with Stranger Things. What did I say? Episode. I can't remember what episode of Stranger Things it is. But the last episode of Stranger Things perfectly fell into, became two episodes of uh, Sleep With Me, Otter Things. So it became episodes nine and ten with a little bit left over from the earlier episodes. And yeah, here's, I got it right here in front of me and it was exciting. It was fun. It's fun always to have like a ton, a ton of, uh, oh, end of episode eight plus. So yeah, I was working in episode eight spilled into episode nine, which spilled into episode 10. So let me just look at this one that says episode eight end plus, uh, cause yeah, this is stuff we were working on from episode nine. Yeah. The final plot or from episode eight, uh, Oh, then watching episode seven. So it must be eight episodes of Stranger Things. That sounds right. Let's see. Oh, yeah, because that's when they're cleaning up Al. Uh, still pretty? Yeah. I'm happier here. Okay, so there was a lot of fun stuff with episode. So episode nine was the chase, uh, which ended up being fun, telling that part. I'm just trying to figure out where we left off. Oh, wow. So we did all of the stuff. Uh, Okay, so what ended up happening, yeah, so what episode 10 of Sleep With Me ended up being, this is pretty meandering, it's just a great, uh, so whatever I talked about on episode 9, episode 9 ended with them getting, re- like, the, everybody was back together, so everybody had split up uh, for the first half of 9, and nine was leading everyone together. So by the end of nine, everyone in Stranger Things was at Joyce's house, and everyone in uh, Otter Things is at Francis's house. 
but basically, so Hopper and Joyce uh, made their way there. Jonathan and Nancy, or Dari and Tefe. Uh, then uh, Emma, uh, Billy, and Vaughn had reunited with LJ and then made their way. Oh, they had been hiding, playing hide-and-seek, and then, yeah, a hopper, or bull in this case, went and got them and then brought them all back. And then they had a brief re- reunion at the end of episode nine. And then I think for Sleep With Me, which was nice, is they all snuggled up and, and got comfortable and then took a little nappy-poo or a little sleepy-poo. And then for episode 10, it was kind of fun because we had more freedom. And I guess in some important sense, uh, like for them to go through this procedural function of being a team, each having different roles, and then building, like in that case, the pool uh, in the TV show and in in, in Stranger Things. So it was cool because uh, also... Uh, I noticed at the beginning of Stranger Things episode, or maybe it was at the end of the other one, you know, they all get reunited. So then they do a recap of everything from their own perspectives. But on TV, or a good show like Stranger Things, they don't do, that doesn't get much air because it's just, uh, it's too expository, right? Like they almost use it for uh, character in comedy of like each person commenting on just like a few things of the most important things they've encountered. Uh, but for sleep with me, we were able to like kind of flip the script and say, okay, in sleep with me's case, what we could do is, uh, have, uh, um, like them, instead of Emma doing a recap for once, we could do the recap as each group is reporting back of what they've learned and how all the puzzle pieces fit together. Because not everybody had, like, every group was operating with incomplete information. I mean, that's kind of part of the thing that made the whole season work, uh, was all this incomplete information, even about Will or Willow. Or about, and I mean, there's still incomplete information, which is the mystery. I mean, and then the mystery continues. So... So it's cool. So let's see what we're like. This was like one of the things. Uh, this is like what looks like the first uh, break because I wrote it very similar to the way I'm writing the last episode. I wrote it as one episode. And then I said, okay, this is going to be two episodes. So we'll split it here at, at Joyce's Francis's house. It'd be a good place to stop and start. So let's see. Let's see. So it started. Uh, um, it's point seventeen because I wrote out all the points with numbers just to see you like when I recorded episode nine. Oh, where will we end? Uh, so, but so we started seventeen. All parties catch up, uh, hugs, uh, tell what we know. Uh, then there's the first attempt at the seance, which fails. Then Willow and Billy get an idea. Then there's the idea brainstorm with the teacher. Then there's the execution of the idea. Uh, then there's Billy in another world with Babs and Willow. Then we have Willow alone. Then we have the adults head out. Uh, then we have John and Jonathan and Nancy head out. Uh, and then we have the squad alone at the school. 
Oh, this is like uh, what a proceeded. We didn't even get to all this. Adults at the lab, uh, they get busted and they have to de- make a deal. Then Jonathan and Nancy get set up, start getting set up. Uh, then the squad passes time. Uh, the adults, so some of this is from, I think, the top half of the first, uh, next episode. The adults go into the lab and into the world. So, yeah, I wrote this even into the first third of uh, the last episode. Jonathan and Nancy start to enact their plan, and they get interrupted. And then I said, who's going to interrupt Jonathan and Nancy? I mean, not Jonathan and Nancy, but Babs and Tefe, which I still don't know the answer to because I haven't got to that part yet. Okay, so then we go from point 17 is the catch-up, then point 18 is the first seance, I was calling it, uh, and they all try to get quiet. Uh, 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 Billy explains to them, then LJ speaks for her that everybody's really noisy and she needs to listen to be able to hear. Uh, Then we go for an explainer where uh, we talk to Professor Moose. He's in the middle of... uh, Audio fiction of designing women. Oh, man, I miss that. It ended up being, I think, who's the boss? Uh, he, he's, uh, they say, what are you doing calling me so late? Oh, okay, yeah. So what if we wanted a more soundproof room to do sound effects? Uh, so this was my initial brainstorming writing. Because some of this didn't make the episode. Uh, really small and quiet. How could we do that? Uh, something like a lodge uh, or a mound or a burrow. If, uh, what if you wanted to construct one? Uh, okay, well, uh, rugs, uh, blankets, layers, maybe mud. Okay, then 20, 20, 20.20 was going to be collection and build. So Tefe and Leon, they go to get Leon's shag rugs. Leon has to explain what a shag rug is. Shaggy like a dog. Then Le- then we have this adults versus kids theme. So Leon says, listen to F.A., let me handle things. But then I wanted to play with that idea because uh, Tefe's so shiny as an otter. He says, don't look, don't be intimidated by me. That did make the episode. You're not, you're, you're not slimy compared to me. Uh, don't judge yourself against me uh, or be intimidated. I can help as well. And then at first, uh, then as he dumps the rug on Tefe's head, then he realizes Tefe's right and plays the game. Like, oh, Tefe, yeah, I do need your help. But watch out for the kids uh, while I do the boring work. Uh, then we had Dari and Emma alone, geodesic dome, uh, woodworking, vines, domes. And then they're talking. So are you okay? Uh, yeah, kind of. Are you my bro- are you and my brother like kissing or stuff? No. What's going on with you and a duck-billed beaver? No. Oh, okay. So this whole thing's odd. Yeah, really odd. Do you think uh, that we are the most uh, grounded people? Uh, I didn't put that in the episode. Uh, like those two are the most grounded characters. Should we be the ones dealing with stuff? Probably. And then Vaughn and LJ putting it together. This looks more like a mound of you-know-what. Uh, isn't it supposed to be rounded? Since when do you know anything about, uh, don't you burrow? This is just, so it's just dialogue. It wrote out, uh, but things slowly start to come together. It looks like a lodge, uh, and we layered the floor on the roof, uh, and then we start doing hearing tests from the nurse's office, tongue depressors. Don't forget wind chime alarm. 
uh, fishing wire that could come after this convo. Then there's an arrow. Bear, Billy and Francis get ready to talk. These earmuffs, they should muffle your ears. But then how will you hear us? How will we hear you quietly? Wind chimes and fishing line for us. Tin can phone for you. Tin can wind chime. Listen, Billy, I'll be here for you, okay? To try to keep you safe. Uh, I know this feels like a lot. Uh, and it doesn't feel like, oh, we'll be well. But I can tell you, I've been through a lot. Uh, so when you're done in there, just say all done. When you're done, I'll come get you. And just breathe. I'll be here. And if you need me, uh, some, oh, and then, oh, if you need me, just move aside these earmuffs and then put this can to your ear. This was a little overcomplicated. It didn't make it, uh, I'll be here, uh, watching over you. Are you ready? I don't know. Are you willing to try? Yes. Okay. And then this point 21, uh, let's see. It just, I'm just going right. Then get Billy set. She gets comfortable, closes her eyes, starts to sing um, what song? Uh, Something to Believe in, which I listened to, which I said, wait a second, that's by the band. Uh, the band that has a name that's the same as a Belle Biv DeVoe song, but it is nothing like Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh, I realize I, 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 oh, then Billy starts singing. I believe I'll find Babs. Uh, and Billy finds herself walking through Goo Goop down a long hall, through Goo Goop, uh, down, and I decided this should be a different place than where Dari had come. Finds a crib in a perfect room full of cribs. All are empty, but one. Uh, where, Willow? No, Babs. Uh, Dari could hear her and uh, was walking silently. Not Willow. No, Babs. Is that you? Looks real. She reaches out. Not real, but real. A doll, not a baby, but the eyes. Uh, then we're going to put in, this is my notes to myself, put in aside from Emma. So it will, uh, the doll is, the same, and I don't think I did this, the same size as Babs and a big kid, but there's something else. Then uh, back to Billy, the eyes. I see Babs in the eyes, not here. Not here. Another place far, far away. Then Emma explains again. She's not here. She's in another world. Uh, not here. Back to Billy. France, or, uh, says Fran, oh, she starts to get stressed. Francis calms her. Just breathe. All will be well. Just breathe. Uh, everything disappears as she tries to stay calm. Then she refocuses. Then we're at point 22. According to this, uh, she sees a sign, Beaver Studios. Dari, at first I was going to have Dari writing stuff. Dari writes, yes, that's where uh, Willow would record her audio dramas. I see Willow in a onesie. Uh, Hi, I'm Billy. I know your mom and your friends. I'm with them. Oh, your mom and your sister and your best friends all love you and miss you. Oh, then it says, go to 22. Uh, then the bunny's coming. Uh, so are we, oh, so are, uh, maybe Willow says the bunny's coming. Billy says, so are we, your mom and your sister and all of us will please use haste like the spell or some other spell. Pick up the pace, uh, and then vanishes, uh, 
23, Bunny starts bouncing and singing, Hush a little platy, don't say words. Some of this made it in pretty close. Uh, going to take you someplace absurd. Uh, cozy crib will be your bed, so close your eyes, rest your dread. And then Billy feels her eyes nodding off. Close, awake, I have to stay awake for Willow, stay awake for Willow. Uh, Francis hops on, You're, where's Willow, where's Willow? Uh, uh, to, oh, something, oh, your Beaver Studios backyard, uh, go to 24. And there's more notes. It says, uh, kids, it is time to let the grown, oh, this is when the, let the grown-ups handle things and take over. So you'll stay here, maybe in your little 40 poo, 40 poo, and I'll he- head out to save the day. Uh, excuse us, please, uh. We need to talk grown-up to grown-up. Uh, oh, that was, so that would have been Francis and uh, Leon. Uh, Willow, I always, oh, this is like Willow. I had to go to an aside, so Willow, because this is getting tense, so I need to, Willow, take an aside to calm everything. So Willow says, you know, I always tell you all will be well. I know it's not natural to believe me. I would say all will be as it will be. We're all is as it is, or so say we all. Most of these things are hard to accept, even believe. But in this case, I'm telling you a story. So this story involves an ending. So what if I said all will be odd? Anyway, some might say uh, that a saying, all will be as is a form of self-soothing, it will be all right. But I also have one more layer of all will be self-soothing because right after this, uh, Willow's going to be soothing. Then go to point 24, it says. So then this is like even earlier notes, I think, maybe. Let me see. Maybe I have another notebook that I don't know where it is. Uh, oh, no, I found Okay. Okay, so then I'm jumping back to even earlier stuff that I'd brainstormed. Uh, so they call Professor Moose, who's in the um, middle of uh, reading a radio drama, a sitcom. What sitcom? Other, so this is the earlier brainstorming. Shag rugs, Leon has moving blankets, uh, or a tent fort uh, from older canvas tent or geodesic domes. Uh, don't forget to soften the floor. Then there's a tense sequence. Uh, oh, where is it going to be at? Is it at uh, whose house? Uh, Geodesic Dome. Okay, who are we going to team up? Tefe and Leon, Dari and Emma, V and LJ, Francis and Billy. What do the hold if it at? Oh, where do we hold it if it's not at the high school? Uh, Tefe and Leon get shag rugs. We end up having it at the school, though. Uh, Dari and Emma get moving blankets. Francis and Billy get wind chimes and talk. Uh, uh, v and J do the assembly. Then they use wind chimes and tongue depressors to check, uh, just like a hearing test, and fishing line to wind chime. Uh, so if Billy gets nervous. Uh, so then maybe, oh, do they add dirt and mud? That was a little too, I don't think I did that. It's like, that's a little too much. Uh, so what does Billy find? Uh, Babs has been changed into a doll. Uh, could only find a doll version of her. Eyes in another world. Uh, Babs is a doll now. The real Babs is in a crib in another dimension. Okay, Willow. Willow's in Beaver Studios. And tell me 
if I'm in a dream or real, feel like I'm changing into a doll and me. The real me is heading to a crib in another world. Every time the bunny sings, uh, it gets worse. I don't like it, and I must, uh, something with the bad, 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 bad bard song. Oh, start here. This is another, that's just a note. It says, this is Willow coming to you live. So this is like the end of the episode. Uh, uh, this is Willow coming to you live from Bad, 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 Bad Bards Raid and Bunny's Radio. We cover all things bad and bards and bunnies. Uh, so bad, we say four times. Uh, bad, 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 bad bards. Uh, now, Willow, who do we have? What do we have coming up today? Uh, then, oh, then explain. Oh, so this was going to be the explainer that the bunny's changing into a doll and moving her to another world. Signal is fishing line. Uh, Earth shakes, bunny comes. Okay, so those were just, that was like how we ended up closing the episode was with that. Well, let's see what else I have in this notebook. I have a re-listen from episode five. Let's see what I took notes. Uh, uh, Leon, Big Walk, uh, Vitamin Cider, Bird Call Analysis, Stretching Room Downward, Shoe Trying, Shoe shoe Tying Trick, Get Key, Offices, offices, calf, fake freezers, dorms. Here's singing step by step. Uh, Emma's basement, uh, listening to tape, no sound, size down. Silent Tower, Southern Swamp Trilogy. Grew up and down, organic. The Silent Realm, that starred. Power, can't communicate by sound. The wizard found the down part. Uh, Made apart, giving up a monument uh, to humans and wizards, sucked into tower, soundless realm and telepathy. Billy, yes, a size down. How do we get there? What is the tower? An entity, a portal to the silent realm? Why is it sized down? Uh, broom closet, computer storage room, glowing staircase, down, down. Already close but far away. Levels out. Bullfrog sings him to sleep. Uh, Francis's house of Lenny. Lenny V. Dari. Community resource day. Posters, music, jug bands are for people who drink from jugs and do laundry outside. It's a waste of a wash tub. We do laundry outside. Uh, Renaissance Day Explorer. Album, fair in the background, uh, fun, foreground, Darian Francis, uh, uh, Willow and Mom flashback, bad, 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 bards for next episode, Willow, uh, tree, magic, uh, bad bards, good signs, uh, puzzle, where was Willow, Professor Moose, go nuts and cider. Uh, these are the senses we have, magic or evolution. Uh, uh, the tower grows up and down. Then how can you go inside? Uh, silent realm, vibration, telepathy, even if silent. Uh, then this is Otter 7 Realist, and I'll finish up with this. Darian, Taffy, and Francis on the wheel. Ferris wheel, 
for his moves in Goobers, uh, Tough as a Capitalist versus Nuance, uh, like Be a Star, Recognize I'm a Star, Wild Carrots, I'm just editing this episode too, Giant, no, Carrot Family, a few years ago, uh, Road and Vehicles, uh, Ego First Position, aka Selfish, uh, Road and Visitor Center, Tunnel Go Left, uh, Trees on the Left, Road on the Right, uh, Found Carrots, Eaten Out Carrot, uh, Went Down, Hollowed Out, Down Below the Swamp, Goo Goop, uh, Giant Bunny, Eat One of the Carrots, uh, Lower Me Down, No, Who Cares, Lower Me Down, 4450, I put a note, uh, Dari Into the Carrot, uh, uh, bunny uh, swamp tracks. Uh, here's uh, singing. Bigger chamber. Concrete uh, spiral down. Ominous cave. Concrete and much and something else. Uh, not all the way down. Crawling. Size down. Tower. Mud. Whole town. Figures. Uh, wall. Tunnel. Uh, song away, mobiles, cribs, a splash, bunny, Caesar, she runs, uh, then she throws something and hides, then runs, Tefe, Tefe, of course, is chilling out and being selfish, uh, then can't find the hollowed out carrot, uh, after, Dari describes a big bunny with goose heads, snuggle hug, sleeping fort, uh, Bunny playing with Babs, uh, takes carrot to, to, takes a carrot to catch a carrot. I don't think that made it in the ep- Oh, no, it did. Uh, who's in charge? Uh, gather carrots, uh, uh, find kids, uh, songs and Babs, goof on Dari, give me the music. It was teenager, not Babs, uh, made fun of both of them. Oh, this is when they encountered their friends, broke the mini disc player. Truck of carrots with a tarp over it, uh, to the community resource office, embarrassed, uh, carrot drive. Everybody loves Tefe. Uh, and that was the end of that. Re-listen, that's the end of this, uh, half of this, I guess, which would be the second half of this episode. Uh, good night, everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, and my patron peeps and all the people beyond the swamp, this is another episode of Behind Otter Things, or a two-part episode, presumably talking about the last two episodes of Otter Things. This will be talking about episode 11, and it's a Monday when I'm recording this uh, in, uh, I don't know, <laughs> 2020, I guess. Uh, you think it recorded. I don't know if I recorded the episode 10 last week or the week before, not that long ago. I guess not last week, the week before, the end of la- the week before last. Uh, because now, yeah, the goal is to go back to our normal recording schedule. Hopefully I'll record episode 11 on Wednesday. My Because of Zoom school, there's a lot of parents out there know my schedule is different and uh, <laughs> like uh, offers new opportunities for growth. Uh, so Wednesday has become a more, more important recording that day than in the summer. It was actually a day where I would try to record an intro, but over the summer I didn't even get to record. Like uh, it was kind of a loss today for a while, or the one day I could afford not to record over the summer. But that's no anyway. So. 
but we'll see. You never know with this stuff. And I did wonder if I'd have enough material to record an episode since I recorded one not that long ago after did I recorded it after I recorded episode 10. Now, you won't hear that, but I just sneezed. So I don't know if you could hear my voice go before I sneezed. But uh, I think I did record it after we recorded episode 10. Maybe I recorded the episode of Behind Outer Things last week. But anyway, we do have a bunch of updates. So hopefully now I'm hoping, I don't think I talked about this in the last episode. So I'm going to talk about two movies a little bit. Uh, because mo like I haven't recorded episode 11. I'm almost done writing it. The writing has been going very well. So let's talk about that first, I guess, because, uh, as I talked about in the last episode, I do remember talking about this. It's like, okay, I'm going to try to write the entire 12th episode or the last episode of stranger things, even though I think it'll be episodes 11 and 12 and kind of get an idea of where the meanders are. And as I did that, I found some pretty large meanders. So it it does look like I can't make 13 episodes just because of uh, I'd like to do the recap. And I don't think we have space in the schedule for 14 episodes uh, because it has to be done airing by Thanksgiving. Uh, in the last time I looked, but, but I don't know. Yeah. So the 12th episode might be extra long or this one might be extra long, but, uh, so I did start plotting it out. I watched that Stranger Things episode a few times and then went beat by beat, which I think I talked about in the last episode, maybe. And then I started to go with our story. But I think what I'm thinking, or the way it's looking as far as the writing, what's written, is that this episode 12 will mostly follow Dari and Tefe. And then uh, uh, Francis and Leon, and then episode twelve will probably cover the the youth, along with the you know the epilogue or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Is that the word? I always get that word mixed up. Uh, so, so it was interesting, kind of looking at the Stranger Things, and then being like, we really do have a lot of opportunities that they didn't necessarily have to expound and, and backstory stuff that they just couldn't for the sake of interest and timeliness. So it has been really fun because then I was able to say, so there's, well, yeah, so I was able to kind of look at uh, like uh, kind of what was really tied up quickly with a bow, and I don't know if that was writing or editing. With whatever mo whatever deal uh, Hopper and Modine reach, and really able to tease that interaction out, um, and also start to tease out some of Hopper's backstory um, in a way that's just a little bit more expanded than Hopper. But again, I got to when I record it, I'll have to make sure I'm staying on time at the same time. So that was one of the questions with writing this episode was like, okay, how do we handle Hopper's flashbacks and Hopper's personal history? Because it's a very strong, uh, raw history. Um, and it's kind of teased at, uh, and then we go behind the curtain in this episode, fully behind the curtain because it's the last episode, but it's actually most of it's in the first half and, there's really nice payoffs with uh, Hop. Like, uh, there's just a couple really nice payoffs. So, really well done in the uh, Stranger Things episode. But so that that one w- w- to fill you back in, since probably hopefully you were sleeping and you don't even you say who's Hopper, who, Leon. That's who Hopper is. So who's Leon? 
Leon is uh, Hopper. Oh, wait, Leon is Bull, who is Hopper, because he's a frog. I got that. But so we were able to have a lot of fun with, like, uh, him being a frog. But then it was also, like, in, in our story, his uh, emotional journey began well before that. Uh, and it was a little bit tropey for me. That he, of course, he's the, the small-town sheriff that goes off to the big city and then returns. That's a story that gets told over and over again, even in the movie Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so, but in this one, I said, okay, he wants to be a lounge singer. It just fit with the character. And that's how he, when he goes to pursue his career in Riverbottom of being a lounge singer, he kind of loses everything. He loses himself in pursuit of what he thought he wanted. This is before the series started. Like, he was so obsessed with being a professional lounge singer that he lost his family, lost his way, mainly. And it's something he has to kind of find, at least partially, his way back to, much like Hopper uh, in this episode. So we'll see how that goes. So there's one big question mark that we kind of have filled in. The other giant question mark that we're not totally able to fill in, we kind of were able to have fun with it, was a. So in the Stranger Things, you have this kind of triangle with Jonathan, Nancy, and Steve. Uh, and you also have this way they were able to play with the Steve character, which really was uh, impressive, especially the first time I saw it, but even the last time, where for me, I found Steve revolting. And I think that's kind of how Steve was portrayed. And maybe just a bit of jealousy, because he's very handsome, he has very good hair. And he's very confident, like, uh, but like he doesn't have uh, the first uh, for most of the show. I mean, maybe he starts off likable, but then you're like, what a slime and a sleaze. And then he kind of tries to come back uh, and he's a little bit, uh, he's he's had a defeat. But then, but the level of like uh, the comedy that they're able to put in with Steve to make Steve likable and heroic in a way that was very unexpected. And not fully heroic. Uh, I don't know. And, and and just that he was able to pull off this really funny comedy that kind of called back to other comedies um, while still giving Nancy as being the kind of primary catalyst and then Jonathan, uh, like, their, their opportunities. So I said, well, how am I going to do that since it kind of Steve is more of, Taffy is more of a bit of a Steve than a Jonathan, though he has some Jonathan aspects. And, you know, Dari, I don't know, I tried to t- pull the positive stuff uh, from Jonathan and put it in Dari along with Nancy's characteristics. Um, so I said, okay, well, what are we, how are we going to deal with this scene? Because it is kind of a three or, or, and then at some point, a four-player scene. And if you just did it as a two-person scene, it's kind of dull. And then there's also there's this big unresolved thing with Barb in the, in the Stranger Things series. And so I had some general ideas that I was kind of brainstorming. I said, okay, well, who could this be or what would it be? And then I said, well, maybe it is like a, a spiritual like a being, like a Casper that's there. And at first I said, okay, well, that was just on a sketch. I said, I mean, like when I say sketch, I just mean like not a drawing, but I said, well, like in a b- b- generalized idea place, 
not fully formed. I said, okay, well, that might work, but how would you do that? Uh, and how would you do it without being like a, like, like, a, so I said, okay. And I said, well, how, and then how is this interesting in a sleepy way? Like, what is Dari and Francis or Dari and Tefe doing? So I kind of had all these ideas and I said, hmm, oh boy. And then over the past couple of weeks, and I'll try to put this as sensitively as I can, but my daughter is 13 years old and she's been wanting to watch more movies that you would watch around the trick-or-treating season. Those kind of movies, you know, trick-or-treating movies. And uh, I said, okay, well, let me look online to see what would be, what would work. And then how are we going to introduce you to these trick-or-treating movies? you know, without like, uh, like ease you into them and be appropriate. And so one of the trick or treating movies I said that I figured out was a good one for her, not every kid. And you know, this is only every parent makes their own choices, but there was this movie, there used to be this toy called my buddy, which was a giant toddler sized doll. And it had a thing, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy and me. And like, we never had my buddy at my house growing up. And I think I was a little bit, actually kids, I knew kids that did have my buddies, but then my brother, Ted got one, but he got a generic one that had been, and I've talked about this on the show before. We, my dad called it the, uh, can you say this on a sleep pod? The kerosene kid was what my dad called it because it was so strong. The smell, it smelled like kerosene. And it was probably from Ames, whatever Ames brand toy, like, because uh, that's where, like, most of our holiday gifts usually were from Hills or Ames. Those were the popular stores, I think. Um, like, I think I was, like, 17 years old when I found out there wasn't an Easter bunny because it was the night before Easter. And it was with my mom doing Easter shopping for gifts, but whatever. Um, but so... At Ames, I think, or Hills. It could have been Faye, so it could have been, could have been, you're right. Those are all like uh, Northeastern. None of those stores exist anymore. Okay, so then there was a, ho- a, a, a Halloween era movie that came out about my buddy, and it was named after the my buddy in the show called, the, what are they called? The Fix It Up Friends or something. Chucky was the name of this particular doll. And the name of the movie was playing with Chucky for fun. So, so much fun. I forget. Oh, uh, Heroes. I don't know what they're called. I just watched the movie. So I said, well, we'll watch that. My daughter and I watched that movie. The original, not the remake. Uh so after watch the remake, and then we she said, "Okay, well that was a very interesting film, Dad." And it was comedic, and uh, there's some stuff that wasn't like, uh, but it wasn't too, too bad. Where she was like, "Okay," she was able to get a sound night's sleep, but that must have sat latent in my mind because then I said, "Okay," then I was trying to sketch out, "Okay, well, how would?" Uh, uh, Tefe, how are Tefe and Dari going to get some extra help here that also adds something to these scenes with them? And uh, then I had already sketched out the idea, oh, well, what if it's a, you know, a spiritual friend, a Casper? And I said, I don't like that. There's something I don't like about that. And then this was, so this was just like a couple of days ago. I said, wait a second. Remember, I said, well, what if it was a doll, like a doll, like, cause Dari already became a doll. And I said, eh, dolls are like, uh, I don't, I'm not comfortable. Dolls aren't furry and fuzzy. 
And why would the doll, where the doll walked all the way there? And then I thought about it. Then I said, well, remember that movie watch with my Ch- Chucky, the friend of fun time friendster. And I said, oh yeah. And I said, well, um, well, remember Teddy Ruxpin was a character. So what if there was an Hottie Ruxpin? Now, Teddy Ruxpin was another type of character around the same time as my buddy. There was also a computerized one, too, which I forget what that one is. But Teddy Ruxpin had a, a, a tape player built in. It was like your own animatronic. And, and I think I watched an ad of it recently. Oh, no, I guess it was watching the movie, the kid Chucky's Fun Time Fun Movie. Going trick or treating with Chucky for just fun. Um, that I said, wow, there was really animated toys back then that were like, I said, what happened to that? Like, uh, everybody talks about all this great technology, but uh, Teddy Ruxpin still seems pretty rad. So then I said, well, Oddy Ruxpin makes a nice thing. And Otter, like, uh, so then I said, well, that'd be nice for Tefe's character too, that Tefe has a doll that Tefe plays with. And so that fit right in. I said, okay, well, I guess this is a spoiler, but, uh, yeah, then, uh, so Babs, uh, our Barb could in- inhabit a- an Adi Ruxpin and be what the intervention is, uh, instead of uh, Steve, you know, and then also add like some comedy, but it'll also like add a complication to their plans because otherwise it would just be like their plan would be either work or not work, right? And I think that's one of the reasons, I don't know, I'm sure they were like hoping to get Steve back in that movie. But it's also like, okay, that's kind of not as, uh, for sleeping with me, it's not as meandering. If you just have a plan and then it either works or it doesn't work, you say, okay, well, it worked. Oh, it didn't work. Um uh, I don't know. It's it, it, I don't know. It adds some unpredictability and fun. So then I said, okay, this is great. Babs is Adi Ruxpin. Plus, Adi Ruxpin just is like very sleep with me. And the idea that Te- Tefe still has an Adi Ruxpin adds a like level and actually adds a level of softness. I guess in some way, like Steve was now like uh, sized down. I don't know, makes it, at least opens a door for me of possibility that Dari could be attracted to, to a Tefe now, knowing he plays with Dot like a doll still, versus to the Tefe that was all macho and, and you know, smooth otter, uh, great hair. I don't know, it just adds a believable possibility in there. Not that they're going to be dating or anything, but just like these are the things, questions that kind of have to be looked at and answered or, or asked. What would to, to, Well, what would it take for Dara to even be attracted to Tefe? I mean, she was to the old Tefe, but that was in the high school construct, you know. So, so that just added something. I felt like, okay, and that had something fun. And then again, it added something like, okay, this will really fit in and mess up their plans. And, uh, so the, the, like, uh, it all worked out, it really worked out. Uh, so then I said, okay, then we'll have their scene. Then we'll go back to, uh, uh, Leon and Francis and conclude their journey. Actually, at what, 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 presumably, I haven't written this, like they've gotten to where yet another tangent that I found in there of like, how do you search in the upside down in a way that's asleep with me versus how they were searching there. 
you know, that just feels slightly more homey and comfortable. But also, how do we tie it in to, uh, like, how does um, uh, Leon's flashbacks become some sort of, uh, there's like, talked in his flashbacks as an essential connection to what it takes or what is, I mean, I guess in the show, it's not like what actually helps Will. But it is like this extra driving force and a payoff uh, with those scenes and uh, the flashbacks. It adds some poignancy, I guess. So in this one, we kind of dulled it down, of course, but it, and, and, but it actually ends up being a clue. Instead of an emotional connection, it's an emotionally driven clue that then gives Francis a piece of information which says, oh, okay, this is where we could look for Willow now. And funnily enough, uh, it actually is connected to when I used to go shopping with my mom, uh, stuff like something I would do sometimes. So well, I'll get spayed off. Uh, so that's like what we have so far with the writing. The other movie I watched in the last week uh, that's uh, connected to Stranger Things, not that to this story, was Stand By Me, another movie I watched with my daughter, Rated R, I think, uh, so Parent of the Year. But, you know, I'd been reading a lot about the development of Stranger Things, you know, help me. And then I said, oh, well, that was a big influence on them. Or at least it's mentioned, I don't know. And I said, okay, well, maybe I should rewatch that movie. And, you know, that's kind of, it's like it, it written based on a story by Stephen King. So I said, well, it'd be good. Another, it's at least it's in the genre of uh, trick or treating movies. So we watch that, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a, the times are different now. Uh, but uh, it was really like a, it's again like all these movies are much. Those movies in the eighties and the nineties were ninety minutes or eighty-seven, eighty-five minute movies. Uh, which I guess would be nice. Like it means that the movie moves, it has to be tight. Like, so, so stand by me. When you start to remember it, you say, was that it? And you say, yep. Uh, and, uh, my daughter did think it like, and, and again, I agree with her. So it felt a lot more romantic this time watching it. Uh, and I said, gee, okay, well, it's been like probably 20, 30 years since I seen that movie. And, and I mean, I said, well, it's either a romantic or an idealized uh, comfortableness and intimacy among friends. I said, it could be either, you could be both or either either one. Uh, and because she was like, geez, like the, and she was like, uh, it just would have made more sense that way. And I said, yeah, I would have, but this that was a different time too. And I said, yeah, and I, I, I guess like it felt that way, like, uh, and it was idealized for sure. The, the Like, even if it was just a movie about friendship, you say, man, like, I wish I had friends like that. Uh, uh, or that, like, I mean, not, no, they <laughs> came out wrong. Maybe, like, uh, I wish I was comfortable enough of who I am uh, to to give, provide that for my friends and to trust them in a way to be so vulnerable. Because there's a lot of vulnerability. I mean, there's just some things that aren't great, and you say, "Oh boy!" Like, did they? But like, uh, I think each character. Maybe Vern is never. I mean, Vern's vulnerable in a, a natural way, but the other three characters really let their guards down of like their weaknesses and and are uh, and caught by their friends. 
So for a whatever 90-minute movie, they really packed a lot in there. But at the same time, it's very simple and very basic in a good way. Um, so I don't know. So so we did so we did see that movie, and I can see how it did impact uh, Stranger Things. I'm laughing just because I'm thinking about my like uh, that. I like I was my daughter's like that's it. Like uh, I see. Yeah, I know you're used. To, you were you were raised on movies that were like 120 minutes and longer. Though Little Mermaid is a sub 90 minute movie, so uh. But I guess that's not, that's a classic film now by by definition. So it wasn't she's not from the Little Mermaid generation. So like neither one of those movies is my like uh, not that uh, let's have fun time with Chucky. Uh, some really good acting in that by a youth in that movie. Let's have fun time with Chucky. I mean, obviously the acting in Stand by Me gets a lot of uh, cred, but the the kid I don't know who the kid was in Super Fun Time with Chucky, but holy moly, talk about showing some range. And I mean, I, I'm not being I'm I'm serious. I guess like even my daughter's like, wow, like he really is believable. So uh, I was trying to think of any other points. Uh, so I don't know, I guess, oh, so the, like, I think maybe one of the things that impacted Stranger Things was just the journey of these kids, but the closeness. Oh, and then also, yeah, this is what I'll wrap with is, uh, and we kind of barely scratched the surface of this, but that like friends have difficulties. I think that was another good thing about Stand By Me and Stranger Things is like, uh, the defining of the relationship through the hard times and what's on the other side of the hard times or through the disagreements. And again, we're talking about fiction. So this is not really uh, life lessons or anything like that. I'm not trying, like, I'm just looking at it from the consumption standpoint, not from the metaphorical standpoint. Uh, I mean, I guess there's like definitely metaphors and lessons in there, but it's like, oh, when you show that these characters in uh, Stand By Me or Stranger Things have strong disagreements where they're almost separating or where one of them has a need or, or, or is on this journey or leading or taking turns leading and saying, no, like I'm still going with or without all of you, like Lucas does in uh, Stranger Things. Or Gordy does uh, towards the like final third of uh, Stand by Me. It's like no, 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 no. This is important. Uh, yes, we disagree, but then like be like okay. I don't know. I I think like that was maybe one thing that you could miss. Or when you think about Stand by Me, you don't think. Well, my favorite part was when the kids argued with each other and didn't get along. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget how those kids didn't get the times the kids didn't get along and had strong feelings and disagreements and wouldn't even speak to each other for you say oh like uh, but the, obviously the Duffer brothers or someone on the writing team or producing team did and they said well what I remember about Stranger Things is kids didn't get along the whole time and that's important to remember when you're telling these kind of stories is that. Uh, Kids don't get along all the time, and there's a lot that can be revealed about character or how the characters are going to solve their problems through how they disagree and how they deal with the disagreement. Uh, I don't know. So it's like a whole, like, another tiny layer sandbox. And it was something that just struck me from straight, or like both of those things. I said, wow, like, uh, 
I don't know. So the, just uh, that's like a, just a little thing to hang your hat on. It's like uh, our characters don't always have to get along. And it's a good thing. Not, I don't think it necessarily makes him more believe. Well, makes him more relatable, right? Oh, don't show me believable. Show me relatable. I forget if that who said that, but uh, I always think about that. I think it was some animator, head of animation, or Warner Brothers, or somebody said, "Yeah, don't make me things that are believable. Make me things that are relatable." But beyond that, I don't think it's just about that. I think it's like, oh, how do you see like? Uh, makes it more interesting to watch for sure. And it's just really like a level of storytelling and nuance that I said, wow, like, uh, this isn't like a comparative thing, but I said, wow, like I really learned a lot from having consumed so much stranger things and then seeing stand by me and being curious, like, oh, well, okay. I get the general nostalgia and childhood adventure feel, but what else did they glean from this? And you say, wow, they really, maybe they gleaned this lesson from him. So that's it for now. Uh, I guess this will be our, like, uh, the, the coming up will be the last half of, uh, the last episode of, uh, behind outer things. So it's really been a pleasure doing these shows and, uh, We'll see if this is something sustainable that patrons are interested in moving forward, um, where, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep making, uh, we'll, we'll keep making these for, uh, Great British Bake Off. It'll be totally different. It'll be more of the facts from British Bake Off, but yeah. So, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Good night. Or actually, I'll talk to you in like 10 seconds, but it'll be a different version of me. Believe that? That's cool, huh? Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, swamp-based beings and patrons, it's time for me to, uh, to, uh, uh try to, uh, it's time for the final episode of Behind Otter, Beyond, what was it, Behind Otter Things? Uh, I think that's what this is called. And this particular episode is being recorded right before episode nine, go, like of the series, goes out to patrons. And in between my recording of episode twelve and episode thirteen, which I'll either record tomorrow or Wednesday, probably on Wednesday, and then on Thursday I will record uh, the Otter Things wrap up. Uh, or Outer Things episode 14, which would be a look back at, like, it'll be a bigger version of Behind Outer Things uh, for everybody that listens to the show. More, more, it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting and sleepy. So here's where we're at. I mean, this is the first time I actually have concrete information. I have no idea how long the last episode will be. But according to the calendar, I think the last time I looked, I do have to get this done in 13 episodes. Uh, I'm not even sure. I, did, I guess I haven't even checked again. I think I double-checked that we'd have time for 14 episodes. I think it comes in right in where we need it to schedule-wise. Like, it should, episode 14 should come out right in mid-pre-Thanksgiving, mid-November, which is right when we need it to. I don't know when you'll be listening to this. It'll be far in my future. It's a Sunday, September 13th, I think, when I'm recording this. Uh who knows what sweet, sweet, sleepy surprises 2013, 20, what years of 2020 has in store between September 13th and whatever I release this. But it'll be the second, this is the second half of, uh, like we should be talking about episode 11 and 12 and then 12 and 13. So I think this will be the bottom half of an episode. 
But we're in a good spot. I really uh, was surprised. Uh, I think I, I don't know what I talked about it on the last episode. I'll be honest. I have no idea. But recording of episode 12 went really well. It, uh, it was a bit concerned and curious. Let me just look here. I wonder if uh, I have all my writing for episode 13. We're pretty far along in 13 written-wise. And we finished up a notebook, uh, Francis V. Modine. So what is this? 3A, 3B, Bull V, Tanning Bed. Oh, so this was a lot that uh, happened in, is this all the stuff that happened in, um, I don't know. Now I don't know what the difference between episode 11 and 12 was. But basically, I think episode 12 was mostly... Uh, if I can, if I can recall, because it feels like a lifetime ago since I recorded this, uh, but it was, it should have been, uh, Francis and Bull's journey into the, uh, tower of sorcery and, uh, under the swamp and the world of the, the goose bunny, uh, and kind of the upside down, all, I guess all those things, uh, and I think that's what happened and they went in there. And some nice opportunities that I get because it shows a little bit more languid and maybe well, is like that uh, in the TV show, Stranger Things, um, uh, what's his, what was his name? Hopper. Uh, he had, he kind of had this, um, I mean, he's like, I guess, uh, he, he like, I don't think, I don't know if anybody actually stole, like he just gave a riveting performance in season one. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm sure like, uh, writing it, I'm sure it was tough to edit it, like, cause I wonder how much more, like how much of, uh, Hopper's backstory was not told or was put on the cutting room floor, or maybe they did uh, like, uh, reshoots. I don't know, because it did feel like, uh, while it started out the first, most of the episodes we say, oh, okay, this is a man with past. Uh, he moved away. He had something happen. Uh, he's experienced loss and now he's trying to find what it means to be care for a child again. And, uh, and then in the last episode, we get a lot of that, uh, information. And just because of the, the nature of that, it was, uh, it was just glimpses. And even though it was very impactful emotionally, um, I don't know, we were able to explore it more in a different way and actually, like, tease it out more of, like, uh, how he's feeling. And I don't know, it's always interesting for me to play back these uh, tough flashbacks uh, and then be like, okay, how are we going to do this for a sleep podcast and and still make it real, like, or, you know, real as far as a fictional story goes? I guess true to the character and true to the story, maybe real is the wrong word. Because you say, okay, this is, you can't dance around this. This character also went through something Leon did. He didn't go through the same thing Hopper did. He, he, he's, his was actually more his fault, uh, where, uh, in, in Hopper's backstory, it was an event that happened to Hopper and his family that he had to deal with, uh, that was out of his control, which I think it fits that story a little bit better. And that he really couldn't do very much about. Where in this story, our story, Hopper, 
and again, a lot of this is probably coming from my own subconscious, right, of stuff I'm trying to work out. But it's like, oh, Hopper is, like, uh, trying to come to terms with the choices he made and how they impacted his family. And now, though, how he can make different choices moving forward. It's like, okay, what lessons did you learn by those choices you made, consciously or unconsciously? This is all subtextual, but, but, but I mean, a sleep podcast, you do get to be a little bit more on the, indirectly on the nose. It's a luxury I have. And I guess let's see if I can do it in a straightforward way since I'm talking to you about the story. So basically what happened was, uh, 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 uh Leon, the bullfrog, uh, he like dreamed of, uh, becoming a lounge singer. This, that was his dream back before this, we met him, uh, way before. Was he a good lounge singer? We do, Well, we kind of got some answers in this uh, episode 12 that uh, not necessarily. Was he a teachable? Was he willing to learn or become the best? I don't know. I think he probably had an ego. And in, like his dream was more powerful than his uh, willing, like the... the uh, like his vision of his his career as a lounge singer was the most powerful thing, more powerful than his talent or his career, and it actually probably circumvented the, his ability to become a good lounge singer because he was caught up more in the idea of the end result. He was more results-based, I guess, uh, or fantasy-based than process-based, and I'm sure that becoming a great lounge singer like everything else, it's process-based, unless you're, like, one in a billion shots. But even that person, if you really take the time, you say, oh, wait a second, well, I could see where this is actually, but, but who knows. But for him, he said, uh, and he had all these ideas of what would make him a good lounge singer, and a lot of that was spending money and moving to River Bottom and starting his career. It also seems like he made this choice a little bit later in life, uh, where some people, before they start a family and settle down, may pursue this. But he had made the decision, which this information, you know, you as the audience don't have. But, uh, you know, at some point he made the decision, and maybe it was that, oh, boy, like uh, some sort of age-based crisis to say, now I have to, now I have to finally pursue this dream. I mean, this stuff happens in movies all the time. So... He did it, and what did it cost him? It cost him uh, his relationships with his immediate family uh, because he was actually willing to sacrifice uh, or sacrifice his presence in those relationships for pursuing this and the consequences of that, and then a lot of other like lower-level stuff, like uh, how he was coping with all of that. Not autobiographical, but not, autobi- but not very autobiographical. Uh, though, like... Uh, yeah, I didn't exactly pursue the, this was in my story. I'm just saying that because I know I, get, I know the stuff I get emails about with questions. Uh, but it's a story I could definitely relate to. Uh, so I said, oh, okay. And I don't know, it's a story that interests me and interests me for a character because you say, okay, that is some P-A-I-N. That has some emotional weight. Just like in the real story, it had a lot of emotional weight and impact. It was just different, and I think it was different just because the characters are different, even though this is, this is like, influence. It's just a different thing. Uh, and then it was just nice for me, wherever this story stuff comes from, like, the layers we were able to uncover. So I said, okay, what do we need to do this episode? We needed to get them into the lab 
we need to get them past the gatekeepers or in episodes 12, 11 and 12. Uh, and we needed them to make some kind of deal. And also I wanted to, to, to wink at the camera with Willow because that is one of the things you say, wait a second, there's something we don't know as the audience that the Duffer brothers were withholding from us, I think intentionally because it, it, like it, my brother and I had a conversation about this. That's why like a, a month or two ago about, well, what is this piece of information? Like what happens when, when, uh, with Leon and Modine and what is, uh, Leon thinking? And when you could think about it, like, uh, did he make a deal for will, uh, 11 L for will, uh, and you say, well, it would make sense when you see his flashbacks when you say, well, the more we got to know him, it would it make sense. Uh, does it make sense from a story perspective? But then he also gets picked up at the end of episode, the last episode, which to me says, well, I don't know. Maybe there's something else at play. And then, I, again, I haven't uh, caught up in episode two, or season two, or in my brain does not remember any of this stuff. But so we had to get them in the lab, uh, which enabled me to have a nice uh, moment, uh, to have some fun and time-consuming fun between Mo- Max Modine and uh, Leon as far as, like, uh, just, like, long, drawn-out analogies, which is, you know, and, 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 like, for him to go on a long tangent about something to try to make a point with Max Modine. And so he tells this really long story to make his point, and uh, I don't know, that, that kind of stuff is fun for me because it just kind of comes up and I say, oh, this is kind of, this, okay, well, uh, I mean, it had to develop over, I said, oh, okay, I, this works. And again, trying to fit it in with his flashbacks, and then they go into the world, and I think we had a couple check-ins with the kids, uh, the youth, uh, though, again, I might be now confused because I'm writing episode 13, but I think so, because I think we got them to the lockers by the end of the episode, right? That's where the episode ended. It did. So then they get into this other world and they explore it, and then we get to uh, have some more Adi Ruxpin time. Adi Ruxpin was fun. And then we get to get in the thing with like hiding in the clothes and his more flashbacks about the clothes, which, which I also enjoyed. And I thought there was one more long tangent. Uh, let's see. Francis V. Modine. Uh, let's see. We left off with Dari, uh, journey of Joyce. Uh, oh, whole journey. And hop, uh, yes, into the world. Uh, tower, we need a little more tower of sorcery. Oh, so it, some of this was also like logistically, where are they going? Because it's a little bit different than the upside down. It's the size down. Uh, let's see. Some of this is okay. Some of this ends up being part of episode 13. I thought maybe it was 14. Uh, so open up with last time, then Willow and the squad in a quiet moment. You'll live with us now. Uh, VNLJ getting snacks. Uh, we hid and listened. Closeness, uh, humid breath. This is in the lockers. Of course, Dr. Max. Uh, lockers opening up. I guess this, oh, this is episode 13. Or maybe this is just, uh, oh, yeah. And this is, so this is all the last episode that I'm writing now. Uh, let me see what I have notes, uh, from, maybe I'm missing a notebook, uh, 
Other things, eh? Yeah. This is, uh, no, no. Oh, no. This is it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we got to do, uh, what's the name of the real song? Tom's Diner. Uh, yeah. So, cause I did want to wor- work in as many songs as I could just to be fun and, uh, I don't know. It just added a little creative challenge. Oh, here's a secret for the last, the end of that episode. I was looking for that secret, but I won't tell you now from uh, the very last scene with, uh, well, I put Willow, but it's, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Willow, not M. Otter. Like a velvet. Oh, yeah, this is the cloak stuff. Uh, so, yeah, this is a bad, 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 bad bards. What would a bad bard wear? Not a coat or a, coat, a, coat or a cape, uh, a sloak, uh, a cloak, a sn- or a cloak. Uh, yeah, and this is when they're looking for the clothes. I'm actually going in reverse order through this notebook. Uh, yeah, using so this is Leon's his backstory, birthday using his birthday money, using the kids' birthday money, them hiding his clothes, um, like his ego is kind of out of control. Uh, everything is almost real. Okay, so this is when they are in the size down. Uh, then that they, then they start finding the clothes. So it's almost like this is like a surreal world. It's a world like it is that kind of tracing paper world between. And oh yeah, I guess I haven't talked about this before. Let me look at my clock here. So yeah, I haven't talked about this in all of the. the, the, the this is a good time to talk about it. So Jeff Vandermeer uh, wrote this uh, trilogy called the Southern Reach Trilogy. And uh, one of them was made into a movie. The movie is a bit different than the first book. Annihilation was the name of the movie. I think Annihilation is the first book. Um, and it's uh, sci-fi. Uh, like, uh, I think the movie's listed as sci-fi and a, like a Halloween, like a seasonal movie. You know what I mean? Like that starts with an H. Uh, and the books are... Um, they're, I mean, I like, this is the kind of stuff I like to read, read at bedtime. And, uh, it just has this, it's just, it is very, uh, it, it's like, uh, it's a uh, very, it's not like sleep with me. Now I'm trying to think because I read all three of them and the first one is very, uh, I mean, the movie's based on it. And then the second book I think is, uh. And then what's the third book? Um, I don't know. I get the second and the third book mixed up. Um, but uh, so what was my point? <laughs> so, but, but the first book particularly, which was probably the most popular, I don't know, like, uh, it, uh, I really enjoyed the books of that, but let's say that, uh, they're very, I don't know if they're magical realism because it, uh, but if you like that kind of surreal, magical realism feel, but this they have a level of intensity. I'll just tell you that uh, that uh, that is uh, like, and it is like a bit like a puzzle box. And what is cool about it is, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just very different than anything. I'm sure there's a lot of sci-fi like this, but for me, it was different because there's like because there's so many mysteries and possibilities and one of the possibilities is uh 
um, let's see, I'm trying to think, this kind of tunnel being, uh, I, I would call it. But the tunnel being, I don't, I don't know, there's just this level of, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but but so it just directly impacted this story because they said, oh, okay, it's not that different than, I guess, the upside down in a way. Uh, and, and maybe that's influence on the show. I mean, it's d- way different in a story and feel and stuff, but that, uh, wait a second, if you're breaking, like, so in this idea of, uh, multiverses or universes, or even just like interplanetary, like wormholes, all those things, uh, what if it's not all, you know, science machine based? Like what if there's an organic element to it? And what would that be? And what would that be like? And, uh, what if there's an, or like, uh, I, I don't know how, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not doing a good job of describing it. Uh, but basically there's like this uh, tunnel, uh, that they find that, or, or tower, downward tower that I, in the book that I, that is also a being, but there's also another, I don't know, and, and, or is it multi-beings? What is it doing there? That's just one of the mysteries in the stories. And what world is it from? Is it part of our world and connected to another world? Is it a bridge? Uh, is it a like a portal? Um, so I don't know. That, that just is like uh, one layer that I was like, oh, this idea of the organic tower I said, oh, how would this fit in? Because it couldn't, like, once I, like, I read the books a while after I'd seen season one of Stranger Things, probably after I'd seen season two, and I kind of forgot about them. But then when I was watching season one again, I said, oh, this kind of, like, has this Southern Reach kind of feel in some parts. So also, the so then it, like, helped me to, because our Goose Bunny um, was different than the, the being that's in Stranger Things and not as, like, is still an antagonist, but a kind of confused antagonist, I'd say, or not an innocent antagonist, but uh, it has a Lenny uh, Mice and Men quality to it and maybe some other qualities. Also, it's more of, like, this instinctual animal like in our world where we're in a world where animals are intelligent sentient beings with full consciousness and probably like humanoid features like the world of uh Eminotter and jug Eminotter's jug band christmas so i don't know it's just layers in there uh i don't oh so it just was like kind of like figuring out their journey into that world uh uh, and then, oh, then we had the whole thing with Adi Ruxman, which I think I talked about last time, which was just another great opportunity. Um, yeah, so that was like, I'm looking at, I'm just looking at the episode 12 re- review. So then we got the Tom's Diner thing, which ended up being, again, song, is, music is like, and, and when you can play music on a TV show, it has a different part. When you can't sing or play music on a podcast, like I still wanted music to play a part also because I wanted to play a part in the magic of the Dungeons version of Dungeons and Dragons we had here and in the, um, I don't know, it just in, it just in like the, the magical powers that Billy has and in just story and figuring stuff out, like just like real songs would help pull people into the moment or out of the moment. 
So it's kind of like, and, and just also like having some uh, emotion. Like it's like, oh, how can you in a sleep podcast connect uh, uh, Francis and uh, Willow and experience this deep emotional moment uh, just in a sleep podcast while we're talking in a meandering way? It's like, oh, this song, at least when I'm telling it in my mind. I'm also picturing the flashback from the show of like them at the kitchen table. And instead of like talking about Will's pictures, uh, they're singing this, like ver- these versions of made up songs. And then they're f- singing this version that Willow wrote of Tom's diner, her own version. Like I'm drawing on my paper while my sister, she is rushing. And I'm thinking of my best friend and all of my buddies. And then, yeah, just a love. And when I feel my mommy pat, mom, mommy patting, some me right on my head. Like, uh, so just kind of, I don't know, just fun stuff. And so, yeah, I think that's how it ends with them. Oh, no, then it goes to the lockers. Uh, yeah, so this is our outline. Recap at the high school. Uh, Bull goes. Francis follows. Dari and Tefe talk. Dari's sad about Babs. Uh, I don't know if I'll see her again. Uh, we got to keep helping. Oh, yeah. So they had one last job. Um, Dari and Tefe. This is just like something tiny thing that I wanted to quote, like a uh, button up uh, from the series was like uh, that, that everything happens. And then at the end, it's like all of the local authority figures are helping after this bizarre thing has happened. So I wanted to, like, give Dari and Taffy a way to, like, help trigger that uh, and trigger kind of, like, the consequences for Dr. Max uh, and his team. And it just also was, like, fun to have them, like, play characters and, and stuff like that. Okay, so that was it for that one. Then episode 13 is basically, I mean, as we'll find out when I record it right, but episode 13 will basically be, it'll start at the lockers. I mean, I'll start with Willow's recap, then at the lockers, they're in the lockers. And ideally, like, uh, what they would have to do is, uh, so the, our squad is in the lockers. So Billy, uh, uh, Emma, uh, LJ, and Vaughn are in the lockers uh, in the school. The Weasels and Dr. Max's crew, you know, Dr. Max's Weasel crew is there. And Dr. Max. And so they'll have to get out of that pickle. Uh, presumably, like in the show, they'll have to deal with the goose bunny. Uh, where will the goose bunny end up? That'll be a question we'll have to resolve, you know. And uh, where will the goose bunny go? Who will, you know, who will stand for who? What'll happen to Dr. Max? Uh, then what, 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 what awaits Billy? Where will Billy end up? Uh, like all those emotional beats uh, from the TV show. So, I mean, the important ones for me are, uh, like Dr. Max making one last run, emotional run at, uh, Billy, then Billy's friends standing for her when she can't stand for herself. And that kind of being a two part thing of like standing against the adults, then standing against the being, you know, the not nice being or in this case, the goose bunny, uh, then, uh, like, I don't like want to get too far into it, but yeah, then Billy, then what happened, uh, what happened on stranger things is that then L takes over 
and uh, puts a stop uh, to the to to the uh, being at least for season one. Uh, yeah. Uh, then we have kind of whatever you call it, the epilogue or the whatever the whatever you say in French. Uh, which we'll probably do a little bit less of because we spend a lot less time with Willow's parents or Mike's parents. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll check in. I guess I still, so I still have to write that part. I think everything's written up till then. But, yeah, so we'll have, uh, I guess, a brief check-in of where is everybody now, a few months later or whatever, uh, and how is everybody doing? Yeah, and then, yeah, just say, okay. And then what it, where the series closes, uh, so we get a touch of Mike, uh, touch of Mike's family. We get a Jonathan and Nancy touch, and then we get a, a John. Well, we get oh a squad touch. Uh, so we see the squad playing D and D. Yeah, and then uh, Jonathan coming to get uh, what's that kid's name? Will. Uh, then we get a Jonathan and a Nancy. Then we get a Jonathan and Will, then a Nancy and Steve. I think we might get one more Mike. It's weird. I mean, we get the immediate after, then the few months after, I guess. Then we get uh, uh, family. Like, then we, do we have any? Oh, I guess because we see D- D- Dustin, uh, um, like Dustin and Lucas are playing D&D. So we see that. Uh, uh, and we see the shift in the friendship uh, there. Oh, yeah, then we have a forlorn Mike somewhere in there. And then we have the establishing of the, like, the reaffirmation of Joyce's family. And so we have, like, Joyce, Jonathan, and and not only that, like, a reestablishment of the dignity. Again, this, like, tiny theme to me that had huge importance, which was, like, the dignity of the Joyce, Jonathan, and Will. uh, and, and again, like it was saying, oh, okay, well, this doesn't, this doesn't taste good. Oh, who cares? Like we're here together. Oh, do you think we're going to get that? I don't know. Like, uh, it's what's, what's really important. Uh, and then we get this uh, ex, two extra mis- mysteries. Like we say, okay, I, well, we get all is well. And, uh, I think bef- maybe before that is when we see Hopper and say, okay, Hopper's still a curmudgeon. Then we see this, uh, hint of where Willow or where, uh, uh Bill, um, L might be and, uh, that, uh, L's connection with Hopper. Then, yeah, then we go back to, uh, the family unit and then we see one last mystery with Will which is like I had tried, like I'd figured that out in this other notebook. So I got to make sure I don't lose it because it'll be different. But, uh, and then that closes, that closed out season one. So that'll close out this season for this show. And ideally we'll launch, uh, the facts behind, like, I don't know, I guess I'll probably start recording it. Cause again, I'm working so far ahead. It's just the nature of the podcast. So it's like, I'm trying to record these on the weekend. It's like, uh, to do the British Bake Off one and start recording those and then see, is there demand for it? Uh, um, and, and this, by the time you're hearing this, what has changed is that there'll be this annual option now on Patreon, which makes stuff like this less um, speculative for me. Because, for instance, like if we get whatever, 20% of new $10 pledges for, like, the months where they're doing the British Bake Off, uh, 
it'll just make it way easier budgeting to say, okay, this is not speculative anymore. Like, uh, like this is doable. And it also opens up like other possibilities uh, beyond this. Uh, so that's cool. Um, yeah, so that's it. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I really, uh, like, uh, work hard. I yearn and I strive and I hope I can help keep you falling asleep even with stuff like this. Thanks for listening to this, uh, whole new series. It's like a whole new world. Good night.